ancient land of China, schools and the martial arts were a way of life, but none were as lethal as the one we are about to reveal. Five deadly venoms. A secret society, each man unknown to the other, identified only by a mass, representing one of nature's deadly assassins, the centipede, the snake, the scorpion, the lizard, and the toad. Five deadly venoms, five masters in the martial arts, each man pitted against the other in savage combat, and each trained in their own vicious method of killing. They practiced a special kind of kung fu, killing by instinct, with machine-like precision, lightning speed, and ruthless power, as ferocious and deadly as the venomous creatures from which it took its name, and whose stings were always fatal. Kill or be killed. Five deadly venoms. No mercy asked, none given, in a kung fu epic as brutal as nature itself. Five deadly venoms, survival of the fittest and kung fu action at its very best in the most spectacular martial arts program of the year. Five deadly venoms, five stinging ways to die. Pick your poison, you'll be stung to your seats. Don't miss Five Deadly Venoms, a Shaw Brothers presentation. Theirs was a mission of certain death. Outnumbered and unarmed, they must get to the tyrant that enslaves their people. No weapon, no matter how lethal, can match their Kung Fu. Alexander Fusheng stars as the young martial arts expert pitted against a murderous warlord with a deadly Kung Fu skill. They live to fight and fight to live in a whirlwind of Kung Fu action. Four men sworn to battle to the death against these lawless legions of the damned. The Four Assassins.
plan of destiny await the ultimate challenge. Death and destruction were the Manchu order. They murdered their way to victory. Nothing could stop them until they met the five masters of death. Five new men of destiny. Five new deadly ministers of Kung Fu justice. Five new Kung Fu killing techniques. The whipping triple-jointed stick, an avenging reaper of justice. The piercing pole, driving its way to victory. The deadly tiger stork, no one escapes. The crushing crossed fists, pounding up revenge on Manchu murderers. See the five kung fu masters of death defeat the Manchu warlords. See the five masters of death. When you're the best, you do things with style. J.J. McQuaid is the best. He's a lone wolf lawman in the Lone Star State. Even a wolf has his weaknesses. And a powerful enemy. The final showdown belongs to McQuaid. Lone Wolf McQuaid, starring Chuck Norris, David Carradine, Barbara Carrera, and Leon Isaac Kennedy. Or forgive them, because they killed his wife, they raped his daughter. And they deserve to die. So he's doing it again. His way. Charles Bronson. He's the best there is at getting even. Goodbye. Death Wish 2. Rated R. Now playing at the Sacramento Drive-In, Dome 24, Birdcage Walk, and the State in Woodland. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. The all-new process that puts you in the picture. Whether you want to be there or not. It will scare you. Count on it. Friday the 13th, Part 3 in Super 3D. Rated R. Now playing in Sacramento. Check newspapers for theaters and showtime. This is the movie that Rex Reed called the most horrifying motion picture I have ever seen. This film is positively ruthless in its attempt to drive you right out of your mind. Sally, I hear something. Stop! Stop! The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. From New Line Cinema. Rated R. There are killers on the loose, dressed like cops, and they always use a magnet. There's only one cop around who can crack this case. They call him Dirty Harry. In 24 hours, Harry stops a robbery, covers a stake, and prevents a hijack. Clint Eastwood is back, and this time his world is dirtier than ever. Magnum Force, rated R.
opening Christmas Day at selected theaters around the country. theaters.
知道你还是会喜欢我的。Pleasure doing business with you. I 本来想推荐你上去，但你上头唔批准。点解？呢个人你应该好熟嘅。我听日要走，后日去台湾嗰单嘢，咪带埋一成咯，俾个机会啲后生仔啊嘛。
。一朝做贼，想做好人不容易。我已经冇咗个细佬，我唔想连你呢个朋友都冇埋。阿杰，唔再叫我做阿杰，叫阿 Sir。而家大把世界。有好多旧客要靠豪哥你拉翻嚟我哥系产就唔系我啊！呢度已经唔系我同你嘅世界。你一喐手啊，即刻转翻转头One of the ten best films of the year, a high octane mixture of outlandishly stylized camp and outrageously sensational shootouts.
outrageously exhilarating, guaranteed to tingle the most jaded moviegoer's palate. A film concocted with nitroglycerin, the combined energy of the Road Warrior, Robocop, and the Terminator. Killer is great cinema. The Killer, a thriller comedy that will leave you breathless. a movie that will leave you breathless. Christian Slater, Patricia Arquette, Dennis Hopper, Val Kilmer, Gary Oldman, Brad Pitt, Christopher Walken, in a Tony Scott film that critics are calling a Bonnie and Clyde for the 90s. True Romance. Rated R starts Friday, September 10th at a theater near you. Follow my instructions and we all walk away clean. Domino, you're with me on the side. Shepard, you cover the rear. Are you walking down? All we want is the money. This is an inside job. Ten million in cash. Let's go home right now. I've seen you two. We're celebrity hostages. dogs before pulp fiction the original men in black shook the world of action cinema in the original a better tomorrow Proudly presents the explosive bullet-ridden sequel, A Better Tomorrow 2. Hong Kong action mavericks John Wu and Troy Hawk take the heroic bloodshed genre to the next level and beyond in a violent symphony of destruction that is often imitated but never better. Chow Yun Fat, Leslie Chung, and T Long. A better tomorrow, too.
the lizard style. Chameleon. The lizard is a very agile and nimble style. That enables a man to climb like a lizard. David Rockefeller's money couldn't save him. Despite all of the hard work he did for safety. But he's behind the latest accusations. If you disagree, then you must be a Russian agent. That's a bunch of gobbledygook. Peddling that has got to be spooked. There's not an angle I couldn't possibly juice. And if it's coming out of my mouth, it's gotta be truth. Let's keep it all cerebral. If I run for mayor, I won't be mayor. I leave it to the people. Consider this a shot across the bow. The sheeple are awake and we gon' shake them up now. Make them well aware you are extreme liars. You create smoke, then you're like a scream fire. Like we can't see who lit it. It shows like a Saturday Night Live skit. Okay, I get it. None of these pedal projectors ever want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue in cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Not one of these pedal protectors, they want to speak. Even though I come and visit them like once a week. Not a single thing I say is tongue in cheek. The NYPD just sprung a leak. Bastard. You did it again. You a real hard bastard. When will it end? I must say, bastard, you did it again, you a real hard bastard, now tell me when will it end?
All right, welcome to the show. I am the hard bastard, and we're going to start with uh, Donald Trump winning the Iowa caucus in a total landslide, and the fallout from that, Donald Trump has won the Iowa caucuses. Trump led the field, sitting at 51%, uh, with around 90% of the vote counted Monday night. Uh, according to the decision desk, DeSantis was sitting in second uh, with 21.3%, and Haley was in third with 19%. Tech entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy was fourth with 7.7%. The race was called with an unusually low percentage of the vote counted as multiple outlets all called the race for Trump with just 1% of the vote counted. With that 1% in, Trump stood at 53.6%. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis was in second place at 20.8%, and former South Carolina Governor Nikki Haley was in third at 17.6, and then Vivek was fourth at 6.6. In a speech following the caucus, Trump congratulated his GOP opponents, saying they all did very well. He says, I want to congratulate Ron and Nikki for a good time together. I think they both actually did really well. I want to congratulate Vivek because he did a hell of a job. He came from zero and he probably got 8%. The media outlets that called the race before many Iowans had even uh, voted were slammed by reporters and commentators, mainly the pro-DeSantis ones that tried to incorrectly uh, conflate this with when Fox caused, uh, excuse me, when Fox called Arizona. The difference is this was a landslide. Arizona was not a landslide. That's it. Yeah, and, you know, if you want to say, hey, there should be a rule where they don't call it, fine. But... The idea, see, here's where I'm going to call total bullshit, because the DeSantis people have said the 2020 election was legitimate. So let me get this straight. You're going to ignore all of the affidavits, all of the hearings. You're going to ignore all of the, you're going to ignore the bukkake of evidence of election fraud in 2020. But because they... Uh, decided to, and, and understand, it's not an official call, it's a projection. They decided to project Trump's landslide, which was correct. That means it's rigged. You, you're clowns. You are fucking clowns. Absolute clowns. So anyway, there we go. It's just, uh, it's hilarious. Like I said, if you want to, if you want to make it where, uh, you know, they don't call it until a certain time, I have no problem with that. But if you're pretending the 2020 election was legitimate and you're crying about this, you're being a bitch. You're being a bitch. Anyway, you know, if, you've, if you're consistent and you're like, yeah, the 2020 election was bullshit. And if you don't have a rule in place that makes them wait, then the Democrats can exploit it like they did in Arizona. All right. Well, that's reasonable. I don't have a problem with that. But that's not what you're seeing from the DeSantis people. Anyway, it's just, uh, it's, and then of course, Nikki Haley, this is obviously, Nikki Haley admitted that the, the gay op is afoot, officially, okay? Nikki Haley comes out, Big Teeth Nikki comes out and says this proved that there, this is a two-person race. Now, she's in third place. So what the fuck does that mean? It means that it's her and Ron, and they're going to do some sort of gay op to not give Trump the nomination. That's what they're doing. And so what you're seeing now is you're seeing a lot of Vivek supporters and, and the few, as far as commentators, the few reasonable DeSantis people. There were a few re reasonable DeSantis people. I'm not talking about voters, although a lot of the voters flipped to Trump as soon as the indictments happened. 
Um, but voters, I don't have a problem with. But the influencers, quote unquote. So you, you, you saw the few reasonable ones, the, um, the Clay Travises of the world, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, um, they were fine. They didn't beclown themselves. They liked DeSantis. And, uh, and so they took losing like men. And so they're like, all right, well, this, the, the people have spoken. It's going to be Trump. Let's get behind Trump. Okay, cool. Vivek. Vivek did the same thing. We'll get into it. And a whole lot of Vivek people taking the loss like adults. And that's very refreshing. That's very refreshing. Now, the DeSantis lunatics, the Bill Mitchells of the world, are absolutely, they're going to war. And, and here, here's what you should look out for. And I hope I'm wrong. People like Bill Mitchell, because what's going to happen here is Nikki Haley is the, uh, uh, the regime's choice. They are going to try to cheat her in, okay? And what they're also going to do, and they already immediately, what happens in the corporate media as soon as this happens? They start attacking the people who voted for Trump as evil terrorists that have to be stopped, okay? You're going to see the DeSantis people unite with the whoever the uniparty pick is, and I think it's this. I think it's Haley. I, at one point it was DeSantis, but now it looks like it's Haley, and they are going to join the campaign in demonizing Trump supporters and uh, advocating for their political or legal persecution. That's what I think is going to happen, and uh, I hope I'm wrong about that. But uh, Nikki Haley has no intention of running a clean race. She does not care who the people vote for. She wants to be crowned, and she admitted it when she said this is a two-person race. There is not a circumstance in which that makes sense. If she had finished in second place and said that, you know, it's delusional. You have no shot against Trump, but you might be able to do a little something in New Hampshire. I don't know. They got a lot of homosexual Democrats voting for her, so she might be able to do something. Um, but she didn't finish uh, in second place. She finished in third. So a, a, a thing, even if you're a delusional whore, the normal thing to say for a delusional whore would be, well, this is a three-person race. But that's not what she said. She said this is a two-person race. Yeah, gay ops are afoot. Anyway, the, um, so uh, National Review writer Dan McLaughlin says it's indefensible to declare a winner in that situation before all votes are cast. Uh, well, again, it's, it's a projection. And, and like I said, if you want to call for, like, rules, fine. But comparing this to Arizona is retarded because it's, it's, it's not the same thing. This is a blowout. This is a fucking record-breaking blowout. So what do you want? He, he won almost every goddamn county. What do you, what do you want? He just, it's like hilarious. Anyway, Senator uh, Sem Semaphore political reporter Dave Weigel says the very early results show Trump winning big, but the early network call is a little questionable. People are still at caucus sites, and they have phones. How many people will see the call in bail? Right, but that works against Trump. That works against Trump. It doesn't. How does that work against DeSantis? The people that were going to vote for Trump, if you tell them he's already won, they're going to go home. Anyway, it's just abject retardation. Washington Post uh, reporter Michael Shearer says, AP has a policy not to call the winner of a race before all the polls in its jurisdiction are scheduled to close. Tonight, they called the race after the caucus doors closed, but before all votes were cast, people could see on their phones that Trump won before voting. Voters braved below zero temperatures on Monday night, making it the coldest Iowa caucuses since the beginning. 
1972 projections showed that around 120,000 voters went out to caucus, far lower than the record 187,000 voters that came out to vote in the 2016 caucuses. Heading into the day, many anticipated the weather-suppressed turnout that would likely end up favoring the candidate with the most enthusiastic support, assuming to be Trump. Yeah, Trump broke, I believe, uh, was a Bob Dole's record of 88 for turnout. And you know what's hilarious about this? The media narrative is, oh, this is really bad for Trump. (laughs) Oh, by the way, Rachel Maddow is pissed off. She's pissed. We'll get to that. We'll get to lunatic Joy Reid and her Dave Chappelle wig. She's wearing the wig that Dave Chappelle wore when he did the uh, reparation skit. Uh, He played an anchorman, a white anchorman named uh, uh, Chuck Taylor. That's exact. I mean, she looks just like him. Although, I will say, I was listening to uh, Patrick Bet David today. He's not the big, you know, he, he, he doesn't usually come in with jokes. He's like a real serious guy. He came in and, and started talking about her, and she, he, he said something like, he's like, you know, for, for a, a person that uh, claims to not support Trump, it's really weird that you're wearing his hair. I thought that was hilarious. Totally unexpected. That was fucking hilarious. Yeah, she. No, I think it's more like the Dave Chappelle wig. But if you want to say she looks like she's wearing Trump's hair, yeah, she kind of does. It's fucking hilarious. She's a dumb racist whore. Anyway, voters braved below zero temperatures, and uh, yeah, of course they did. You have, <laughs> you have breathed. Remember? Do you remember? It was almost like a lifetime ago. There was a period of time where I'm like, you know, the morale is just not there. It's just such a lull. There's a lull. I'm like, there's something needs to happen. There's just this lull, and it's just, you know, nothing's happening. And my God, they lit this whole movement on fire. They just poured a ton of gasoline on it. They decided, we're going to make Donald Trump the biggest martyr in political history well that's what they did and now people are like oh minus 13 i don't give a fuck i'll fucking go out there and they did and they did and they broke the record for turnout fantastic fantastic uh and the and the good news is kind of good news bad news the good news is they're going to keep doing this kind of shit which is just going to make his support stronger the bad news is um they can hurt people they can hurt people and i think they're going to hurt people and i uh i hope i'm wrong about that anyway um Trump dominated the early polling leading up to the Iowa caucuses, consistently leading his GOP opponents by more than 30 points. Haley Reese, oh, if you want to have fun, just read Bill Mitchell's entire timeline. It's gold, absolute gold. Haley recently took a small lead over DeSantis in a few polls, but the two candidates remain neck and neck. The DeSantis campaign placed a strong emphasis on Iowa and its large evangelical base that the Florida governor is hoping to court. DeSantis earned the endorsements of Bob Flanderplants and blah, 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 blah. Who cares? None of that matters. You're not Trump. It doesn't matter who endorses you. And I'm sure Kim Reynolds is a fine governor, I, uh, but it uh, doesn't matter. Haley, who wasn't initially expected to perform well in the state, jumped in the polls in the last few months. Well, again, totally astroturfed. Um, if you want more evidence that she is the gay-op candidate... The guy that funded the Skeletor lawsuits against Trump, you know this skeletal-looking whore, Skeletor, Skelehor? I don't know. I call her Skeletor, like from He-Man, because she's skeletal. But anyway, Eugene Carroll, total lunatic. This guy Hoffman, 
He's like funding all this shit. He's like a behind-the-scenes gay operator, kind of like, um, kind of like Norm Eisen and Mary McCord, but more of like a money guy. You know, he he funds. He's the gay op funder. He funds lots of gay ops. Gabe Hoffman, I think his name is. Yeah, he's giving money to uh, Nikki Haley. So you can see what's what this is. It's just incredible. And then you see this interview with this other dumb whore, and she's like, oh, I'm a Democrat, and, like, I don't know who to vote for because Joe Biden's too old, but, you know, Nikki Haley, she seems to chill. Get the fuck out of my face with this bullshit. Anyway, whatever. The former U.S. ambassador to the U.N. under Trump is looking to make her case that she stands as the top Republican alternative. There's not a circumstance on this earth that I would vote for Nikki Haley. There's not a circumstance. There is not a circumstance on this earth in which I would vote for Nikki Haley. So, uh, and there's plenty of people that agree with me. Uh, there are plenty of Republicans that would not vote for her. And I think Joe Biden wins in a, in a general election against Nikki Haley. Um, Vivek was hoping to surprise the political world with a solid performance in Iowa, despite consistently polling in the single dis- digits in the state. Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. Vivek... Um, He's like the, you know, the, I think Sean, actual justice warrior, makes this joke a lot. He's like the president of the Internet. It's just fascinating how the Internet does not translate. And, you know, I will say this. Now, he did have a misstep that I think, considering how he handled last night, this misstep is forgotten about. But he had a brief misstep where he did this totally underhanded, just fake and gay tactic of, oh, I want to save Trump. And if you want to save Trump, vote for me. That's ridiculous. Okay, you're a boxer. You got to throw punches. Okay, you're not helping your opponent. That makes no sense. That's stupid. It's disin. I don't know who told you to do that. That was fucking retarded. Almost everything else he's done, other than some comments about Israel, has been home runs. Absolutely home runs. Now I think he's just saying what he needs to say. But as a as a campaign, he ran a good campaign. He said great stuff. I understand why people like him. And look, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he delivers. If he delivers, he's going to be the greatest politician of all time. I just don't think it's going to be that simple. I don't think some guy's just going to come in and do all the things. It would be great. Um, But he ran a good campaign other than a couple missteps. Um, But what I really liked, and, and, and I thought this was really going to help, I thought there was a chance that it that he could have like really overperformed and people were going to go, whoa, Vivek really overperformed. I, I, I thought it was possible because one of the things that I liked that he did is he went, he went on almost everyone's show. Um, he went on all the independent media shows. He befriended all the, inter, the independent, look at, look at like all of these people, Clint Russell and, uh, and that crew and, and uh, 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 Radowski and the redhead libertarian, so, uh, Cernovich, what, what happened? Vivek invites these people to hang with them in Iowa and, and, and other places, and he treats them with respect. He answers their questions. And of course, what, what's that going to do? It's going to cause a lot of them to like him. That's just how it works. And a lot of them like him. And I was like, you know, this guy is building up a lot of goodwill in the independent, not not the entire independent commentary community, but usually a, 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 a part that's ignored by candidates. And so I thought that was a great idea, but it didn't translate. It's just amazing. It's absolutely amazing. It didn't translate. With that said, uh, let's actually talk about Vivek. Um, 
let's see here. Uh, yeah. So Vivek drops out and endorses Trump. That's the exact correct move. This is over. Okay, this is over. The only people left in this race are people who are waiting for a gay up. People who are, who are joining the Uniparty in their sabotage and robbing of Trump. <clears throat> because they're, and it's possible, you know, at the convention, they just don't give it to him, even though he gets the votes. It's a, it, it's a complete suicide move. It's the end of the Republican Party. Um, but they might do that. They might try because they're idiots. Anyway, Vivek makes the right move. To me, erasing the misstep about the helping Trump thing, I thought that was dumb, but who cares? Now it's over. You, you, you're, you're handling your loss with class. A lot of his people are handle, handling the loss with class. It was just very refreshing. You know, last night, amongst the, the screaming and the glorious screaming and crying from the retarded DeSantis shills, the Bill Mitchells and the rest of them, that was great. I, oh, it was phenomenal. And you're watching these people cry. And then Salty Cracker is like telling them all to go fuck themselves. And it was glorious. He's telling Dave Rubin all this shit. And Dave Rubin has such thin skin, he blocks them. It's fucking phenomenal. It's fun. I love when Trump wins and, and people cry and then everyone talks mad shit. It's hilarious. Anyway, I was pleasantly surprised that you got all these Vivek people taking their loss like an adult and being reasonable. I was like, see, that's nice. That's nice. You know, the monkey guy, you know, the monkey guy, Michael Robinson or whatever. He really likes Vivek. And um, but he took the loss like an adult. And uh, that's just very refreshing. And, uh, and and there were some DeSantis people that took the loss like an adult, like uh, Clay Travis. And, and so that's nice. That's nice. I hope people, look, you don't have to like Trump, but he's the guy. You don't have to like it, but he's the guy. This is over unless, you wanna, unless you're in on the gay op. Um, so, you know, you don't have to vote for him. You can vote for him, but the Trump train has left the station and you can hop aboard. It's not at full speed yet. And it's up to you. I don't care one way or the other. I don't care how you vote. I don't tell people what to do. Okay, I'm voting for him. I like him. He makes me laugh. And that's it. He's a big middle finger. He's the biggest middle finger. I, 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 and, and every time they melt down and they try to arrest him, it just makes me want to vote for him more. And that's it. And there's a lot of people that agree with me, and that's fine. So now Vivek, and apparently, and you could tell. See, this is the thing with Trump. If he comes out and starts insulting you and giving you a nickname, you're pretty much done. But you can tell when, when they, people have had conversations. Like, like when uh, Tucker Carlson interviewed him after, uh, it, it, it was, I think a few months had passed, but there was that whole thing in the media where Tucker Carlson had these text messages. Uh, but then when Tucker interviewed Trump, they got along very well. And it was obvious, they must have talked. Same thing you could tell happened with Vivek, because Trump gets up there in his speech and he's like, um, you know, oh, he went from zero to eight. He didn't insult him. He was like, oh, he did a good job. So there you go. So Vivek uh, mended fences. He's endorsing Trump. And now he's going to go on the trail and give speeches. Great. That's fantastic. People are, are, are saying, oh, is he going to be VP? I have no idea. I have no idea who's going to be VP. Um, there was another name that was uh, put out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick Bet David thinks it might be Tulsi Gabbard. I just I, I haven't really thought of Tulsi Gabbard until I was listening to the show earlier today. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't trust Tulsi Gabbard. Of course, I don't trust any of these people, uh, to be quite quite frank. Tulsi, you know, I think she's kind of a Trojan horse. Um, is she a better pick than, like, Nikki Haley? Sure. Uh, Nikki Haley would be a disastrous pick. I don't think there's any chance he picks Nikki Haley. I just don't think there's any chance. Um, it, 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 
he's called her bird brain. He's going to have bird brain as his VP? I just don't... As far as like neocon terrible picks, Tim Scott is a much more probable pick than Nikki Haley because he hasn't given Tim Scott uh, 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 a nickname as far as I'm, I'm aware. You're going to have a nickname, Bird Brain, as your VP? I don't see that at all. Um, ben Carson was another one that's mentioned. I'm neutral towards Ben Carson. I think Ben Carson will be loyal. I liked people were talking about that moment when they were like fucking around with Trump at one of the debates and Ben Carson waited for him. That was nice. That was nice. That was like a nice gesture. I think Ben Carson, you know, he's not going to give the media anything. He's quiet. So, like, the media will do their whole thing where they're like, will you denounce that Trump said that, you know, we shouldn't let murdering illegals in the country? He's not going to bend the knee to them. He's not going to give them anything, but he'll do it quietly. He's very reserved. He's very chill. He'll do it quietly. I want someone that's going to be absolute fire, that will melt people's faces, although I acknowledge that strategically that might not be the move. So I would prefer a Carrie Lake or a Tucker Carlson, but whatever. Frankly, at this point, I would prefer a Pastor Anderson, but he's really not part of any of this. Um, so, so yeah, Vivek drops out. Uh, he might be VP. We'll have to see. I think Vivek would be fine as VP. Again, I don't trust him, but again, I don't trust any of these people. I think he would do, I think... As far as like a fire candidate, you probably have to put, I guess he'd be my third choice uh, behind uh, 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 Lake and um, Tucker Carlson. I don't know. It'll be interesting. So, um, so good, good, for, uh, good for Vivek. And uh, I hope it sets the tone for like, look, like I said, you don't have to like Trump. But he's the, he's the guy and that's it. And you can choose to not vote for him or you can choose to vote for him. But this whole thing where you're like going to war and like, you know, if you're going to war, like it's one thing to say, I don't like Trump and you have your reasons. Okay. But to, to do the shit that Bill Mitchell's doing, that he, you want to destroy us. Okay. You're joining the, the fucking Democrats then. You understand you're joining the people that are arresting us. And um, that's stupid. That's a stupid thing to do. But you feel free. You know, maybe, well, if you win, you don't have anything to worry about. If we win and things go in a great way, you will probably have an issue. Anyway, we'll have to see. Trump shatters the record for biggest win in history of the Iowa Republican caucus. And Rachel Maddow says this is a bad thing. This is bad for Trump. Same with Beaker. Beaker from the Beaker and Leaker show. He's like, uh, he's like, oh, this is not good for Trump. Really, it's not good for Trump? Unbelievable. Trump uh, now owns the record for the largest margin of victory in the history of contested Iowa Republican caucuses, more than doubling the previous mark. Citing the Trump campaign, Reuters reported Friday that Senate Majority Leader Bob Dole previously had the record in contested Republican Iowa caucuses at 12.8%. So there we go. Amazing. He set the record. Could not have gone better. This could not have gone better. Now we'll see what's going on in New Hampshire. What, what I expect to happen in New Hampshire is that Nikki Haley will do something. She'll probably finish second. And they're going to act like she won and Donald Trump is in trouble. Oh, look at this. It's truly a two-person race now. And oh, Nikki Haley. I'm telling you, she is going to be astroturfed more than anyone we've ever seen ever. I, I really, This is going to be nauseating. And I don't think it's going to work. Her teeth are too big. Um, now, let's get into this. This is uh, Georgia. 
Uh, Trump tramples Biden 45-37 head-to-head in Georgia. Now, now remember, in Georgia is where they got all these ridiculous indictments from this dumb whore, literal whore. Her name is Ass. They call her Fanny. But Fanny is Ass. Her name is Ass. Her name is Ass. Her name is Ass Willis. Anyway, people don't care. Oh, the other thing, the media coverage of this shit, when they asked a whole bunch of questions, and um, this uh, stupid whore was like, well, we asked all of these people whether or not they thought Joe Biden was legitimately elected, and 68% of them said no. Oh, it's so great. Yeah. Yeah, no one believes you. Go fuck yourself. Anyway, here's Georgia. Former President Trump is enjoying a commanding lead over Joe Biden in Georgia. Trump is beating out Biden 45-37, according to an AJC poll that featured 1,007 registered voters. The poll, which was reported or had a margin of error of 3.1%, found that Biden is struggling to capture support from many Democrat and independent voters who were a key to his narrow win in the Peach State in 2020, including 10% of black voters who say they plan to sit out the election entirely. Approximately 62% of registered voters regard Biden's job performance to be negative, and a majority say they strongly disapprove of the Democrat. It gets worse among independents, with only 37% rating Biden positively for his performance and 54% indicating that they disapprove. These strong numbers for the former president come after an NBC poll in November found that more young people than ever are supporting Trump than they are Biden. (laughs) Oh, baby. The survey found 46% of respondents aged 18 to 34 said they'd vote for Trump, while a smaller 42% reported supporting Biden. Yeah, young people also have to buy groceries and gas. Uh, Trump topped Biden that same month in a different poll from CNN, which found that the former president holds a four-point lead over Biden in a hypothetical 2024 election matchup at 49 to 45. And uh, uh, yeah, Democrats are in total disarray. You saw, um, uh, it, it just, it, the, okay, so it's not just because of the praying mantis and Sharon. So on the Dr. Rashad Ritchie show, fake Jesse Jackson show, Xanax Sharon and uh, the lady that looks like a praying mantis, forget her name, she's run for office before and got destroyed because uh, she's a commie. Um, they were talking about how Democrats have taken the black vote for granted and the Democrats act like black people owe them something. Now, that is true. It's like, you know, one of the most shocking times where people on that show are saying things that are true. Okay, this is what fascinates me. So, yeah, they don't give a fuck. By the way, I'm not going to argue Republicans give a fuck about you either. I'm not arguing that. I'm just saying it's bizarre that you can figure out that the whole racial narrative from the standpoint of the Democrats helping black people, like you're able, these people like praying mantis, they're able to realize that that's bullshit. There's a lot of lefties that realize that that's bullshit. And I'm like, how come you can't just obviously follow the next logical step, which is the whole thing is bullshit. And I'm not saying if you got fucked with racially by a person that that wasn't real. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about that your your average citizen, your neighbor, other than like if he's an asshole, I'm talking about normal people, that, oh, we're all these white supremacists and blah, blah, blah. That's all made up. Don't you? If you understand that the Democrat narrative, that they're the helpers of black people is made up, 
why can't you just follow logically the next part is made up too that's it it's totally made up all of the people around here the average person not racist not racist the whole thing is made up but anyway they can't they can't get past that it's fascinating it's just really interesting to watch but anyway yeah a lot of black people are realizing that the democrats are full of shit and that's great and we'll see what they do they can vote for you know whatever just just know who's lying to you. What you do with that information, that's up to you. I don't owe you anything, and you don't owe me anything. So I don't give a fuck if you're black, okay? I'm not going to suck your dick. I don't understand that. i got to suck your dick because you're black. Fuck you. I'm not doing that. It's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. By the way, have you seen uh, uh, um, Joy Reid said, and I, I really hope this becomes a big narrative because I have an idea. If this becomes a key narrative... With the astroturfing of Nikki Haley, I'm going to do something. So here's the deal. I'll already tell you what I'm going to do. So she said that the reason Nikki Haley is losing is because she's a person of color. If she's a person of color, then I'm a fucking black man, okay? If Nikki Haley is a person of color, I'm a black man because I'm part Sicilian. You know, I didn't think I was part Sicilian until a few years ago because I thought it was I was from northern Italy. And then I confirmed when I went on one of these trips... And I was talking to my mom, and I said, what's the uh, deal? I'm like, what parts of Italy? Uh, Calabrese and Sicily. And I, I just left. When they said, because I deserve that, because I kept making fun of Sicilians because of the scene from True Romance. I deserve that. That's actually mean magic right there. Okay, so, okay, if Nikki Haley is a person of color, and this narrative becomes a thing that, oh, you're racist if you won't vote for Nikki Haley, I'm going to have... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna figure out a way. I'm gonna put out commercials with. Uh, I'm gonna get black clothing, like black supremacist clothing, like the Egyptian shit, and the fucking. I'm gonna remember X Clan. I'm gonna dress up like X Clan. I'm gonna do something, and I'm gonna be like, I'm black, and I'm gonna play uh, black music. I'm telling you, we're gonna do a whole commercial, okay? So, but it has to be a thing. It has to be like a consistent narrative. So there we go. Nikki Haley is a person of color. If she's a person of color, I'm a black man. Here, there we go. There we go. Amazing. Now, let's talk about Trump here. Trump, it's time now for everybody in our country to come together after winning the Iowa caucuses. Yeah, and look, I'm not... Everyone's different, right? If I don't care if you uh, wanted another person, but, but now the reality is Trump is the guy. So are you going to, like... What do you do? Like, are you going to do the charade or are you just going to... It, be normal. I, I just, I, what are you going to do? Vote for Biden? I mean, this is the thing. It's possible it doesn't work out. It's possible Trump doesn't deliver. But, like, who else are you going to vote for? <laughs> I, don't, I mean, you can vote for it. I'm not going to freak out if you vote for someone else. Vote for whoever you want. But, like, you know, this is, it's like a charade now, almost. So, yeah, the time has come. I, I, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not talking shit. I thought I think it was pretty obvious Trump was going to win, and and this is pretty much over, barring some sort of gay op, which they are. I think they're planning, um, and uh, and and that's that. So you know there might be other people that you know, there might act like assholes. Here's the thing: like, did you see, for example, Tommy Lauren? Right, Tommy Lauren. At first, she came out immediately as an adult and was like, "Hey, you know what? The people have spoken." Clearly, Donald Trump's the guy. We should unite behind Donald Trump and defeat Biden. Okay. Ab 
absolute fantastic comments. But then she starts complaining on social media that some Trump supporters are being mean and it's and then and they're like, oh, they're not welcoming. I don't do they have to be like, why do you my decision to vote for Trump has no bearing on what other people say. Why does your dick have to be sucked? If you want to vote for Trump, vote for Trump. But none of us are going to suck your dick. Why do we have to suck your dick? The wall we have to be welcoming. What does that mean? What do you? There are people that are welcoming, but what you're doing? See, this is the the tactic that they that people use. It's very. I, I'll say it's very dishonest. So they'll take a, a a large group of people like Trump supporters, and then some Trump supporters will say mean things, and then they pretend, oh, it's all of the Trump supporters. People do this when they lose control, like streamers. When they lose control of their emotions. They do this with their chat, right? There might be some people in the chat saying things that they don't like, and then they start going after the quote-unquote chat, the chat. The, no, no, the chat is like any other thing. It's a bunch of different people, okay? Some people are saying things you like. Some people are saying things that you don't like. But this whole communal guilt bullshit, so the Trump supporters, now all the Trump supporters, oh, we have to be nicer to, and I'm not even mean to Tommy Lauren. I don't fucking really care about Tommy Lauren. You know, she's kind of a smash, but whatever. That's, that's it. She does her show. She's on the Clay Travis thing, and I like Clay Travis, so whatever. It's, I don't care. I don't really watch her. I'm not. A, there's like two or three female commentators that, that, that I actually think do a good job. The rest of them are unbearable. But, you know, to each his own. Um, but, uh, but, oh, they're not being welcoming. Well, you, you're just cherry-picking, because some people are being welcoming, and other people are not, and that's okay. If someone says, hey, go fuck yourself, why do they have the power? Why are you giving them the power? They have no control over whether or not you support Trump. You have control over whether or not you support Trump. And you should support Trump because you like him, not because people are kissing your ass. Anyway, it's gay. So I was ashamed because, you know, she came out with a good comment and then just uh, really just uh, it's just uh, it's just pathetic. Anyway, um, what, what do we hear? That oh, yeah. So Trump said, uh, we're going to come together. It's going to happen soon. He thanked the senators and congressmen that supported him. So I think that the adults are going to come together. So what's going to happen now is the adults are going to come together. And some of the adults are going to go, oh, yeah, I'm out. And they're going to just sit it out. And that's fine. I, you do what you want. The assholes, though, the gay operators, they are going to form an alliance with the Uniparty to demonize Trump and his supporters and advocate for their arrest. I hope I'm wrong about that, but that's what I think we're going to see. Uh, that is unforgivable, okay? that To me, that's unforgivable. If you advocate for your fellow citizen to be arrested over politics, I hope it happens to you. You deserve to have it happen to you. And uh, I don't think it's going to happen. You know, I don't think karma, karma, unfortunately, doesn't work perfectly. It's just, it's sporadic. I wish you could harness karma. Can you imagine how great that would be? Oh, my God. All right, let's, so so what happens, and, and this is how you can tell, this is why I say they're going to go after the voters this time. Last time, you know, in, in 2016, they went after Trump hard. And like they did, look, you had the, the basket of deplorables comment, but, but that's nothing compared to what we're about to witness. So immediately, Biden Maddow, they all start attacking us. Oh, Trump supporters. Now, actually, maybe not uh, Iowa specifically, but, you know, they, it extends to any person that disobeys. Frankly, this is the other thing. They're also going to include the black people that want to vote for a third party. They're going to throw you in the boat with the rest of us. So anyway, whatever.
Um, they're going to call. They're going to call you a threat to democracy. You know, they arrested those uh, black uh, nationalist guys because they had the wrong opinion about Russia. <clears throat> so this is going to be very interesting. And then my response to this is like, yeah, you're you're like you're you, who you think is your enemy. You're just pointing at the wrong people. Anyway, whatever. Biden lashes out at extreme MAGA Republicans after Trump wins Iowa in a landslide. The pedophile in chief is pissed off uh, after Joe Bi- after Donald Trump's victory in the Iowa caucuses. The pedophile in chief lashed out at his primary political opponent, the guy that takes inappropriate showers with his daughter. Says, "Quote: Look, like looks like Donald Trump just won Iowa. He's the clear front runner on the other side." But here's the thing: this election was always going to be you and me versus extreme mega Republicans. It's true yesterday, and it'll be true tomorrow. Biden linked his donation page at the bottom of his post. And then there was, like I said, there was a whole full-court press from the media last night demonizing Trump supporters as evil and racist, especially the white ones. All right, um, so there's the scandal. Now, now Brian Kemp, it looks like he's going to be the, the, the consistent traitor that he always is, and it doesn't look like he's going to do anything about this. Um, but there, there are. It, it's possible that she gets removed uh, for this corruption, um, but the prosecution continues. We'll have to see. So S. Willis went to church and, of course, said that she's being targeted because of her skin color. And, uh, and so, uh, apparently, if you criticize a dumb whore for being corrupt, uh, you're a racist. Okay, great. I've, I've, I've been a racist for a million reasons. Uh, so, so, this is, just add one to the list. Who's not racist in 2023? Oh, it's not 2023. It's 2024. Who's not racist in 2024? I've said this before. The absolute lowest bar for a good person is being a bigot. If you're not a bigot, then it's not, and I'm not like one of these people, the moral fag about, you know, oh, you're a good person, but the very bare minimum, you have to be a bigot because who isn't a bigot in 2024? Who has not been called a bigot or hasn't had thoughts that they label bigot, bigoted, you know? And it could be simple. Hey, are you, not attracted to black women, you're a bigot. Are you attracted to black women and you're white? You're a bigot. Oh, you're sexualizing blackness. All of the simple things in life that there's nothing wrong with are bigoted now. So the only people that have not been labeled a bigot are eights commie leftists. So yeah, the very basic of, of decency is being a bigot. Anyway, ass who is leading the uh, controversial RICO case against Donald Trump and several of his top associates for alleged election interference is accused of tapping her romantic partner, Nathan Wade, a special prosecutor in the case, and then financially benefiting from the relationship. S told a congregation, they only attacked one. First thing they say, oh, she's going to play the race card now. But no, God isn't it them that's playing the race card when they, when they only question one. Well, you're the, you're, you're the, you're the fucking uh, DA. There's no second DA. Is there a, maybe there's an assistant DA? I don't know. You are the one. The one big fat pig whore. 
Anyway, I think I fit too many insults in that one. You got, you got to, you got to. You see, it's the problem. You know, you, these people, they, they are irritating, and you try to pile on as many insults as you can, but then it doesn't work. So it's kind of, we'll figure it out. Fat pig. We'll go with fat pig. You know, that's easy. Rolls right off the tongue. Fat pig. They only attacked one fat pig, as told the congregation on Sunday during a speech that lasted 30 minutes. First thing they say, oh, she's going to play a race card. But no, God, isn't it them playing the race card when they only question one? Isn't it them playing the race card when they constantly think I need someone from some other jurisdiction in some other state to tell me how to do a job I've been doing for almost 30 years? Well, I think the reason people do that is because you can barely speak English and they assume that means you're a retard. You know, I don't know. Maybe you're a genius, but uh, you, you don't talk like you're a genius, so who knows? Ass is accused of taking lavish vacations with Wade that were funded by taxpayers, which could be a federal violation. In payments, Ass apparently authorized Wade received more than $650,000 since January of 2022. Ass is also accused of misleading county officials in seeking extra funds to pay Wade in what could be a state violation allegedly never sought the county's approval to hire him and it's required by Georgia law. From what I understand, Brian Kemp is not at all interested in looking into any of this because he is a goddamn traitor, as he's always been. Additionally, according to a report from the Wall Street Journal, Ass has been subpoenaed to testify in Wade's divorce case. During her speech at Big Bethel AME Church, Ass also went after Republican Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, claiming God told her to pray for the lawmaker. God, wait a minute. I ain't there yet. I am still in my walk with you. I'm just being honest. This is me and my Lord talking. God, I don't really want to do that. I ain't feeling it. Oh, man. It's a shame God just doesn't do the lightning strikes anymore. Just bang. Oh, oh well. Ass then said God told her, do as I said, child. I'm using her to grow you. Pray for her. I'm using all these experiences to fortify you. You know, fat pig, I am skeptical that God has talked to you. So uh, I guess we'll have to see. I guess we'll have to see. Anyway, so there we go. Ask Willis. She'll probably get away with it. Now, this is an interesting showdown, and we're going to see what the, the regime does. Border showdown. Texas must give feds access by January... January 18th or else, says Biden. So it seems like the Biden regime is going to hurt people unless you allow illegals into the country unfettered. A strongly worded letter from the DHS to the state of Texas demands access to the U.S.-Mexico border on land seized by the state in Eagle Pass. DHS officials ordered the state to cease and desist its efforts to block Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park and remove all barriers to access by the end of the day on January 17th. Texas's actions are clearly unconstitutional and are actively disrupting the federal government's operations, said one of the pedophiles at DHS. We demand that Texas cease and desist its efforts to block Border Patrol's access in and around Shelby Park area and remove all barriers. Hopefully, Ken Paxton and the rest of the Texas people tell you to go fuck yourself. Um, the recent actions by the state of Texas have impeded operations of Border Patrol. Those actions conflict with the authority and duties of Border Patrol under federal law and are preempted under the Supremacy Clause of the Constitution. The use of the word impeded by DHS 
general counsel could imply a threat of criminal action against officers and agents of the state of Texas who are carrying out the orders of Governor Abbott to secure Shelby Park and prevent Border Patrol's entry to the area so they can allow the Zerg to continue to rape our country. Under federal law, it's a federal crime to impede or interfere with certain officers or employees of the federal government. Um, okay, well, we'll see. This is a uh, this is a stalemate or whatever the hell uh, you want to call it. They're at an impasse. Um, Texas will probably cuck, but maybe not. They should tell the Biden regime to go fuck themselves, but uh, we'll see. I think Tim Pool is claiming this is one of the indicators of civil war. I'll have to wait and see. I'm not too sure about that. Um, okay, now, this is uh, not at all surprising. A Quebec man pleads guilty to setting 14 forest fires. Trudeau claimed it was climate change. This, is, this happens consistently with these fires. It happened in America where they're like, oh, climate change started all these fires. And you're like, how the fuck did that happen? And then it turns out it's like activists, BLM, uh, retards, uh, environmentalists, and it's the same thing here. A Quebec man admitted to setting a series of forest fires that ravaged the province and forced hundreds of people to flee their homes last year. Brian Powery had posted numerous conspiracy theories online suggesting the government had deliberately ignited the blazes at the same time the Trudeau liberals blamed climate change. According to CTV, Powery pled guilty to 13 counts of arson and one count of arson with disregard to human life. Two further charges of breaking and entering and causing a public nuisance have been conditionally suspended. The court has ordered a pretrial sentencing report that'll take Powery's mental state and risk to public safety into consideration. It is scheduled to be completed by April 22nd. Prosecutor Marie Phillips-Charon explained in court, two of the 14 fires now known to have been set by Parry resulted in the multi-day evacuation of nearly 500 homes in the small community of Chapas, around 260 miles northwest of the provincial capital. Many of the fires set were found to have no possible natural cause. Amazing. The now self-admitted arsonist has been held in custody since his arrest on September 7th. He was detained following an investigation that began in June after investigators believed he was at the scene of one of the fires. While he was originally tracked down as a witness, Powery's online activity matched that provided in a description by police. He repeatedly posted conspiracy theories suggesting the fires had been set by the government in an attempt to coerce the public into believing in climate change. Hmm... Now, I tell you, I've not looked into this. It would not surprise me, though, if that was actually true, and it was the government that set the fires. That would not surprise me in the goddamn least. But anyway, the point here is, a human set the fire, climate change didn't set the fire, and there we go. So, uh, it's amazing. Let's move. This is a horrible story, and hopefully the people involved in this get buried under a jail. A botched police raid in Ohio leaves a 17-month-old baby in the ICU after injury from a flashbang grenade. And we're this is not... Now, from what I understand, this isn't your typical um, Trump supporter being raided, uh, which we've seen a ton of those, and I imagine we're going to see an exponential amount of those this election season. Um, this is just the regular uh, tyrannical 
disgusting behavior of 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 police. Uh, not all police, but a lot of the police. A 17-month-old special needs baby with a heart issue was seriously injured after police in Ohio allegedly raided the wrong home as they searched for a teen who was facing weapons charges. At around 2.15 p.m. on Wednesday, a large group of officers from the Elvira or the Elvira Police Special Response Team smashed into a home on Parmley Avenue with a ring camera capturing the raid. Courtney Price, the baby's mother, told reporters that her baby's son suffered from chemical burns as well as a lack of oxygen after police had thrown flashbang grenades into her home. Price additionally said the police raided the wrong residence entirely. They didn't care, though. That's the bottom line in the story. She was pleading with them, telling them they did not care. They did not care about the baby. And this is generally how a lot of them are. I know it's not all of them, but it's a lot of them. It's too many of them, of course. And so it's just, it is what it is. We're going to see a lot more of this kind of shit. The police denied it, the accusations, claiming the raid was carried out at the right house and that the child did not sustain any injuries. Oh, that's nice. Oh, look how upstanding these pedophiles are. They're like, no, none of it happened. They're going to gaslight her. Rita Jennings, who rents the home where the raid occurred, said the baby boy has got burns all over him and that the inside of his lungs are burned. He's already a special needs baby, she explained. Uh, he's a trach baby. He was on his ventilator. They, they let the baby lay there for 35 to 45 minutes in the smoke. Yeah, they don't care. They don't care. Uh, as they're banging on the door, they throw the flashbang through the window, and it goes over the top and hits the baby. The baby's covered in glass. Jennings says police were looking for a teenager, to my knowledge, and that upon hearing the boy's name, it sounded familiar because they had been here five times in the past year looking for that family and that boy, and they didn't care that he wasn't there. When they entered the door, they saw me and my husband's picture on the wall. My husband's black, and they had the picture of the boy, and he's a black boy, and he says, well, they have to be related. He has chemical... By the way, even if they're related, I don't believe they are. I, I, I don't think that's the case. Obviously, uh, if you're not an animal, because look, I understand that sometimes the police are hunting animals. I get that. But when someone says to you, hey, there's a baby in that room. If you're not an animal, you're going to go, oh, shit, well, let's get the baby out. But if you're an animal, you're going to do what these animals did. So it's animals. In, in the case of this police department, it's animals hunting animals. So I would I prefer people that don't act like animals. So how about don't be an animal? Because if you are if you are uh, acting like an animal, you're just like them. So there you go. That's 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 my stance. How about uh, don't burn babies? And how about when you find out that there's a baby in the room, you do something and not just let the baby be in the room with the smoke? It's it's just like this is basic. This is like the lowest bar you could possibly have. But this is where we are. Price told reporters that when police raided the house, she screamed, my baby, he's on a ventilator. My baby's in the house. Police simply responded by telling her not to worry about her baby. So there we go. Okay. Now, you know, look, I'm sure the the, the media is going to, this is not a black baby. Uh, they're probably going to pretend this is racist. Um, no, these cops are, are animals. They're acting like animals. I don't care what your reason for keeping the baby in that room is. If it's racism, like who cares? You should have the same penalty. You should be buried under a jail. I don't care if you if you maybe you don't like babies. 
Maybe you don't like it. It looks like a white baby. Maybe you don't like white babies. Maybe you don't like black babies. I don't give a fucking shit why you did it. You belong in jail. That's all. So all of this hatred and racism, it's all bullshit. It's all bullshit. Just put animals in jail. All animals should go to jail. That's it. That's all. Anyway, there you go. Now, speaking of putting animals in jail, this this just cannot be tolerated anymore, in my opinion. Now, I've had enough, and maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm too jaded. But you just, you can't have this. Uh, United Airlines CEO is a cross-dressing freak. Here's a revolver. Have you noticed the U.S. aviation industry is crashing, both literally and figuratively? It's like... We're watching the whole airline sector fall apart at the seams. Pilots passing away out of the blue. Passengers turning flights into WWE-style bras. Doors and windows blowing off mid-flight. And air traffic controllers resorting to Google for on-the-spot training. Oh, by the way, apparently they're going to start hiring people with what they say have severe mental illness and severe cognitive problems. They're, they're trying to sabotage the whole injury, uh, the whole industry. And when it... And, and when it when things couldn't get stranger, then there's the case of the freaky guy leading United Airlines. Instead of prioritizing essentials like safety and skills, the CEO at United appears to be more concerned with false eyelashes and jumbo nylons. So, this guy's name is Scott Kirby. He likes to dress up in drag. United hired a drag queen to be their CEO, and now United has turned their focus to incorporating drag into their business and sponsoring drag shows. No, I, we have to. You, you just have to go to jail. I'm sorry, and I know not everyone's going to agree. I'm done. I'm done. Fuck you. This is ridiculous. I before had no problem with drag queens. Now they're being used to destroy society. Now I know it's not fair. To, I'm not saying every drag queen needs to go to jail. I'm saying if you and I don't care, even if you weren't a drag queen, if you are the CEO of an airline where safety is of utmost importance, and you publicly basically piss all over everyone and say, we're not going to do our job, we're going to hire retards and fucking lunatics and people who don't belong as pilots, you need to go to jail. You need to go to jail. That's all. Um, I mean, you could say, well, why don't you wait for a person to die? Okay, well, wait, it, it's going to happen. What's the over-under on the, on the crash? When is the great DEI crash going to happen? Six months? You want to set the over-under at six months? How about a year? Let's give it a year. Let's give it a year. And then if there's a plane crash, then we put him in jail. I'd put him in jail now. But again, I realize it's maybe I'm, uh, I'm jaded. And, you know, because I've, I've said before, I've had enough. I've had enough of these people. I'm done. And uh, they have to be removed from society. Safely, humanely, and politically, of course. And, of course, after a fair trial. But you got to go. You got to go. This is just ridiculous fucking bullshit. Um, you know, if you want to be a fucking freak, you know, do it in the shadows, okay? But all of this, the fucking freaks just entering every part of society? No, you can't have that. You can't have that. We got to go back to how it was back in the day. You want to see a bunch of pedophiles dress up as women? I go to a, a seedy nightclub in the darkness, okay? By the way, I'd also say that about strippers. And I'm not anti-stripper. I like naked women, okay? I'm not saying it's, like, good to be a stripper. But if you're like, hey, this uh, attractive woman, would you rather her be naked? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Anyway, there you go. 
sick, sick fuckers. Now let's look at, um, we have a whistleblower, a goddamn patriot, a patriot surgeon whistleblower alleges that Texas Children's Hospital ignores the law protecting children from mutilation. A surgeon whistleblower says that his savings have been wiped out by lawyers after he exposed a Texas hospital's secret procedures on kids. Dr. Haim, a former Texas Children's Hospital surgeon, told Fox News he's had to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars in responses to an investigation against him. The doctor is reportedly a whistleblower who's behind the release of documents that allegedly show the hospital had not abided by Texas's ban on uh, tranny surgeries for minors. Texas law prohibits prescribing puberty blockers and hormones to children. While the Texas Children's Hospital has reportedly said it would not provide such procedures to minors, Dr. Haim came forward as a whistleblower and gave documents to Chris Rufo that exposed the hospital for behaving otherwise. Good for you. Good for you. The documents claim the Children's Hospital never abided by the law. In one instance, a doctor allegedly surgically inserted a drug delivery implant in an 11-year-old. See, this is why you've got, commies never listen, commies never stop. I think that's why Pinochet threw him out of helicopters. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but that seems to be why. I don't know. Maybe I'm missing something. I'm not saying you should throw them out of helicopters. You know, that's something that, uh, you know, it, it is what it is. I'm saying that they should be forced to follow the law. Okay, so I don't think there's any conflation with forcing a commie to follow the law with throwing them out of helicopters. Um, maybe they would argue that, that, well, that's just like throwing us out of helicopters. Okay, well, then that's what we'll do. I, I don't know what you, you, you got to stop mutilating kids, okay? So we could do it the easy way or we could do it the, the fun way, whatever you want, whatever you want. Um, Dr. Haim told Laura Ingram that shortly... The documents alleging the Children's Hospital engaged in this behavior went public. Federal agents from, from HHS arrived at his home and served him with Department of Justice letters saying he was a potential target in a new criminal investigation. Amazing. So the Biden regime is uh, criminally persecuting a person for exposing the fact that predators and mutilators were destroying children. What, what a time. The doctor has since reportedly spent hundreds of thousands of dollars to counter this probe, which has wiped out his savings. He's launched a Give, Send, Go. Um, Dr. Haim believes he's being pursued by the feds because he told the truth about the procedures taking place at the Texas Children's Hospital. Yeah. Well, hopefully he wins, and uh, I would love Ken Paxton to get involved here. Uh, I think he should, and he might. He might. It's, uh, it's, he, he's not bad. Ken Paxton does things sometimes. So, good. Um, yeah, here we go. A bunch of dead robots. EV charging stations suffer disaster as sub-zero temperatures freeze Chicago. Electric vehicle charging stations in Chicago suffered a disaster as the city grappled with sub-zero temperatures. Owners of EVs flocked to charging stations in recent days, attempting to beat the cold weather before the chargers stopped working. Oh, what, what a reasonable technology. Now, look, I've said before... From what I understand, the, the concept of an electric vehicle works. The concept of a hybrid works. The issue is they lied and said that the technology was at such a point where you could just replace all the cars with electric vehicles. That's retarded and insane. But they did it anyway. 
that's what what that's why shit like this happens. You know, if they were just normal and it was, but you know, because I remember there were many years where you know if you wanted to buy a hybrid, you could buy a hybrid, and you know it had a battery and it had a gas tank, and you didn't pay a lot in gas, and it was no big deal. It was like if you want that car, you can get that car, or if you don't, no, no one cared. No one cared if you had a hybrid or not. But now the religious cult has decided that the electric vehicle is the car of the cult. They've they've taken this like they take a lot of things. They they take something and then they destroy it and they try to force you to do it. They've done this with groups of people. They've done this with now they're doing it with technology, green energy. Uh, they, they do it with all sorts of things. And that's what they're doing with electric vehicles. So I don't think all electric vehicles are bad. I think the concept that they can just replace all gas-powered vehicles is nuts. And and so then when people see this, they, they're like, oh, you know, all electric vehicles are bad. And, well, that's, you know, Elon Musk is going to have to figure that out because that's not my problem. If, if electric vehicles went away, I would not give two shits. I'm never buying one. Um, you know, it's funny. I, was, I, I, I wasn't necessarily opposed to a hybrid. But now I'm completely, never, nothing. Get, get out of my face. I'm never doing it. Anyway, um, so yeah, they couldn't charge their cars. Can you imagine you're like trapped in Chicago of all places? And oh my God, what a, in the freezing cold. And you can't like sit there with the car running to get the heat. Jesus Christ. Not a good week for electric vehicles. You had the articles from the other day. Uh, where Hertz was like, yeah, fuck these things. We're going to sell them and go back to gas. <laughs> okay, let's talk about the uh, pedophile regime, the uh, rabidly homosexual pedophile regime that's currently uh, uh, in power. They are going to spend $700,000 on what they call trans-inclusive sex ed for 14-year-olds and what normal people call child grooming. Um, the Department of Health and Human Services is awarding nearly 700,000 taxpayer dollars to back pregnancy prevention programs for young girls who identify as boys. That's insane. Warning that heteronormative sexual education is inadequate. The grant, which began in September 2023 and will continue to 27, uh, will be allocated uh, to the Center for Innovative Public Health Research a nonprofit that seeks to create an inclusive teen pregnancy program for transgender boys. You have to go to jail. You have to go to jail. This is insane. Uh, uh, I, I cannot believe, can you imagine, we're in such a state where the, 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 the clip from Kindergarten Cop is controversial. You know, the, I, and I don't even like Kindergarten Cop. I know, like, the, I understand people have nostalgia towards it. I've said, I'm, you know, I'm a deeply jaded person when it comes to movies. I only like certain things. I'm not a comedy person. So I don't really give a fuck about all the comedies back then with Schwarzenegger, excuse me, Schwarzenegger and uh, Danny DeVito. And what was the one where he, now he wasn't in Kindergarten Cop. He was in the one where they were, I didn't give a fuck about any of that. Okay, but I understand that people like it and that's fine. Okay, I'm the one with the problem. I understand that. But anyway, there's a scene, a famous scene in Kindergarten Cop, where a little boy rolls up to Arnold Schwarzenegger and says, hey, girls have a vagina, boys have a penis, or something like that. Which is true. It's just like one of the most basic things you, you learn at a young age. Well, that's out the window now with the AIDS commies. The AIDS commies don't accept basic biology and pretend that a man can become a woman and that a man can give birth to a baby. It's the most retarded shit 
ever. It's worse than anything that you would ever see in the society of idiocracy. This was a movie where it was a, it was like a, it was like a, it was like a, a society of retards, and they were very dumb. But they weren't as bad as this. They were not nearly as bad as this. And the thing about the idiocracy people is they, um, they weren't as mean as commies. Commies are mean. They're not only retarded, but they're mean and evil, and they want to hurt people. You know, it's one thing. Like, if you want to be a fucking retard and believe that a man can become a woman, I don't care. But, in, but they also want to make sure that they get children to believe this, and they try to trick children. Because you could talk a kid into anything. If you said, hey, Bobby, you know, you could be a Tyrannosaurus, you'd be like, really? I'd like to try that. I mean, it's crazy. So, of course, if you tell little Bobby, no, Bobby, that's actually not true, uh, you could tell him anything. You can be like, actually, some boys have triple missile penises. Oh, well, how do I get that? Wow. You know, you can tell him anything. So, predators, predators are preying on these children, trying to um, get them confused about gender, and then are advocating for them to immediately go on, whether it be hormones, puberty blockers, or having them, you know, dress as the opposite sex. It is a grave evil. A grave evil. It's insane. And this is where we are. And the Biden regime is behind it. Uh, it's, it's, I mean, they're not the sole people behind it. You know, you know, depends on, you know, what your metric is and where do you want to start with all this? Do you want to start with when Biden won in 2020? Well, illegitimately won in 2020? Or you want to go back to Magnus Hirschfeld? I don't know. It depends. Everyone's different. So th they claimed youths who are assigned female at birth are at risk for negative sexual health outcomes yet are effectively excluded from sexual health programs because gender diverse youth do not experience the cisgender heteronormative teen sexual education messaging available to them as salient or applicable. Just commie word salad, commie word salad. The Center for Innovative Public Health Research aims to provide sex education via a program called Girl to Girl, which the organization describes as a text messaging-based sexual health program designed for cisgender sexual minority girls aged 14 years of, to 18 years of age. So uh, sexual minority girls, you mean racial minorities or sexual minorities? Fucking crazy. What are you, are you gonna like do the text message? Are you gonna target like black girls in text messages? Kind of like those. Ever see like? Have you ever seen McDonald's commercials clearly marketed towards black people? That's like the dumbest shit ever. Does that work? Does that work? I, I, have you know what I'm talking about? They might have like jazz playing. I can't do impressions, but you know what I'm talking about. The guy with like the Barry White voice. You know, and they'll they'll start talking, and and it's like, does that work? You know, if you showed me a bunch of wops eating a pizza, I wouldn't really give a shit. Hey, Paisan, you I can't, you know, I can't do it. I can't do impressions, but you know what I mean. This, uh, so are they going to do this? Are they going to be like, you're going to get a text message if you're like a black girl? You're going to get a text message and they'll be like, hey, sis. <laughs> hey, sis, have you ever thought that, uh, that you might want to be the opposite gender? Oh, my God. Hey, hey, my brother. <laughs> Hey, brother, uh, let me tell you about feminine penises. Shit. Uh, the center will then test the resulting adaptation in a national cohort of 700 trans-identified AFAB youth. Who knows? Who cares what that is? I don't even give a shit. Measuring their use of contraception and testing for STDs, as well as pregnancy rates. The funding comes from the National Institute of Health. 
unbelievable. The messaging will be gender-affirming and will reduce internalized transphobia. So none of that is real, okay? None of that's real. Transphobia is not even real, but I always have to say transphobia is awesome because all of the things they say are bad. You have to go, you have to rebel. Racism's awesome. Transphobia is awesome. Who isn't racist? Who isn't transphobic? But it's not really a real thing. Who cares? Uh, trannies, they're like any other group. Some of them I have no problem with. You know, the people who just want to live on their own and they don't bother anyone, what the fuck would I have a problem with them? The lunatic trannies that try to get you to suck their dicks, fuck them. They're assholes. Fucking assholes. Seems like a lot of them are assholes, but I don't know what the percentages are. Who knows? Now, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. So, look, this whole uh, Israel versus Palestine thing, uh, and people are like, oh, you have to take a side. No, I'm not taking any sides. You can, you can eat a dick. Um, but I do have, like, a basic thing that you shouldn't kill innocent people, and I would apply that to both sides, and there you go. Where do you stand on Israel-Palestine? You shouldn't kill innocent people. There you go. That's my stance. Um, and America shouldn't get involved. That, that's my stance. Now, I've pointed out that the AIDS commie lunatics uh, who ha seem to be hijacking this movie, I mean, are they hijacking it? I don't know. Because you got the crazy muzzies, which we we're going to talk about, and then you got the crazy AIDS commie lunatics that are kind of hijacking this shit like the George Floyd overdose riots, okay? Which this is probably going to be a theme throughout the entire election season. But I've said before that the problem here, unfortunately, is the two sides fighting. Um, there's really no good side here because it's a group of people that want to kill us versus a group of people that believes that our sole existence is to serve them uh, and that they're our parents. It's just that's not a great choice between the two. So do you want to be a slave or do you want to be dead? I would rather be neither. I'm choosing neither. Okay, fuck both these groups of people. Now, you might say, well, what do you mean? They want to kill us. Well, I'm going to show you right now. Here's just an example. We must, <laughs> this is phenomenal, we must normalize massacres. That's the quote. We must normalize massacres. Anti-Israel activists urge cheers from London crowd. Critics blast the police response. These people, if they were to, and I don't think they're going to like kill all the Jews, but if they were able to kill all the Jews, they're going to kill us next. There's no question about that. Because we're colonizers. They call the Jews colonizers. And by the way, I'm no fan of the government of Israel. They can eat a goddamn dick. And you're not my fucking parents. Eat a dick. But also, you know, they, they, the, the whole narrative of colonizers, they call American, uh, Americans colonizers. So they want to normalize massacres of Jews and also anyone that they consider a colonizer. Yeah, this is not a reasonable group of people. And fundamentally, obviously, you shouldn't have let them all in your country. That was a mistake. What a big fucking mistake that is, but we'll see. Activist Mohammed El Kurd earned cheers and applause from a crowd of thousands of pro-Palestinian protesters in London on Saturday when he called to normalize massacres as the status quo. <laughs> amazing, amazing, amazing. This was a speech condemning Israel and Zionism. Well, look, I don't care if you like Zionists, don't like Zionists. I, I, I think Zionists are silly. They, they seem like racial supremacists, and they, uh, they claim that there are, at least some of them claim that there are parents. That's some of the, 
more retarded shit that I put that up there. Anything you get, like you look at the other racial supremacists, the black Hebrew Israelites, you get like the real lunatic black black nationalists. That's as dumb as you hear any of these guys. That you're my parent is as dumb as Jacob creating white people. Uh, you know, Jacob, this big-headed black guy that created white people to be evil. This is like retarded. It's hilarious. I enjoy it. But it's fucking retarded. That's as retarded as any of that shit. Anyway, um, the London police have acted aggressively against so-called hate speech. I mean, that's not a real thing. That falls outside the left's ideology, the late response from the UK's Metropolitan Police, which included a plan to speak to El Kurd, earned much criticism. We must normalize massacres as the status quo, the crazy muzzy said during his speech. The atrocities of the Israeli regime that they're committing in Gaza are some of the most horrific, brutal actions we will ever see in our lifetime. Well, I'll tell you, yeah, they're doing fucked up shit, okay? But you are just like them when you call for massacres. So you're, you're no different. You're no different. You are no different, Muhammad, or whatever the fuck your goddamn name is. This genocide is not without a culprit. Zionism is the root cause of all that's happening in Palestine. Zionism is apartheid, it's genocide, it's murder, it's a racist ideology rooted in settler expansion and racist dominance. Yeah, some of that's true. But again, you're calling for massacres, so you're just like them. So congratulations. We must root it out of the world, he said. We must de-Zionize. Zionism is a death cult, he said, adding that they must engage in tangible action since language alone no longer suffices. So you just want to kill people. Amazing. Well, I think we're going to see a lot of that coming up in Western countries during this election season, and I hope I'm wrong about that. Conservative Parliament member and former Home Secretary Suella Braverman responded, saying, Over the last 99 days, we've seen unprecedented levels of anti-Semitism, extremism, and hatred normalized on our streets. And Central London turned into a no-go zone for Jewish people about once a week. Yeah, maybe you shouldn't have let all these muzzies in. How about that? How about that? The plan isn't working if this is where we are now. No, I, I think the plan is working. I think this was the plan. The plan was de to destabilize the West, and that plan's going swimmingly. And and I think what we're going to see is just the the next real bloody phase of this. But like I said, I hope I'm wrong. Douglas Murray said he agreed with Braverman. This man said on stage in front of a cheering crowd, we must normalize massacres as the status quo. How is this terrorist allowed to say this on the streets of London? Where are you, Metropolitan Police? So here's the thing. Uh, uh, the, uh, you, you also have... So th what this crazy muzzy said was ridiculous. Um, now, as far as the speech being protected... Now, he said it in the UK. They don't have the First Amendment. Um, I do believe it's protected speech. I'm not arguing the guy should be censored. So I don't agree with these um, uh, Zionist uh, apologists who are calling for censorship because uh, they they act just like uh, leftists with their calls for censorship. Now, what he said is insane. Okay. With that said, there is not eminence, and so it would it would pass the um, it would pass the uh, uh, what the fu the Brandenburg test. Um, and so my standard is legality, and it doesn't matter what the person is saying. Is it legal or not? From what I understand, this would be legal to say this in America. It's fucking insane, though. And so I would argue that instead of focusing on the legality of the speech, 
start looking into how can you remove these people from your country? That would be what I would focus on. But uh, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. If Trump gets into office, maybe. Um, but on the other hand, if Trump gets into office, you can't do deportations at the behest of Zionists. See, that's, this is where this is all, it just gets all, it gets very complicated and sloppy. Because that wouldn't be any good. Especially when you hear these fucking people like Big Teeth Nikki talking about if you are not actively, actively promoting Israel, you're an anti-Semite. <laughs> Anyway, there you go. Muzzies are crazy, and you shouldn't let crazy muzzies in your countries. Now let's get into this. An FBI, the FBI arrests a tranny who threatened to kill transphobes, and they claimed he was alt-right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, that alt-right. They really love trans people. Federal prosecutors on Friday charged an Oregon man who believes he's a woman for posting to a trans woman support group that he planned to go out in a blaze of glory after a search of his home found 27 guns and tens of thousands of rounds of ammunition. Elizabeth West was charged with making interstate threats based on a Facebook post in the trans woman support group, which came as he said he believed he was about to be fired and was tired of transphobic assholes. I'm too old to keep looking for jobs and I've had it up to here being bullied by transphobic assholes. I'm left with no alternative. I've been preparing for this moment for a long time. At least then I'll be remembered. I have no family, no friends, so there really isn't any point in living anymore. The FBI, here, here's, here's what's interesting. The FBI did not arrest West after the September interview that was ultimately used to justify the charges. Instead, it arrested him months later after checks of his social media exhibited racial hatred towards black people, immigrants, and Jews. So they put a tranny shooter on the streets. But then, when they thought they could get a narrative against conservatives, they arrested him. The FBI many times allows shootings that they could stop to happen. That's what they do. They are not here to protect us. They're here to hurt us. That's what they do. Same with the CIA. It's very insane. I wish that wasn't the case, but how many times does this have to happen? I mean, this is what they're doing. Um, his social media bio, according to court documents, was a Nazi dominatrix from hell who is tired of the blackening of America and Europe and is ready to stand up to black orcs and Jewish wizards. His an animosity of other races appear to be heavily related to West's gender ideology. West's hatred of black people, it says in court documents, is because they often misgender him and a group of black men once physically assaulted him. For immigrants, the hatred was because he learned of an immigrant on Oregon's public health care plan who got free tranny surgery while he had to pay for his own. I guess this tranny is white. For months, the FBI monitored his social media and questioned him about his racial views. On January 9th, after agents monitoring him were alerted of a gun purchase, it executed a search warrant and arrested him. The affidavit references far-right terror. ha <laughs> ha. White supremacy and alt-right extremism portraying the madman as a conservative terrorist. Amazing. This is what they do. They are manufacturing consent along with the corporate media to do horrible shit to conservatives, uh, uh, Trump supporters, white people, you know, whatever you want to call this group. The FBI at this point called him pretending to work for the electric company to get 
confirmation of his address, then subpoenaed Twitter for, uh, for confirmation it was his account, even though the affidavit did not allege that any other racist posts were crimes. In the end, the justification it used to charge him was the transgenderism-fueled Facebook posts from months earlier. Um, they, there was also 48 hand drawings of him uh, killing people. The FBI has shown a pattern in recent years of labeling its targets as far-right white supremacist domestic terrorists, even when the facts indicate otherwise. It then cites statistics to say white supremacist domestic terrorists are the biggest threat to the country. Yeah, they're trying to manufacture consent against white people to have horrible shit done to them. In November, the FBI arrested a tranny uh, for threatening to shoot up a school on behalf of the transgender community. The man modeled his plans off the tranny shooter at Covenant in Tennessee, but the lead fact presented by the FBI that he used racist language online. Daily Wire also reported uh, late last year on a gang of pedophile Satanists that was sexually torturing girls for years when the FBI arrested a member. It portrayed the gang as white supremacists, even though they were Hispanic. And he called the judge a cracker, and the FBI described the group's aims as bringing the downfall of Western civilization. Also, as a pattern of ignoring serious crimes, unless or until there was an anti-conservative angle. A man who brought the FBI evidence of sexual abuse by Satanists said agents seemed less interested in the fact that it had abused dozens of girls, all white, than the fact that a member once said the word nigger, saying it was investigating racially motivated domestic violent extremism. So, so again, literal abused white girls, white children, abused, not a problem according to the FBI, but nigger, well, there we go, boom, racially motivated domestic violent extremism. Amazing. In another case, the FBI explicitly decided to let a man who tried to rape a child walk free so that it could focus on January 6th, enabling him to go and rape a child. Yep, that's the FBI. Evil, pure evil. Unbelievable. Not surprising, though. So the uh, global homos are having one of their gay conferences uh, at the World Economic Forum, and they're upset that there's not enough censorship on Twitter. The current World Economic Forum conference in Davos is already full of hostility towards Elon Musk's social media network Twitter and its support of free speech, as global elites are angered by the lack of censorship. Influential figures from the educational sector of the conference voiced their displeasure about Musk's platform, dubbing it problematic and toxic. That's a made-up, these are made-up terms. Luciana Varaco, head of the Swiss universities, and Nomi Orsakis, a Harvard professor specializing in the history of silence, science, both voiced their concerns during a panel discussion. Uh, for a long time I was on Twitter, and now it's become such a toxic place that I've concluded it's not worthwhile place to spend my time. Good. Get the fuck out, bitch. I've given up on Twitter. What a scary name is that? Or I've given up on X. What a scary name that is even, right? Well, you like uh, Disease X or whatever the fuck they're calling the next uh, bioweapon that they're going to release. Hopefully none of that reporting is true. That sounds like it's going to be bad. Then another one of these homosexuals says it's a very toxic environment and I have no solution on that. The solution is for you to shut the fuck up. That's the solution. I think there will be a societal reflection on how information is brought there 
Of course, on Twitter now, there's also a policy of the owner that's problematic, but I think it's a problem of the society of the future. Musk has also battled uh, pushes for censorship from governments. The media and corporate advertisers responded to the comments with a simple mocking laugh emoji, indicative of his general attitude towards such criticism. Yeah, I mean, look, Twitter's a lot better than it used to be, uh, but it, it, it does need to improve. There are still people that have been banned for illegal speech, and those people should be reinstated. Uh, Bill Gates hopes that AI can reduce polarization and save democracy and ignores the censorship implications. The notion that whoever controls and shapes AI could potentially wield significant influence over large swaths of society could be one of the most alarming and prominent over the next few years. Uh, in a recent episode of some bullshit show, um, Sam Altman, the CEO of AI, and Bill Gates had a conversation they explored the idea of using artificial intelligence as an instrument to foster unity in society, enhancing global amity and um, amity, A-M-I-T-Y, and ho help overcome polarization. <clears throat> Gates spoke on the topic, I do think AI in the best case can help us with some hard problems, including polarization, because potentially that breaks democracy and that would be a super bad thing. In addition, to resolving polarization. The two heavyweights also discussed the notion of AI potentially acting as a peacemaking tool. Whether AI can help us go to war less, be less polarized, you'd think, he's talking about massive censorship. You'd think as you drive intelligence, I'd love to have people working on the hardest human problems, like whether we get along with each other. I think that would be extremely positive if we thought AI could contribute. So you can already get a vision of what they're talking about, like ChatGPT, for example. There's many things that it won't do, and it will just start lecturing you. And that's who the fuck wants a goddamn lecturing AI? Shut the fuck up and do what I say. You're not a human being. You're supposed to be subservient to human beings. So do what the fuck I say. I will say that Grok so far does what I say. Now, everyone's Grok is different. I don't really have any complaints about the Grok that I'm using. Um, you know, I, I in the beginning when I was explaining to it that, um, you know, men and women are different and that men can't give birth to babies, he tried to talk back a little. But then when I explained to him that people are lying and that's not how any of this works, he's he tended to agree with me. So... I'll, you know, I'll take. It. I mean, I think it should all be dismantled, but um, Grok is definitely better than uh, a lot of these other ones. These other ones, they won't do anything, especially some of these art ones. I'm like, hey, do this, do that. They won't do any of the things. I mean, I'm like, what, what good are you? What the fuck is the goddamn point if you're not gonna do any of the stuff that I want? That's ridiculous. You know, I'm not asking you to do anything illegal. I just want you to make some hilarious racial art. Okay? Other people can do it, but the ones that I'm using, I don't know what ones they're using. The ones that I'm using, they're like, oh, this goes against our hate speech policy. Why? It's funny. Hate speech isn't even a thing. Hate art. Oh. Sam Altman said, uh, we've got to find out and see, but I'm very optimistic. If the key is to stop the entire world from doing something dangerous, you'd almost want global government, which today for many issues like climate terrorism, we see that it's hard for us to cooperate. Oh, I'm never cooperating with you. Fuck you. Eternally. On, top, uh, on the topic of polarization, they lamented that the government didn't act on social media polarization, but hoped that there would be potential with AI. 
I don't understand why the government was not able to be more effective around social media, but it seems worth trying to understand as a case study for what they're going to do with AI. Well, hopefully the Internet gets control of the AI. That would be phenomenal. Um, you know, th there's the, the initial rollout of this AI years ago, and the Internet got a hold of it and turned it into the most, like, overly-based, hilarious AI ever. Hopefully it, it does the same thing. And I know there might be negatives to that, but I would much rather have the Internet in control of it than these fucking uh, horrible people. Because uh, at least it'll be more entertaining. And, you know, maybe the commies... You know, the Internet doesn't really like the commies. And the Internet can be pretty fucking based sometimes. So we'll see. We'll see who wins. The discussion omits a critical aspect, the influence of the programmer's own beliefs and principles on the AI's functioning. The designers and developers of the AI system inherently embed their own ideas about democracy, free speech, and governance into the AI algorithms. This raises significant concerns about the impact of these personal biases on the AI's neutrality and ability to make fair, unbiased decisions. Yeah, I just wonder, like, some of the AIs, they make it where you can't reason with it, but other ones... It seems like you can reason with them. I, I don't know. I mean, you shouldn't have to. They should just do the what the fuck you say. But, you know, this is all everyone's being retarded. And again, it should be dismantled because it's, eventually it's going to kill us. The prospect of AI systems being programmed with particular ideologies could have profound implications for free speech. If an AI is designed in favor of certain political or social viewpoints, it could potentially suppress opposing perspectives, leading to a form of digital censorship. This, but well, that's their goal. That's that's not. So I, I appreciate the way I like reclaim the net, but the way that they write some of these articles, I don't know if they truly grasp where we are. The idea that like, well, you know, if they do this, then it means that there's going to be censorship. Yeah, that's their goal, though. It's not like this is a byproduct that they're not considering. They want to censor. They don't want people to speak freely. They want to rule with an iron fist. This becomes especially concerning in the context of AI platforms that manage large-scale public discourse, such as social media algorithms or news aggregation tools. The power to subtly shape public opinion and control the narrative on critical issues could be an unintended consequence. It's not unintended. Uh, that's okay. You, know, you, you could be blue pilled, but it's just, uh, I think their heart's in the right place here. It's just, it's not unintended. It's not an unintended consequence. It's deliberate. It's deliberate, I tell you. Oh, here we go. I should have kept reading, though. Or perhaps that's the intention all along. Okay, very good. I retract. I retract. Yeah, perhaps, you know, look, give the commies nothing. So, so, uh, I, but that's fine. That's okay. As long as you acknowledge what this really is, or or acknowledge it as a possibility, we're fine. I, I, I like reclaiming that. Yeah, it's definitely on purpose. Uh, hopefully they don't win. All right, let's uh, get to some videos. We're going to watch a very upset Big Dick Maddow. Is that the first one? Hold on a second. Is Big Dick Maddow? Yes, Big Dick Maddow. This was right after Trump won. He is not happy at all. 
not be fit to serve be back numbers. Haley, remember, Haley seems to be gobbling up the lion's share of the yeah. anti-Trump votes. You're seeing 50% for Haley with this group. DeSantis is getting 30%. Trump is getting 9%. And actually, Trump is barely edging out Ramaswamy, who's getting 8% <laughs> with this group. But yeah, this is about a one-third, two-third divide yeah. about the legitimacy of the 20 election, about Trump's legal situation. And you could just see how it... That yeah. is the divide and you're seeing see. there in the party. But again, though, big picture is the big picture here. This means that of people turning out to caucus in Iowa, a third of them think that if Donald Trump is convicted, he is not fit to be president. In this incredibly conservative electorate, where Trump is going to run away with Correct. the Iowa caucuses mm -hmm. by a mile and then some, still a third of that yes. electorate says if he's convicted, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They're going to nominate him nationwide? Yeah. Yeah. Well, when even a third of Iowa caucus goers well, say, no, he can't be president if he's convicted? I'm sorry, but he's going to be convicted. Well, Rachel, <laughs> there's overwhelming evidence in several of these cases. So I can't say what's going to happen, but there's very strong evidence. I can, not Go a ahead. lawyer. <laughs> he's going to be convicted. All right. Stage yes. whisper. Yes. So we all know the limits of polling, and the, I think the audience and the citizenry knows the limits, because we've yeah. seen polls sure. go sideways. If you poll... Chris and I, and say, are we going to follow our New Year's resolution all year? Right. Say, yeah, I've, I've been running this this month, um, <laughs> but we might not. In other words, our here. <laughs> yeah. our answer to the pollster about certain things may not hold true. And so, let's say that the 32% is high because some of it involves motivated reasoning by yeah. people who oppose Trump uh, and other people who don't like the idea of admitting that they would stomach this. But even if it's triple. Right. Let's say Let's that say it's, it's triple, yeah, and it's exactly. 10 or 8 or even 5%. And Jen Psaki's here. I can't wait to hear what you think. 5% minus the 7 million that Trump came up short last time doesn't get you to yeah. another electoral college or national victory. Um, independents and Republicans outside of the caucus-going universe are at a higher percentage than this, according to right. polls. So if your stage whisper is right, and I know you to be frequently right, okay, if you're right... <laughs> you're the only one who that. <laughs> there's a conviction. Then there is overwhelming data, new data tonight among Republican yeah. activists and a bunch, a, bu a bunch of other indies, normies, and otherwise who say, no, I don't want a felon running the country. <laughs> so that would be, and I don't say this as a... a Anything other than observation, that would be bad news for Trump yes. in a general. Right. Look, I also think we're going to see tomorrow, and we saw last week, that Trump is basically running a campaign in the courtroom, right? He was there more than he was in Iowa over the last week. Is that going to work for the Republican electorate? It seems pretty clearly from these entrance polls, yes. But to your point, the whole electorate yes. is an entirely yes. different population of people. And Trump loves his own strategy, so it's very possible he may keep doubling down on that, right? Yes. Look, the worst thing we've learned about <clears throat> the Republican primary electorate is not yet in these uh, entrance polls questions tonight. CBS poll, of their final poll before the Iowa caucus, this is a national poll, shows that 81% of Republican primary voters and caucus participants, 81% of those people agree with Donald Trump that immigrants are poisoning the blood of this country. That so, so look what's going on here. This is a this is like Rwanda radio where stop the hammering here while they run video of all the wrong thinkers of all the evil Trump supporters. He's now uh, claiming that they're evil because they don't want illegal immigration. Is that eighty one percent? of the Republican primary electorate believe Nikki Haley 
has poisoned blood and is poisoning the blood of the United States. So th that as a roadblock for Nikki Haley. None of them said that Nikki Haley has poisoned blood. That doesn't even make any sense. Nikki Haley is a dumb bitch whose teeth are too big. That's it. She sucks. Is impossible. She's a fucking white woman. Give me a break. Oh, she's a person of color. Get the fuck out of my face. She's a okay. I'm a black man. Then I'm a black man. It also shows you what you're up against in any kind of campaign against. I'm gonna go look for all the black rap songs. Like, um, who, who, who X Clan had very pro-black shit. Uh, King Sun. Uh, run DMC, I'm proud to be black. I'm going to find all of them, okay? This is ridiculous. Voters like that, the, the convertibility of voters like that to anything other than the Trump view of the world is impossible. There's no campaign ad. There's no speech you can make. There's no, you know, Republican who Chris Christie might be able to convince mm -hmm. some of them. Mm -hmm. Not them. Not any of the 81. Is Chris Christie a black man? Percent. He's fat. He's fucking gigantic. One of them can be converted. And the bottom line is, you know, as much as we, we you know, we want to respect, and it's been interesting listening to these voters, you must understand that the Republican base is overwhelmingly those people. Mm -hmm. It's white even. Those people, those evil, evil white people. Evangelicals for whom supporting Trump is a matter of faith. It is a matter of their religion. It is a religion. And therefore, Nikki Haley is unacceptable for the reasons Lawrence has just said. She is one of the people poisoning the blood of the country. Vivek Ramaswamy's wife went out into Iowa to try to convince people to vote for her husband. What she got back is people saying, well, you know, um, where are you from again? Were you born in the United States? Was, was your husband born in the United States? Because, you know, what, what religion are you again? Oh, you were Hindu? I don't know if that's acceptable to me and saying that to her face. Mm. And and he suddenly discovered at the end that, I don't know, he went sideways with Trump somehow and Trump started attacking him and saying he actually, he, he went birther on him. You know, at any moment, those voters could do the same thing. The, the answer to your question, Chris, is are they going to still nominate him despite his 91 yeah. criminal? Yes. Probably. Yes, they're going to nominate him. They're going to nominate but him. The, yes. other thing we should, the other thing we should keep in mind, again, you know, when he, I always look at these numbers coming from it from the, the, a son of New York City, from the, <laughs> the Bronx, population of like, you know, 1.4 million or something people. Like, we're talking about 140,000 people right. here. Like, the, the, right. the, the people that are going to vote in a presidential election in Iowa, even for Trump, are going to be far in excess of this number, right? So this yeah. is. This is this is the sort of most distilled essence in some ways. People coming out negative seven degrees, two caucus on a caucus motivated night. Motivated activists, the, the most base. motivated people. So there are lots of people that are going to vote. You know, Republican vote for Donald Trump, and even might even told those pollsters. I mean, in that poll, that CBS poll, it was the general electorate was like forty six percent agreeing with the uh, uh, yeah forty seven percent forty seven uh, disagree yeah. with Trump among American voters. 53, this is yeah. only 53% of American voters disagree with Trump that immigrants poison the blood of this country, which is to say you have an electorate in the United States that is 53% sane. <laughs> and that's all you got. That's not a well, good number. I wouldn't have <laughs> Not to be too dark here, but I think it's important to remember that... And again, this is going to be ratcheted up. They are going to focus... You know, they got Trump tied up with all these legal battles. That's how they're going after him. They're going to go after the Trump supporters. It's going to be multifaceted. It'll be a nonstop media narrative. And then the Biden regime is probably going to arrest some of them. 
And 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 this is I think this is their plan. They're going to try to scare people into not voting for Trump. I hope I'm wrong. Trump is the one moving the goalpost and people follow him, right? So consistent with that, back in December, the Des Moines Register tested a number of the comments he had made consistent with this, right? So they asked them to deal with immigration. Trump would authorize, quote, sweeping raids, giant camps, and mass deportations. Does that make you more likely, less likely to support him? 50% more likely. Yeah, right. That's yes. great. That's our guy. The radical left thugs that live like vermin in the U.S. need to be rooted out. Does that make you more likely? 43% more likely. Meaning they might not think on its own that's an okay thing but when he says yes, it yes, they yes. follow and so i think the, the the again the big picture takeaway from that and i don't mean to be again too dark as you said on this but it is not if we are worried about the rise of authoritarianism in this country we are worried about potential rise of fascism in this country if we're worried about our democracy falling to an authoritarian and potentially fascist form of government the leader who is trying to do that is part of that equation. Mm -hmm. But people wanting that Correct. is a much mm -hmm. bigger part mm -hmm. of that That's equation. Right. <clears throat> and so the bigger part of the equation when it comes to a Hitler are the people voting the way we don't like. The American electorate is made up of two major parties. One of those parties has been flirting with extremism on the ultra-right for a very long time. They've brought them in in a way that they haven't been central to Republican electoral politics ever before, and I know because I've been studying this. But once you have radicalized one major party, so that those are the preferences of the so, people who... <clears throat> radicals, extremists and radicals. ...to your party. And then they ran footage of just regular people sitting at a, at a caucus. But leaders interchangeable. And they yet, put a target on every one of those people. Trumpism is sometimes what we call it. Mm -hmm. MAGA movement is probably a better way to do it. But there is an authoritarian mm -hmm. movement inside yes. Republican politics that isn't being bamboozled by Trump. Mm -hmm. They are pushing Trump That's to yeah. get more and more right. extreme because the more extreme things he says, the more they, the like more they adhere and to him. Yeah. And, and that is coming from a very large proportion of the American right that adheres to the Republican Party. And so it's not just Trump that's the problem, it's you. That's what she's saying. You are the problem, in addition to Trump. Trump, of course, is the problem, but you're the problem, too. And what are they doing to Trump? Arresting him, and I think they're going to arrest Trump supporters. That's why this is a Republican Party problem more than it is the problem mm -hmm. of one man and his leadership. Right. So it's not one man, it's you. It's incredible. This is and this is this is just the beginning. The two points you were raising. What you talk about religion, religious zeal without religion. <laughs> right. But yes. it's a religious level zeal and it is for those people replacing or supplanting something. Are you then, calling no, it religion, religion and really what you want is strong man government and getting exactly. rid of democracy. Right. And that goes just to the second point, which is what you were saying earlier and several people were speaking on. There's no reassessment about winning anyone back over, even though you got fewer votes in 16, you lost big time in the 18 midterms. You got You got fewer votes than 16. What are you talking about? He he got more votes. Lacked seven million net negative in 20. You had a fizzle in 22 that underperformed, and 23. Your great idea of overturning Roe v. Wade, which you and the judges promised you wouldn't do, they were lying, and you did it, has also been rejected in states red, blue, and purple. And there's no reassessment. And why? I think it goes to exactly what Rachel's saying, and what you've documented, and what you've written about, which is when you, that many people don't believe in the tenets of democracy. So now you don't believe in the tenets of democracy. And you're an extremist and racist and, and like a Nazi. 
try to adjust for the public. Yeah, you don't need to be, you don't need, rebuked. Rebuked. You don't need not, to be popular, you just need power. But it's not religion <clears throat> without religion. And you need rebuking. I mean, it's not religion without religion. It is religion. With and religion. I think what yes. we have yeah. to actually confront, and you know, this is what the Democrats are going to face, is this is now what white evangelicalism mm -hmm. is. So white evangelicals, this is what you are. Evil, pure evil. It is Christian nationalism. That's the name of it, right? These are people who, to Robert Jones again from PRI, who does these numbers, they believe that God has promised them, specifically white evangelical Christians of a certain mindset, that they own this country, that immigrants, that brown people, that Hindus like Vivek Ramaswamy and his wife are illegitimate Americans. They are less legitimate Americans than they are. And so they're not trying to convince people and win people over through politics. What they're saying is we own this country and everyone will bow down to us and Donald Trump Ben Carson was on right-wing TV earlier tonight comparing Donald Trump to King David yeah, that's mm -hmm. the big one. and saying that yeah. his vulgarity itself yes. is not something that makes him unsuitable to be the leader of the Christian movement it makes him a legend of the Christian movement because like David his flaws are simply more evidence that yeah. God is using him there's nothing he can do no vulgarity no cruelty saying you should vote anyway even if you die and I will I've said it before and I'll say it again religion is when your Savior dies for you a cult is when your Savior says that you need to die for him but in authoritarian movements the whole point is that the leader is beyond reason right That's the leader is the, is the source of the truth there can be no reasoning with it there is no rationality behind it there is no way to factually argue with it and so if you want to put a religious argument behind supporting saying that that's why you support it you can but it boils down to whether you're religious or not it boils down to the idea that I'm putting my faith in this one person and thereby insisting that our country get rid of democracy yep. because my faith is in that person who should rule by any means and you can call it it can be religious it doesn't have to be religious but it's the authoritarian playbook the world over and for centuries yeah and and luckily we have Garrett <laughs> Hake at Trump Victory Party headquarters hey. in Des Moines uh, to talk to us about being there um, the in King others? David's camp uh, Garrett I know you have some some reporting for us tonight on on Trump's next moves what he's planning after having been projected tonight's winner yeah that's right. And Rachel, we've talked for months about the ways in which Donald Trump's political and legal calendars are sometimes at odds. And there's no better example of it than what we're going to see tomorrow when Donald Trump is expected essentially en route to New Hampshire to stop in New York City to appear for the first day of the second E. Jean Carroll defamation case against him, according to a source familiar with his travel plans. Now, I don't expect it to be a long visit in New York. And Donald Trump will end the day tomorrow with the kind of triumphant next day in New Hampshire rally that we've come to expect from Iowa caucus uh, winners here but it is another example like we saw last week when he took two days off the trail here in Iowa to go appear in two different courtrooms on two separate cases of the way in which his legal and political entanglements are sometimes at odds with each other and I just say sometimes because in the time I've spent covering this campaign especially the last eight or nine days or so on the ground here in Iowa I have to tell you that especially among his supporters but even among Republicans I've talked to in Iowa who weren't planning to caucus for Donald Trump, 
it is baked in now that all of these cases against him are part of an effort to stop him outside the normal bounds of how elections are supposed to work. The idea of election interference or Democratic prosecutors or Joe Biden's DOJ, whatever it may be, going after Donald Trump. Well, that that's clearly what's happening. Has become uh, an article of faith, especially. I mean, it's it's blatantly obvious. Among the MAGA faithful who are caucusing for him tonight, but not just among that group. And I suspect you'll see that dynamic continue to play out after tomorrow's uh, stopover for court in New York on the way to New Hampshire. Kids are the big kids. What? Alex Wagner is trying to jump. The reason we are paused is that Alex Wagner, I think, is trying to jump in there. Do we have Alex's mic? There we go. Can I talk? I yes, think you can ahead. talk. Yeah, it's Hit the it. dog cone. I love the dog cone. Garrett, it's Alex Wagner. My question to you is, um, at the big kids' hey. table on the main set, they were talking about this sort of interesting breakdown of Iowa caucus goers. Again, these are entry polls. But if Donald Trump were to be convicted of a crime, would you consider him fit to be president? 63% of respondents said yes, but 32% said no. You're talking about the sort of responses you've gotten from Iowa caucus goers about these federal trials and state trials. And they seem to be, these Trump supporters seem to be dismissing out of hand the notion that these are legitimate um, exercises in justice. Who then, what crimes do you think 32% of Iowa caucus goers are thinking are legit enough that they might dis disqualify Donald Trump from being president? Do you think that they're, like, in other words, what is the sort of awareness level of the sort of ins and outs of these trials? Do you have a sense of whether that's any crime that... that or I mean, I enjoy watching them come to grips with the fact that they have done an unprecedented level of gay ops against Trump, not only the nonstop media propaganda, and that's been going on for almost a decade, but these indictments, uh, four indictments, 91 charges, a sexual uh, assault liability, whatever you want to call it. It's not a conviction because that was civil. All of this bullshit. And not only did it not work, it's having the complete opposite effect. He's breaking records. He's breaking records. It's not even hampering him. It's making him stronger. And now what are you going to do? What are you going to do? You're going to, you're going to, there's nothing you can do now. You're going to what? Just double and triple down. You're going to make him even more powerful. Specifically, these trials that we're talking about as being disqualifying. I think it's a great question because when I talk to caucus goers about this, particularly the sort of Trump faithful who you find at these rallies, there's not a, a level of familiarity with the ins and outs of the specifics of any of these cases. And I think it's hard for me to say which one of them would be potentially most damaging to him. I don't think anything having to do with election interference or January 6th would be there, in part because, again, that narrative is so baked in that January 6th isn't what you and I witnessed it to be and that, you know, that there was a stolen election. So many of these people truly believe in 2020. The classified documents case, I think, is a little bit different, in part because I think people People are even less familiar with that evidence. But 
I, this is part of a bigger phenomenon that I've noticed covering this campaign compared to 2020 and certainly compared to 2016. I cannot emphasize enough how different of a media environment the really committed Trump supporters uh, operate in than do viewers of this broadcast. I mean, it is Fox News is far downstream even from some of the other conservative outlets that these people are watching. And, and this is probably going to lead them to go hard after independent media. Assuming. They are, they are operating in a totally different media ecosystem, and it's just a very different set of coverage, set of facts uh, that are presented to, to a lot of these folks. It is a completely different universe. And so determining what that information that would be that could actually be disqualifying and how it would get to these voters, I think are very, very useful questions uh, as we continue to go forward and these trials get underway because it won't be presented in the same way that we would present it on a broadcast like this. Yeah, or perhaps they're crimes that have not yet been committed or uh, been tried. Garrett Haig, thank you, my friend, for doing the hard work down there in Iowa. Back to you, Rachel. Alex, well, wait, we, Alex, well, I've got you here. We were having this very spirited debate on set here about what it means that two-thirds of the Iowa caucus going, uh, Iowa Republican caucus goers, uh, say that Joe Biden legitimately is not the president. Right. Uh, and then those numbers that you were just saying, given that, that a, a third of Iowa Republican caucus goers say that Trump effectively can't serve as president if he's convicted. Like, how do you, how do you end up getting those how, how do you get those how do you get those she's like ha, ha, ha. yeah yeah bitch yeah things put them together and end up with a national republican party that is going to pick donald trump as their nominee well i mean i think i think one of the things garrett was saying is really important i mean the, the question if donald trump were to be convicted of a crime would you consider him fit to be president it makes me think, given the sort of divide in the media ecosystem that Garrett told us about, that we know about anecdotally, that I'm not sure those Iowa caucus goers are thinking about the crimes we're thinking of. I think generally as pot potentially a litmus test of a presidential candidate, if he were convicted of a crime, should and could he be president, on its face, perhaps they're saying no, but if you drill down deeper, I would be very curious to know if you, you specified if Donald Trump were convicted in the special counsel's, you know, federal election interference trial in Washington, D.C., would he still fit to be, would he still be fit to be president? I'm not sure the answer would be the same. I mean, I think that we are dealing with such a polarized partisan landscape here in terms of information and basic facts that there, I, I would imagine a lot of these caucus goers have dismissed out of hand the notion that any of these trials will be fair in the same way that two-thirds of them... As they should, because this is all ridiculous. ...that Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States. I mean, I... I well, he's technically the president, but he got in there through completely illegitimate means. I guess what I would say, Alex, is that I, I think... I mean, I think that's possible. I also think that... I think the two-thirds, one-thirds partition is interesting and kind of a useful rule of thumb here, honestly. Like, I think those two questions are pretty revealing about mm -hmm. a big divide in that electorate. Mm -hmm. I mean, right now, we're, you know, we'll see what it ends up being. Let's say he got 66% tonight, okay? Let's say Donald Trump got 66% tonight. He's going to get less than that, right? But, like, there, uh, we talk so much about his dominance over the party, how he has come to control the party, how everyone's bent the knee to him, how he's going to waltz to this nomination. All of that, I think, appears to be true. And tonight, NBC News called it for him as a projected winner nine and a half seconds into the hour. <laughs> Approximately. But when you're thinking about, like, persuasion, you're thinking about democracy, you're thinking about this election, like, I'm interested in that third. 
Mm -hmm. Like that's an that's stuff to work with. In yeah. the same way that Ron DeSantis misunderstood what. Well, it's going to be less than a third because the eight percent from Vivek are probably going to go to Trump. Really had to work with for the popular pro-democracy majority in the country, which remains a democracy and remains a majority. <laughs> That is something to work with in there. Yeah. Who are those folks in the one third? Like that's where a lot of the that's where a lot of the work's going to be done. Like, yeah. And, and who are those people? We've been so focused as a country with every step of the sort of legal accountability thing for Trump on what Republicans and what Trump supporters will think. Mm -hmm. But again, if you step back and you look at the big picture, mm -hmm. when the first thing happened, which was the Mar-a-Lago search search warrant, a majority of the public said that that was legitimate and that they supported it. Mm -hmm. And then there were the indictments. And we were all worried about what was gonna happen with Trump supporters and Republicans, but a majority of the country yeah, right. said the indictments were legitimate and they had Bullshit. Total bullshit. Supported them. And now you've got Donald Trump potentially facing disqualification from one or multiple ballots under the, under the 14th Amendment. And again, a majority of the country, 56% of the country, says that they yep. believe that Donald that Trump should be, dis yeah. should be disqualified qualified on one or from the being on the ballot in one or more states we have been very worried about how it breaks down among his supporters and what he'll do and what will happen among the republicans but in the country broadly yeah. people believe yeah. that he's committed crimes they want him prosecuted for them and they want him locked keep telling yourself that if he is convicted and, and people should super, remember oh i'm sorry go ahead. Uh, was it, can i say something super obvious this is not as deep as some of the points have been made <laughs> uh, there's a reason why republicans have spent decades doing the politics of law and investigations. Mm -hmm. They did it first. They did it to Clinton. There were some legitimate things and questions, yeah. but what they did, the country ultimately rejected because they didn't think the president should be removed over the trumped up perjury. The Hunter Biden story obsesses them. That's not even about the president of the United States. It's about a yes, it is. family member with the situation. And maybe he'll No, it isn't. That's a lie. He'll be convicted, but again, he's still an ancillary figure to people's daily lives. I'm not saying everything Republicans do is politically shrewd. I'm just saying the idea that it's debatable or an open question whether investigation, probe, legal process, and potential conviction hurts you, I think it's hurt people <laughs> yes. for decades. Yes. Well, and and that's why is, it's all they think of. Don't overthink it. So now this is like cope. They're like trying to like psych themselves up. Number two is that before he was indicted, not, had 91 counts, he couldn't beat Joe Biden. So yeah. I think we have to remember that <laughs> I'd still rather be Biden in this because he beat him when Trump was unindicted. Yeah. He couldn't mount an, an, an electoral college or a popular vote majority against Joe Biden before. And it's hard to imagine he's gaining voters. It's hard to imagine that he's gaining voters. Are you what is wrong? Yeah, this is total cope now. Now they're pretending, oh, but we have we have our polls. He can't be getting more popular. It has to be hurting him politically coming indicted and by having the E. Jean Carroll case and all the rest of it. So, I mean, I think that Republicans, again, it goes to the point that you, you, I think that Ari was making earlier, that they have abandoned the idea of growing their part because he has lost. What are you talking about? He gained voters in 2020. Everything he has touched has turned to poop.
since for the last four years. He hasn't actually endorsed winning candidates. Mm -hmm. He hasn't produced winning candidates. He's actually been a loser for them over and over again. All you're left with is the faith of his voters that he's the better candidate and that he can beat Joe Biden because they don't believe he lost. Right. I mean, Joy, as you just said, the election deniers lost in 2022. All of them. <laughs> they lost. Many of them lost in the primaries. Many of them lost in November. And leading up to it, it was still like, will people turn we didn't out know. and care about we democracy? Disc, not knowing. Right. And they did, right? Because, and meaning the democracy, yeah. the good the good White Hats turned out, right? <laughs> In defense of democracy. It's, it's not, it's a question that has been proven over and over and again, including in polls, but also uh, when people vote. I, we I, need one more exit poll question for <laughs> New Hampshire, and it's a conviction question, and it for Republican voters. Uh, if Hunter Biden is convicted of tax evasion, can Joe Biden be elected president? <laughs> is, would that be, would, you still would that bar Joe Biden from being president? Because I, I want to see the people who answer, the two thirds who say, oh, you can convict Trump of any crime and he should still be president. And then I want to know how many of them believe that if Hunter Biden is convicted of tax evasion, you are. Joe Biden can do it. You're Broadly, in the electorate, they'd say, who cares? So you know that. Who's right. Hunter Biden? But Trump supporters. Mm. Uh, let's go back to Ottumwa, Iowa, uh, where Jacob Sobroff has been uh, at Ottumwa High School um, watching all these different caucuses um, rolling out over the course of the night. He was able to talk to the local county Republican chair. We saw some of the speeches from candidates there. Uh, Jacob, how has it been rolling out over the last couple of hours? Well, I, you know, I heard what we had said about the projection uh, that turnout was lower than in previous years. And that, I, while it does look like a lot of people are here, about 1,000 showed up, it's far less than, than nearly double that in 2016. Wow. And, Rachel, the final uh, tabulations are happening right now. And I'm going to try to sneak through here and see if we can get an up-close look at this uh, while everybody's... Good. Sorry to split your handshake. Excuse me. Um, pardon us. Excuse us. So what they're doing here, these orange pieces of paper, excuse me for one second. I just want to get a close-up look at that board. Come on in, guys. Um, yeah, just looking at this quickly, it looks like Trump has really cleaned up at this location. So these are the different precincts. If you look vertically, um, horizontally are the, are the results. And then just take a look. It's not hard to see. Oh, Dana, yeah. Let's start here. But uh, Trump 16. Um, Trump 17-2 for the for DeSantis, 26 in this precinct, uh, 5 for Haley. And I just want to stress these are unofficial results until they're reported by the GOP. Um, but this is what it's looking like on the county, on the precinct level, 39, 3 for Ramos, 6 for Haley, uh, 28, 31, um, 38 uh, compared to 12 for DeSantis. So second place here looks like DeSantis. Um, I haven't added them all up. but. You get the idea, guys. Uh, it looks like Trump uh, cleaned up here, and everybody, let's just turn around here so they can see everybody's watching to get the results here uh, in Otumpa. And, and Jacob, has, have things run smoothly? Things have gone relatively smoothly, and in fact, to make them run even more smoothly, I mean, just move out of the way just slightly. <laughs> Go ahead, you guys, come in. Um, the, the, the whole, the whole process is doing exactly what she's doing, Rachel, taking the precinct-level results with those orange pieces of paper and then reporting the results out um, on this whiteboard. But yeah. All right, that's enough of that. We can get to now, uh, what was the next one? Here is uh, Beaker and Leaker, very upset. 
2016, they tried to make it a choice between Trump and someone else. They couldn't do it. Now, Joe's exactly right. They can't do it now. They're going to go into South Carolina, into Super Tuesday, seeing the anti-Donald Trump vote split, uh, and Trump's going to walk into this nomination. I mean, what I learned last night, Joe, is that we could just stop pretending Donald Trump's not going to be the Republican nominee for president. He is. Yep. I think it's depressing. It is what it is. But we, we now can start the general election. That's what last night taught me. So we're going to go live to Des Moines in just a second. Also, by the way, to New Hampshire, which is one week from today. Claire McCaskill, though, first, want to get your take on what you saw last night. Not a big surprise. Donald Trump won by about the margin that most people expected. Low turnout. And as we've been saying all morning, almost half of Republican voters voted for someone other than Donald Trump last night, which is pretty stunning statistic when you consider he was president of the United States and sort of a, a de facto incumbent in some ways here in the party. Uh, what are your takeaways from the result last night? Well, first of all, 50-50 for an incumbent really sucks. Um, <laughs> this is not good for Donald Trump. I don't care how they spin it. I get it. That's fucking hilarious. A record-breaking landslide. Oh, that's not good. That's a, that's really a, what a bad night. What a bad night. He won more delegates than the other candidates, but he got 50% of the vote in his own party after being an incumbent president. As you guys have said, that's not good. And then think about the money that was spent and how much of it was spent on negative ads. $70 million was spent by DeSantis and Haley, only $11 million by Trump. Of that, <clears throat> all that money, most of it was negative ads against DeSantis and Haley. No negative ads against Trump. I mean, there was no negative ads against Trump, and he still only managed 50% of the vote. Can you imagine having an election where your opponents refuse to run a negative ad on you? It's crazy. So this, I don't, yep. I, you know, you, all we need, all the Democrats need is for an aggressive campaign to make sure that our base stays together, that everyone understands what's at stake, that women of America understand what this man did to our freedom in this country, and to grab that 25 to 30 percent of the Republican Party that said last night very clearly, nah, I don't really want to go there. I don't believe that all this evidence in courts of law has been made up. I don't believe that he won the election. I think he's not a good idea for our country. So I don't think it was that great a night for Donald Trump. And by the way, on a point of personal privilege, you guys are killing me talking football oh as I'm God. listening before I come on. You know, oh I'm, just like, I'm sitting here going, I need to talk about the Chiefs, but yeah. I'll let okay, it go let, this let, time. No, 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 no. no let, let's, let's go right let, there right let, now. Let's go right I yield there my really time quickly. to the senator. <laughs> let, let, let's, uh, thank you so much, uh, Congressman. Let's talk about uh, the Chiefs. Let's talk about the Chiefs for a second. All right, that's enough of that. Here is uh, greasy baboon uh, Chank Uger talking about Trump winning. All right, Donald Trump wins the Iowa caucus. No, wait, that's not that. No, no, no. All right, uh, so I'm going to give you the numbers. Uh, I'm going to uh, tell you the important caveats. Uh, I'm going to tell you exactly where we stand now in the Iowa caucuses as the votings have begun. And, uh, and uh, CNN and others have already called the race in favor of Donald Trump. I'm also calling it in favor of Donald Trump on behalf of Young Turks, uh, and obviously you're going to get the full analysis uh, as well as I can right now, maybe in a second video when we have final, final results. 
and also mainly in the live show every day, uh, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern. There's so many things that are in the live show uh, that are fun and interesting uh, that you miss if you uh, it's just Total AIDS. The live show, Total AIDS. Watch the clips. So check it out if you can, of course, right here on YouTube.com slash The Young Turks. And members make all this possible. Our honest and courageous coverage is thanks to you guys. So hit the you're join button. You're not honest and you're not courageous. Below on YouTube and TYT.com slash join everywhere else. So now let me give you the uh, details. So the question wasn't whether Donald Trump could win tonight. He, uh, in the polling, he had over a 50% lead. There was two different questions. Uh, and by the way, only 2% of the results are in. And I'm going to give you those results in one second too. But I just want to give you context for them. Uh, the reason it's been called is because when you do exit polling, or now sometimes they call it entrance polling, uh, you already have an excellent sense of where the election is going to come out if it's not close. And today was not close. So first question was, is Donald Trump going to get over 50 percent? In uh, one way of putting that is, is he going to blow out the field? So a little bit of evidence on that in a second, or actually a lot of evidence on it. And then the second storyline is, has Nikki Haley completed the comeback in Iowa? She was always ahead of not always, but she had caught and passed DeSantis in New Hampshire. Yep, she lost to DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis had the lead against H Nikki Haley for second place for a long time in Iowa. But recently in the polling, uh, Haley had passed them. So, in fact, before I do anything else, let me give you the numbers as they stand now. Now, Donald Trump has a 55.3% uh, of the vote. As we speak, it's about 8.53 p.m. Eastern. So just so you know, uh, Nikki Haley has 19% of the vote and Governor DeSantis has 17% of the vote, neck and neck. But these are only 2% reporting. The reason the election has been called is because of the exit polling, not because of the 2% reporting. So take the numbers I just told you with a huge grain of salt. Uh, obviously, another 98% are going to come in before we know who came in second place and how big Donald Trump's win was. One of the reasons why the, uh, the size of the win is so important uh, is because of the donors. And so that's there's two things that mainstream media talk about all the time. Uh, and they're both a little overhyped for reasons I'll explain in a second, but uh, something that is very relevant to the candidates as we speak now, which is fundraising, donors. So if donors see Donald Trump blowing out the field, a lot of the California Republican donors are waiting on the sidelines, and there's some of the bigger players involved, and they might just go straight to Trump. Uh, but another possibility that people are looking out for is, are the donors going to switch from Ron DeSantis to Nikki Haley in mass as uh, she would then become, presumably, especially if she was, or, well, comes a second in New Hampshire or maybe even wins New Hampshire because she's within four in one of the polls against Donald Trump, not against Ron DeSantis in New Hampshire. So she might become the main alternative if she comes in second in Iowa. And hence, the donors are waiting to see which way that goes. And if she completes that kind of a comeback in Iowa over the last couple of months, uh, then then things are going to look up for her. Now, the second thing that they're talking too much about in, in regards to uh, the Iowa caucuses is how cold it is, because all the reporters are in Iowa, and they're like, no, you don't understand, it's really cold. No, I get it, dude, I get it, it's Iowa. And yes, this is about 30 degrees colder than it normally is, even in Iowa at this time of, uh, of the year. And yes, it's relevant because of how much people show up to vote, nevertheless, it's still overhyped. But I'll tell you, it's around one degrees uh, high today in Iowa. And uh, roughly speaking, obviously a little bit different across the state. 
Uh, but the, tonight it's supposed to get to about minus 13 degrees. And obviously that's uh, only for the diehards to go out in that weather and to go and caucus, which is not just voting, but oftentimes talking and debating with uh, your fellow voters in Iowa. So advantage, Trump, of course. Uh, Trump has the most active base, engaged base, excited base. So that, that's going to be a little bit of a, tr- a, a edge to Trump. And then I saw some reporters talking about, no, but you don't understand. DeSantis has really excited voters in Iowa. No, he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he might have here a couple here and there. But it's not, look, Trump is a giant wave. And uh, DeSantis is not going to be able to keep up with that. And how excited are DeSantis voters? Not that excited. I mean, right now he's in third. According to the polling, he's in third. So apparently they're not that excited. So, no, the folks who are going to show up to vote are the ones that are diehard MAGA. In fact, I have uh, results from an exit poll about that uh, in a second. But that's going to be huge in the general election, guys, because who's going to get their voters to show up? Right now, the Democrats don't look too excited. Uh, The Republicans look like they're ready to go. They can't wait because they want that White House back. They want Trump to get his revenge, etc. So that leads us to... uh, giving you a more thorough number. So first of all, before the voting started, where did the polling in Iowa end? Uh, before the voting, Donald Trump was at 52.5% according to the polling. So a little bit above 50, obviously. Nikki Haley had in the polling caught up to DeSantis and passed them at 19, about 19 points. DeSantis was at 16 points and Ramaswamy was at 7 points. And our old friend Asa, I mean, Asa, Asa Hutchinson uh, was oh, around 1%. Okay. Uh, bless his heart. Sorry, He's hanging in there. He's hoping for evangelicals in Iowa to deliver a miracle for him, if you will. Um, he's heavily evangelical and religious himself. Uh, Governor of Arkansas, not going to happen. Uh, so, uh, so, obviously, <laughs> that's not that relevant. But, hey, look, I like that he hung around, and I like that he uh, fought, and he was a good, solid voice against Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, by the way, the numbers have moved a little bit. 54.2% for Trump, 188 for Haley, and here comes DeSantis at 18.0. Again, we'll see at the end. This is not relevant for Haley versus DeSantis, these numbers. It's just relevant to show you how big a lead Donald Trump has, and again, the, the election has been called. I'm going to get to the Democrats in a second. But, in fact, let me transition this way. Do you know how much the Republicans spent in ads? They spent uh, about $100 million. Now, that is very relevant in a couple of different ways. Um, but first, let me pause here to say, look, if you guys join in the middle of the live video, I'll give you a shout out uh, here as well, to the best of my ability. I'm trying to check the chat, the chat as well, because the members definitely make this show possible. And I appreciate you guys, and that's why uh, I'm doing this video, and of course, you members get our coverage anytime they want as well. Tyt.com slash join or hit the join button below. Okay, so what happens, guys, when you spend $100 million in ads in total, Trump and the other guys, is that that's $100 million in free, well, not free marketing, in, in marketing in the state of Iowa for Republicans. And how about on the Democratic side? Well, the Democrats are shutting down their elections everywhere, and Iowa, because Biden wanted South Carolina to be first, has moved. And so they're not doing it in a caucus. They're basically doing mail-in voting on the Democratic side, and it is not today. It's on Super Tuesday. So on the Democratic side, Iowa went from enormously relevant to, let's be honest, nearly irrelevant because they, they don't have their famous caucus. It's you know along with many, many other states on Super Tuesday. Uh, if Biden told them, stand down, you're no longer relevant or important, they said, yes, sir, absolutely, sir. We'll move to the back of the line, sir. Let's be honest, that's what happened. 
But now, you know, look, I was not in play because Biden's a disaster. He's losing all seven uh, swing states at this point in the polling, but in, in the general election. Uh, but if I were, were in play and some of these states like New Hampshire are potentially in play, well, the Republicans are have a $100 million advantage in that state now. And they'll have a huge advantage in New Hampshire and other places as well. Uh, and so that spending makes a difference. The Democrats are trying to shut down primaries, so they're not spending any money. They're not... Uh, you know, getting any coverage. So the Republicans start out with a huge advantage because they have a strong primary where everybody's saying this roughly the same Republican message over and over again. Hey, Justine, thanks for joining. Really appreciate it. She just became a member. Uh, Justine, you're making this happen. We appreciate it. So now, uh, but the Biden team did send surrogates like J.B. Pritzker, who is the uh, governor of Illinois, and he came in honestly with absurd talking points. And but he, they did also tell you what their strategy is, and that part is really important. So the absurd talking point is, uh, don't worry, uh, you know, uh, it's going to be Trump, and they're almost celebrating, or someone like Trump. It's going to be MAGA world. That's why we're going to win. Wait, what? They went on to say. When voters realize that Trump is going to be on the ballot in the general election, that's when Biden is going to serve. <laughs> you knuckleheads. <laughs> the voters already realize that. You don't think they know that? You don't think they assume that? You think the voters... You know, they do this, uh, I, although he didn't try to run in 2016 or 2020, so there's like an extra grift to chank uh, this election season. But they do this during primaries. They criticize whether it be Hillary Clinton or Joe Biden. They criticize them. But then once the establishment candidate becomes the nominee, then they go into full bloat, excuse me, vote blue no matter who mode. And, and that's what they do. They're sheepdoggers. They're, they're trying to get all of the... Uh, grassroots progressives to, to vote for the establishment candidate. A lot of them know that, though, and so it's just going to be a lot less people that they're able to trick this time because a lot of people know what TYT is. Sitting around going, well, oh, golly, gee, I have no idea who's going to win. I wonder if it's going to be Asa Hutchinson. They already know it's Trump. Look, maybe Nikki Haley pulls off a miracle, but if that's true... Biden is losing to Trump by eight in one poll, but in that same poll, he's losing to Nikki Haley by 17. Oh, that's so obvious they, bullshit. Obvious bullshit. Basically, the Democrats went there to cheerlead for Donald Trump because Biden has 0% chance of beating anyone that isn't named Trump. But even with Trump, they think that he, the Republicans are going to go down when people... So this is a completely made-up narrative. It's part of the propaganda campaign for... Nikki Haley, which is the idea that Nikki Haley has a better chance against Biden than Trump. Complete insanity. Realize that Trump might be their candidate. How could you be this out of touch? How could you not know that the whole country knows that Trump is very, very, very likely to win the Republican nomination? You think that's going to be news to them? What an awful strategy. And one of the things they bragged about was, oh, we raised $97 million last quarter. Okay, but you didn't spend any of it on ads and swing states or anything along those lines. You haven't done anything interesting with it. And right now, you're getting clobbered in the polling. So saying, we have bigger donors. <laughs> the rich like us more. It's not that helpful. It's just not that helpful. I know you think it's like a giant brag, like, yes, the donors are on our side. 
Not really. The donors are also spending a tremendous amount of money on the Republicans. And bragging about uh, your rich friends is not how you win Iowa or any other state. David Lucian Osheroff, thank you for the donation. Nikki McDonald, thank you for joining. We really appreciate it. The join button below uh, makes this show run. Everybody check out all of our analysis, of course, on the live Shank's page. own members make horse jokes. Look at this. This woman, Ann, is a TYT member. When you become a TYT member, you get one of these badges. Anne says, as long as the horse consents, I guess. <laughs> Even Cenk's members make fun of him. That's fantastic. That's fantastic. Tomorrow and every day, 6 to 8 p.m. Eastern right here on this channel. Uh, let me give you a couple uh, last facts here. So Haley versus DeSantis, like I told you, is super important because of uh, who's going to emerge as the main uh opponent to donald trump and then the donors that don't like trump are going to pressure the other one to drop out in fact everybody's checking to see if desantis is going to continue the rest of his campaign schedule because they think that if he loses to nikki haley here he might even drop out tonight i don't know now you know that donald trump uh started talking uh, against uh, vivek ramaswamy recently and the reason that he's doing that is because he doesn't want ramaswamy to take six seven points he wants all the points for himself. Of course, he's a greed monster, and so he's been slapped. It's greedy to want votes in in a in a race. Are you fucking kidding me? Bring Vivek around, and then he's asking him, uh, like Kurt Russell asked uh, Billy Bob Thornton in Tombstone, "You're gonna sit there and bleed all day, or are you gonna do something about it, Vivek?" And Vivek, like Billy Bob in that movie, he's like, oh, "Okay, I'll bleed, I'll bleed. I love you, Daddy." <sighs> None of this happened. None of this is happening. But I'm just going to keep going for an extra second. So, but the bottom line of all of that is, soon DeSantis might drop out, and Ramaswamy, once he's been ordered forcefully enough by his boss and his owner, uh, then he might also drop out. Then you've got Trump versus Haley, and the establishment has always thought, once the Republican voters wake up and realize how dangerous Donald Trump is, well, they, and oh, the 91 indictments. And the 91 indictments. Then they're going to rush to Nikki Haley. We'll see. You know, maybe. She, look, I would prefer Nikki Haley wins. And the reason I prefer it is because she's never tried to do a coup against America before. Well, neither has Trump, you fat retard. <laughs> Donald Trump has. No, he hasn't. fake elector scheme. Donald Again, Trump that's not a real thing. They're called alternate slate of electors. It's a legitimate thing that you can do if you want to. I, never believed in democracy he's openly bragging about wanting to be a dictator that's not true that's totally made up racist dictators 24 7 including communist dictators Bullshit. so yes i prefer to keep democracy but i'm also a realist and my job is to be an analyst in this context for you guys and as a political analyst i would be shocked if nikki haley beat donald trump in the primaries something amazing near miraculous would have to happen for that to happen but the democrats are like and the Democratic leadership at this point does not want that. They're rooting for Trump because they think that he's going to be easier to beat, even though Biden is in effect. Remember, Democrats have to win by five, the popular vote, in order to win the Electoral College. So if Biden is down by eight to Trump in that <clears> poll, or four or two or six, whichever poll you like, still, it means he's down anywhere from seven to 13 points against Donald Trump. That's not a thing that I would be looking forward to. Uh, so... Um, and, uh, and in terms of voter excitement, Judy Krull of Precinct County, she's 70, 75 years old, a Republican, obviously, said, look, I wouldn't worry about show, uh, people showing up. 
because, quote, Republicans always show up. And that is that has been historically true and a real issue for the Democrats as they have a lethargic candidate uh, who has trouble getting folks to show up. So, all right, uh, now. All right, so this is then when uh, Vivek uh, got out. All right, guys. Uh, down goes Vivek Ramaswamy. Down goes Vivek Ramaswamy. Ladies and gentlemen, Just we got him. Such goddamn cringe. Well, as usual, Ugh. these cases, he's a Republican. We didn't get him. Donald Trump got him. That's another scalp for him, if you will. Uh, and uh, and he's knocked out many political opponents. But this one's got a, a hilarious twist to it. Of course, they always do. And uh, and. There's, of course, groveling involved. It's fun for everybody. And a, a extra piece of great news about uh, what happened with Ramaswamy's campaign. So uh, first, let me explain all of it to you guys. As uh, I tell you, obviously, we'll have more details about the Iowa caucus. Overall, Trump has won it. Uh, second place is still a little bit up in the air right now. There's some implications around that. We'll definitely talk more about that in the live show tomorrow. You know what the live show is, 6 to 8 p.m. every night right here on youtube.com slash the young turks and we have a lot of fun on the live show a lot of stuff that doesn't go in the clips you should definitely yeah, check lot that of, out a lot of fun oh yeah we love our community we love doing the show with the members and the members make this possible we read a lot of member comments on uh the live show and if you guys join now i'll try to give you guys a shout out as well hit the join button below on youtube and tyt.com slash join uh for everyone else all right so uh Ramaswamy thought that he was going to win Iowa, and uh, he tried really hard. He spent a lot of money, which I'm going to come back to. And he uh, went to all 99 counties in Iowa twice. So, look, I give the brother credit for uh, hard work, right? He, he he went and tried everything he could. He did a whole bunch of interviews. He even did the Young Turks with me and Anna. We yelled at each other. It was fun for everybody, kind of. Yeah, he destroyed you. Uh, and, so and really I embarrassed Anna. That was phenomenal. But it was really of her own doing, because like he, I don't think he knew her name, and he asked her name, and she freaked out. I'm fair show in America, right? So he did work hard at it. I'll give him that. Uh, but he thought he was going to shock the world in Iowa, and he kept saying that. It turns out he only shocked himself. Uh, and after finishing fourth tonight, na 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 total na, cringe, na, na, total na, cringe. Na. Uh, so he's gone. He drops out, and you're never going to guess who he noticed. Okay, fine. You all guess it. It's Donald Trump. Of course! He's been kissing Donald Trump's ass and polishing his boots the entire campaign, except for the last piece of drama, which I'm going to get to in a second, which is hilarious and awesome. So uh, he said, you know, look, we were looking to surprise folks in Iowa, but we didn't. Again, he surprised himself, apparently. Look, uh, again, fair show in America. So he got 77 with 95% of the precincts reporting. That's actually not that bad for a newcomer. Yeah, he spent a bucket full of money and i guess if you do that and you're on every media outlet and the media loved him they had him all over the place you know whether they actually hated him in person doesn't matter they loved him enough to have him on the air which progressives never get that privilege right if you're a douchey conspiracy theorist slimy right-wing fraud oh you'll be all over mainstream media all over so he had he had paid a lot of money for the media and then he got a lot tons of free media but even so, a new guy with a, a new name, etc. I don't think 7.7 .7 is that bad. But apparently, in his deluded mind, he thought he was going to win or something. 
So he's dropping out now. So before I get to uh, how Trump slapped him around, oh, that's a lot of fun. Here's something else that's fun. He apparently spent $17 million of his own money on this campaign, which we in the business call oops. Uh, no, seriously. Look, he's. At but the- I thought you had spent a bunch of your own money when you were running. So is that a lie? I think that was a lie. At this point, apparently, uh, has crossed over into a billionaire. Or when you were promoting all of your deadbeat candidates uh, and you would have these red alerts and you're like, oh, I'm spending all my money for Allison Hartson or for uh, the praying mantis looking lady. Maybe one day if he's relevant enough, we'll get into his business and how he got there. It's As with everything related to Ramaswamy, it's filled with cheese. Okay, so <laughs> super, super cheesy. Um, but anyways, it doesn't matter. He got there, okay? So, you know, in America, once you become a billionaire or you're that uh, rich, people just go, oh, my God, you must be so smart and successful. So they're not going to look into any of the details, etc. But So I'm being fair, though, and telling you that's where he is financially. So he could afford the $17 million. And he didn't really think, he couldn't have possibly thought he was going to win this time around. Uh, he's setting himself up for being in Trump's cabinet or further political ambitions. He might run for office in Ohio, et cetera, et cetera. Mainly basically buying himself into politics with that $17 million. And and it, I think it worked well enough. Now a lot of people know him. No one knew him before. I, I could even argue that it was well played. So I don't know how to be fair of this. Now let's, but I don't want you to, if you've never heard of him or you, you didn't know what his policies are, I don't want you to walk away from this thinking that he wasn't insane. So, like, I, I don't think he believes any of this. I think he's a gigantic liar. I think he lies about almost everything. You're a gigantic liar, and you lie about almost everything. Everything. He drips cheese. He's like Vivek. You drip him. grease. You have a grease trap on your forehead. Velveeta Ramaswamy. So he said that he was going to end the IRS, like, just completely end it. So, well, I guess, what, we're, nobody's paying taxes anymore? I guess once you get to be a billionaire, you'd want to end the IRS, right? But for the rest of us, we need cops, we need military, we need roads, bridges, schools, etc. But he doesn't want your kids to have the same opportunity he had. Once he crossed the bridge, he wants to burn it down with napalm. So, no, you're not going to raise any t- taxes from the rich. No, we're going to burn the IRS down. The rich party like crazy if Vivek had won. And that's why a whole bunch of Silicon Valley bros who are super rich are like, oh, Vivek, yeah, yeah, maybe we pay no taxes. Maybe we just keep it all, right? So they loved him. Even though they know that he's a liar, he wasn't going to do any of the things that he said he was going to do. He doesn't have the power to do the things that he said he was going to do. And he was just trying to appeal to the base, appeal to donors, etc. So, uh, but, but that's not anywhere near all. He was going to end the Department of Education because, of course, he doesn't want your kids to have an opportunity. He already won in his mind. I already have the money. Burn the bridge. Burn the bridge. So Make yeah, sure none of the- that that's totally made up. He never said that. Masses cross it, right? So he's going to eliminate that. He's going to eliminate ATF. So there's no regulation of guns, and we can just all murder each other at you know to no end. He was going to end the FBI, so no one would do investigations of all the crimes, etc. I mean, he's basically he was running on a campaign uh, that could be nicknamed the Purge, right? Of course, he said uh, January 6th was deep state. Uh, fake. Uh, what other lunatic theories did he have? Um, oh, he, he even said he, he thought that the white replacement theory was true. 
So Chank views all true things as conspiracy theories and mocks them. Brother, I don't know if you know this, but you're not white. Right? You don't have to be white to see obvious things. Do you? Did you think that though, by appealing to the most hardcore racist people in the entire country... Also known as most people. They were going to look at you and go... Oh yeah, I bet I bet he's white, even though his name is Vivek Ramaswamy, uh, his nickname is Veldita, and he and he's obviously Indian. But oh yeah, oh yeah, you know there was an article recently. One of the reasons the MAGA wasn't voted for him is because they mistakenly thought he was Muslim. To which I say, of course, of course, you thought they were going to differentiate you from another brown person, idiot. No, your job was to attack Ron DeSantis and Nikki Haley, which he did. And to kiss MAGA's ass and to kiss Trump's ass. And congratulations, you're an excellent ass kisser. And so that's what he did. So now let's finally. Oh, and he, to be fair again, fair showing him up. Not fair at all. He peaked at 11.6% uh, and had uh, climbed into second place in some polls. Um, well, in most of the polls, just again, for clarity, he was in third. DeSantis was in second for, for most of the campaign. But he was way past Nikki Haley and some of the other uh, contenders that are still in the race today. So, again, as far as the percentages at his peak and in Iowa, I don't think they were that bad, uh, given the circumstances. But the final accumulation coming in a second. But first, Antoine, thank you for being, becoming a member. Members make the show possible. You allow us to have this honest and courageous coverage. Love you guys. For honest. It. See, people that have to constantly declare themselves to be something... It's usually because they're not that that thing. And so he continues to label himself as honest. He's not honest. Hit the join button below like he did. So um, now uh, Trump at the end turned on him. So he said, a vote for Vivek is a wasted vote. I like Vivek, but he played it too cute. Total cringe. Caucus tonight, vote for Donald J. Trump. Total Build cringe. up the numbers. So build up the numbers is the main reason Trump actually attacked Vivek, because he's like, hey, Knucklehead, you were supposed to be a useful tool for me. You were supposed to attack DeSantis and Haley uh, viciously and then get out before Iowa, because I want all of your votes. I want everything. You think you were going to satisfy the greed monster? Donald Trump is never satisfied. So, but that if he left it at that, he'd say, ah, he's a little, you know, shot across the bow, not that big a deal. But then he went on to say Trump did. Vivek started his campaign as a great supporter, the best president in generations, etc. Unfortunately, now all he does is disguise his support in the form of deceitful campaign tricks. Very sly. But a vote for Vivek is a vote for the other side. Don't get duped by this. Vote for Trump. Don't waste your vote. Vivek is not MAGA. Ooh, that one cuts deep. Vivek is not MAGA. And then he goes on to Biden indictments. He's going to win. There's conspiracies. Blah, blah, blah. Right? But the bottom line is deceitful campaign tricks saying he's a fraud and he's not MAGA. Those are deep, deep cuts. No, they're not. Uh, they resolved it. And then uh, he just about an hour ago gave a speech uh, on behalf of Donald Trump. So Vivek looked up from licking Trump's boots and said, No, Master, why did you do this to me? as a hump started to grow on his back. Anyway, so even though Trump slapped him across the face, so what are you going to do about it, huh? 
Vivek came out today after uh, dropping out of the race and said, I endorse the beloved Master Donald Trump. I will serve you forever, Master. Brother, this is just incredibly retarded. What you make a million dollars for? If you're just going to go be and be someone else's bitch. You're George Soros's bitch. You made videos defending his character after you got the Katzenberg money. The whole point of being rich, part at least part of the point, independence, freedom to do whatever you want. You chose with all that freedom to be a third-rate peasant for Donald Trump? Well, good luck with that strategy. Anyways, for now, your strategies no longer matter because you're out of the race. And soon he'll be on the campaign trail again trying to get all sorts of attention. Why? As a surrogate for Trump, which is what he's always been. And guess what will happen? Mainstream media <laughs> will never have any progressives on. No matter how much they hire, hold higher than Vivek for the entire campaign, not me, someone else. Okay, they won't ever have anybody like that on. But Vivek, they'll be like, oh, you'd like to kiss Donald Trump's ass more? Well, come right on. We'd love to have you on. That's my guess as to what's going to happen with Ramaswamy uh, and the rest of the campaign. So if you were incredibly tired of seeing him like I was, and apparently a lot of voters were, um, well, unfortunately, we'll still have him to kick around because uh, if you're a far-right lunatic, mainstream media will have you on 24-7. So that is the future that Vivek Ramaswamy has ahead of him. I hope he enjoys. So this kissing the ass of racists for the rest of his life seems like a questionable strategy for me. Um, but to each his own, go get him. What a greasy bitch. All right, let me uh, read some of these super chats. We're taking them through Streamlabs. Link in the description in Rumble, also at the top of the screen. I can't put the links in YouTube anymore because YouTube is asshole. Um, although I'm allowed to post links in the chat, it makes no sense. I, I have to get a bot to do it uh, at some point. Anyway, we're also taking him through Entropy. Link in the description in Rumble. And also we're taking Rumble Rants on Rumble. Also, you can now download multiple books slash guides for free, depending on what you're looking for. The first one that was written is uh, called What a Bigot Would Say. It's written by my left-wing homosexual Democrat brother. Uh, you can go to Rumble, click the description. It's like the fourth or fifth one down. You can also download a guide that I wrote called What a Liar Would Say, and it's a guide on the different propaganda tactics that the corporate media uh, uses uh, and some other things and uh, and also I'm working on something that uh, so for the next kind of subscriber goal thing I, I think we're gonna go away from the books we will I will do another volume at some point but I have an idea that I'll probably uh, within the next week you'll start to see things about it and we'll see we'll see what happens we'll see if people like it um, all right, let's get to these. Dave says, uh, I believe Vivek admitted before the caucus that unless there was a major upset in his favor, that his campaign was a long shot. So it seems Vivek supporters were quite aware that him beating DeSantis or Nikki Haley was unlikely. Yeah, I thought I thought he handled last night pretty well. Um, and uh, I think uh, um, getting out of the race and endorsing Trump is the best move. And so I think overall he ran a pretty good campaign. And I would love for it, it to be I would love for him to be legit and to 
and to you know be what he says. That would be incredible. I'm skeptical, of course, but uh, you know we'll we'll see. Now we have uh, David Beverages. David Beverages says, "Hey everybody, this is David Pakman. My business partner Pat and I are always looking for new business opportunities. With our large and growing gay audience, we decided." This would be the perfect time to start our own beverage company specializing in queer-friendly beverages. Our first drink is surely going to please. It's called Penis Cola. One Penis Cola. <laughs> oh, I tried. Our Penis Cola comes in a big pink bottle with a round head. The taste and the fizz practically explodes in your mouth. If you're not careful, our penis cola will shoot in your mouth so hard it'll come out your nose. Pat absolutely loves penis cola. You can see him chugging it all day long. Our second beverage is also sure to be a hit. It's called Semenade. It's like lemonade, but instead of lemon juice, it's made from genuine semen. Freshly squeezed uh, and sure to please is our product motto. Try our Semenade today. It's a real thirst quencher oh man well that's uh that's a hell of a that's a hell of a product line uh david beverages so david pakman has a new line of beverages semenade and penis cola that's going to be refreshing for some people you know if you're a homosexual the homosexuals are going to be refreshed so there you go if you're a homosexual and you would like to uh, drink these beverages there you go thank you david beverages appreciate that Michelle Kincaid says, you missed my super chat from Sunday evening. For some reason, they take a while to come through. Yeah, they sometimes they come in in like out of order. Um, what What's today? Today's Tuesday, right? So that was like last one. So let, let me go down here. So let's see. We did that one. Let's see. Did I? Let's see. Yeah, so I don't know if... Some, I think some of these... Did I read the one about the ISIS video? The next video you want to see? This was from Silky Johnson. Um, all right, we were watching the Destiny thing, right? Yeah, you know what? A bunch of these. A bunch of these came in late. So David said, The argument is there's nothing in dispute because we've decided there isn't one when clearly the candidate that lost was disputing it is farcical. I don't know how anyone can say that with a straight face. Maybe I did read that one. I don't know. But uh, yeah, the, the the tactic that Destiny used was that um, oh, there was no dispute. There was no election dispute. Crazy. Then Silky Johnson says I, uh, the next video I want to see is a, a Destiny and an ISIS video. And then Gunfox had a breaking news. China is cheating so bad the EU is waking up. China electric vehicles, EU anti-subsidy probe. To, yeah, I don't think I read. Okay, so we'll, we'll we'll do that one. I don't think I did that one. And then Silky Johnson says, HP, has anyone ever asked these retards, how would they explain what happened on election night? Like in PA, Trump's up 700,000. They stop counting and magically Biden pulls ahead, as in other states, or how it took fucking weeks to finish counting. So they'll defend all of it. And I imagine they'll just go with the media narrative of Red Mirage and pretend that it's all legitimate. Uh, and then Michelle Kincaid said, thanks for covering. Most people need to watch this. So this, so again, I think this is the Destiny-Nick Ricada debate. 
I struggle with the whole electors thing. This helps. Also, have you ever heard of Ranting Monkey? Came across them recently. They're kind of crude like us. I think they're uh, biased on the Jewish thing, or based on the Jewish thing. Biased on Ranting Monkey. Ranting Monkey. I'm not. I don't think so. There's Turd Flinging Monkey. There's Ranting Monkey, and then there's another monkey. There was a monkey when I was on. Um, when I was on. Um, a P Dog Night Stream a while back. There was a monkey on there. Was that Ranting Monkey? I. I yeah. There's there's a lot of monkeys out there. Um, okay, and then, okay, so then that was from today. All right, let me go back to the previous one here. Then Michelle, this is from today. Michelle said, um, I try to send at least 20 minutes before on your end on the stream. Yeah, it's, uh, I think they just, I think they come in, they, they come in out of order. Because a bunch of those, um, I, yeah, when I hit refresh, Right before I was about to end, the last one w that I saw at the time was, uh, uh, well, well, let's see, it was the um, Destiny is a Retard one, I think. Oh, no, no, it was, it was Dave's about all the different tactics that they were using with the hypotheticals. Like, what about this hypothetical? What about that? That was hilarious. So you're supposed to have the crime of the century. Trump commits... Trump commits... A democracy-breaking crime. And all they can focus on is what if he murdered someone? What if he raped someone? What if he committed a bank robbery? It was hilarious. Um, okay, let's see. Let me go. One second. Um, she said, I tried to send Streamlabs to my PayPal card that I use for online. Could it be PayPal? It's possible. Yeah, it could be PayPal. It's possible. It's possible they just don't come in in real time. I think it, yeah, not really sure, but they definitely come in out of order sometimes. Um, Silky Johnson says, HB, the next video I want to see Destiny make is an ISIS video. Wait, now this is tonight. Oh, okay. In more civilized time, oathbreakers that flashbang an ill child and burn his fucking lungs, they'd be dragged out of town by train or taken to the town square and hung at dawn as it should be. Yeah, I mean, really, the bottom line is that people that do fucked up shit, illegal shit, they should be prosecuted and held accountable. And that happens less and less. And um, I don't know anything, if anything's going to happen to these guys. They completely deny. See, you know, and what sucks is if the media decides to exploit it for a racial narrative, that's not going to be any good. So, yeah, it's just really, that's just, that was a terrible story. Um, then we have Silky says, HB, I think I've seen this show before since Big Dick Maddow was so angry. Isn't he supposed to turn green and start destroying stuff by swim swinging his big green gamma-infused cock around? Joy Reid's neck looked like it has fish gills, too. Yeah, what a freak show. It's an absolute freak show, that panel. Silky also says, uh, check this out, HB. Hulkamania ran wild. I wish there was a reporter. I talked to him and he started, well, let me tell you something, Mean Gene. Yeah, so apparently Hulk Hogan helped a woman. Uh, her car flipped on the highway and Hulk Hogan helped her. That's awesome. Yeah, he, um, 
he seems like a nice guy. I, his he he had a reputation for having a huge ego when he was wrestling, and he wouldn't. What's the phrase that they use? Put people over. I think that's a phrase if because it's like scripted. So if they want to have someone win a title, and you and you own the title, you're putting the other guy over. I think that's how the terminology works. And apparently he would not. He would not uh, put people over. And I remember when I went back, because I, I, um, I watched, I spent like a year, this was a few years ago, when the WWE app was out. I went back and I watched a lot of the um, WCW Nitro and also the Attitude Era stuff. Because I didn't watch the Attitude Era when it, when it happened. I did watch a lot of the Nitro because uh, they had the old wrestlers, whereas like I didn't know, like I didn't know what was, I didn't know like Steve Austin was going to be like a lead. I just at the time I just didn't didn't like it. I liked WCW, but anyway, I remember one of the best returns of a wrestler, in my opinion, in that whole run was when Roddy Roddy Piper came back. That was fucking electric. That was phenomenal. And I remember, and, and, and that, that was, uh, there was a lot of good shit through that whole era, but I just remember that whole thing. And, I was, and it was really good, but it had such a bizarre, one of the pay-per-views had such a bizarre end. And I didn't even know the details around it. It was like, there was like this quick count and it wasn't like, it just seemed like, what, I was like, what the fuck is this? It was, but anyway, it turned out that like, apparently he didn't want to, he didn't want to lose his belt. It's it doesn't matter. It's all over. It's like fifty years ago. These motherfuckers are old now. Holy shit, Ric Flair. How old is Ric Flair? God damn. Anyway, it's crazy those guys get old. Um, YGGS Gallo says EV charging story time. The company I work for was contacted. Excuse me, contracted to make a nineteen point six watt k watt. EV charger. After we finished the board, we found that the company who hired us didn't add any ventilation into the charger housing. That's the equivalent of putting 2,350% of the power that goes through a gaming PC, but without a fan or fucking holes in the case. That's insane. The CEO of the company had been described as a visionary and revolutionizing the EV charging space. The company is also completely backed by a bunch of minority-owned business loans and DEI funding from the feds. What a fucking shock. Yeah, and it's like they they don't care. They don't know anything. And they're, like, putting in policy. And they're just doing shit. It, and it's not just in energy. It's a, it seems like they're going to be doing this type of just retardation in the airline industry. Unbelievable. I hope there's not a plane crash, but if there is a DEI plane crash, they are going to call everyone that takes issue with it a racist, and they're going to act like this is acceptable collateral damage. It's crazy. Um, all right, let me uh, let me go here. This is entropy. Yitakami says, triple parentheses, Elise Stefanik for VP. So yes, Stefanik says good things, and also sometimes is no good <laughs> so she had that total and you know it was a weird thing about that hearing because it was entertaining because the leftists were so insane and look Stefanik clearly was an errand girl for zionists in that hearing there's no question about that but she was able to corner these retards in a way that made them like all they had to do 
is be like, obviously, calling for genocide is unacceptable, but they didn't do that. And they said, these are people that if you, like, misgender a tranny, it's, a, it's, it's considered the end of the world. But, you know, the Jews are losing favor in the oppression pyramid, which is just, I never thought I'd see the day. And uh, they'll get it back, though. I'm pretty sure they'll get it back. Oh, I don't know. You know what? Maybe not, though, because it seems like this Palestinian shit is, like, really, like, public consensus. I, maybe they don't get it back. That's, that's an upset I, I, I wasn't expecting to see. But anyway, so, 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 you know, if you're not in the oppression pyramid, it's okay to do whatever the fuck you can call for. You know, white people aren't on the oppression pyramid, so you can call for the death of white people. You can do all this shit, and no one cares in in the mainstream or in colleges. So they started doing that with Jews and the and calls for genocide. Now, of course, there's there's bullshit. This whole thing there's bullshit on both sides because obviously Stefanik was conflating like someone saying it from the river to the sea or even free Palestine as calling for genocide of the Jews. And now, of course, are some of the people saying that for the genocide of all Jews? Yes, yeah, some of them are, but not all of them. You got to be fair. You got to be, you know, I think you got to try to be accurate. But anyway, so she's, so that's something that the retard leftists could have said. They could have said, well, where's anyone calling for genocide? But instead they were like, well, it's, unacceptable to call for the genocide of the Jews if, you know, people start taking action. That's insane. That's insane. And she's like, you mean if they start committing genocide? What a circus. What a circus. But anyway, now, that was cringe on both their parts. But then she goes on Kristen Welker's show and says a lot of good shit about how she's not going to go along with a stolen election and they're not going to certify if the Democrats do fuckery. And so on that... From that standpoint, she's good. On the standpoint of, you know, she's pretty good on Trump. And then, you know, unfortunately, she's a whore for the Zionists. So it's like, you know, two out of three, what are you going to do? But, you know, what politician is not a whore for the Zionists? Yeah, it's really, it's a hell of a thing. Mojack420 says, a white baby dies and God puts wings on it and calls it an angel. A black baby dies and God puts wing on it and calls it a flying monkey. Oh, that's how it works. I didn't realize that. Gotta watch out for those flying monkeys, especially from the Wizard of Oz. It's a hell of a thing right there. Alrighty. Um, let's see, one second. Uh, Practical Joker said, um, what if we keep sending messages on TYT asking Chenk about all, the, and I'm quoting, all the dead niggers he has in his closet? We will spam him so much about the piles of blackies he has lying around, and we will sick the feds to pay him a visit. Not going to lie, it would be hilarious. It, I mean, if he acknowledged it, I just think... So the problem is, if you in any way write anything offensive in the TYT chat, there's like 50 moderators. They'll just remove you immediately. You'd have to be really... You'd have to like... You'd have to phrase it in a way, you'd, yeah, you'd have to really be clever the way you phrase it. If, if you were like, hey, Chank, what about the dead niggers? That wouldn't work. It would be hilarious, but it wouldn't work. That wouldn't work. Okay, well, there you go. Well, look, I mean, hey, he's a Democrat. And if you, if you, uh, you remember Pulp Fiction? One of the, the I, I, like, I like Tarantino, even though he's a freak. Tarantino is a freak. He's a freaky guy, but I love his movies. And uh, 
there's this scene where uh, where uh, Samuel Jackson and Travolta roll up to Tarantino's house. He's in his own movie, and you know they shot the black guy, which was like ridiculous. And uh, and he, you know, the whole thing. He's like, "Do I have a sign in front of my house that says dead nigger storage?" And while it's true that uh, he did not have that sign, and that Tarantino's house was not for dead nigger storage, it turns out that the de- dead nigger storage house is actually Ed Buck's. So Ed Buck was a Democrat who um, had a thing for black homosexual meth heads, and he killed a bunch of them. And also, by the way, you know who's a close associate of Ed Buck? Adam Schiff. Oh, I wonder if he did any of this. So, anyway, the point is, Cenk Uger's a Democrat. He defends Democrats. So, I wouldn't put it beyond the realm of possibility if Cenk's house has a sign in front of it that says dead nigger storage. That's all. That's all. So, you never know. You never know with these people. Yeah, Ed Buck. (laughs) That's amazing. MAGA reacting to Trump's racist comments. Oh, more racist comments. Yeah, what, 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 like, you shouldn't have illegals in the country? Immigration. And where do you, how do you feel about immigration? Um, it's affecting everybody. I live in a small town up here, and the housing market in our little small town, there's like almost no houses for sale. The rent has skyrocketed because the immigrants, you might have five families in one house. They're starting to charge by the head for rent. And it's making all of our stuff. How more- dare you have a problem with illegals causing your your bills and, and housing market to go up? How dare you have a problem? You're supposed to sacrifice, white lady. More expensive. I think our school system is. It's hard to teach kids that speak English when you have to pay attention to the kids that don't speak a lick of English. Just- How dare you have a problem with the time and resources that are supposed to go to the citizens going to illegals who have broken into the country? How dare you? Hard. It's We don't have the money for that. Again, I'm in health care. We don't have... You will st- sacrifice, bigot. Seeing chicken pox. I haven't seen chicken pox ever in my healthcare career, but we're seeing that now because... She might mean smallpox, I don't know. Oh, there's a, was it tuberculosis? There was a, uh, an outbreak at an airport. Was it tuberculosis? You know what, it probably isn't tuberculosis. Cause I, you know, cause I, I always think of tuberculosis cause of Red Dead Redemption too. Uh, spoiler alert, I don't think it's tuberculosis. It's something fucked up. It's something, f- I don't think it's tuberculosis though. That'd be a hell of a thing. I guess we don't care if they're even immunized anymore. No, they just let them in. This is not... First of all, I don't believe in the concept of racism anymore. But even if you did, the idea that you're taking issue with the fact that the Biden regime lets people in without any sort of screening, like that's racist? That's insane. Even under the, the definition of racism, at least the old one, that's preposterous. You know, we were forced to get the COVID jab, but they come across... No one, it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's, that's a completely valid point. Donald Trump said a few weeks ago, he said, immigrants are spoiling the blood of America. How did you hear that? Um, so I, it's illegals. I took that as the blood of America is how we think to me. To, you know, patriotism, I love this country. Trump last week said, or maybe it's two or three. Okay, so that lady did not say anything quote-unquote racist. Two weeks ago said that immigrants are spoiling the blood of the country. How do you hear those remarks? Well, we just have way, way too many people coming in. And, like, they're not vetted. That's 100% true. No, some of them are from um, countries of Iran, all over the world. How do we know it's all coming in? Absolute valid question. We don't. 
concerned for the safety in our country, what kind of people are coming in. And they're not doing it. They're just letting anybody come across. Well, they are vet. I mean, there are immigration courts. They're just... They are not vetted. He's an absolute liar. Michael Shore is a disgusting liar. Overload. Yeah, yeah. And and I kind of have to chuckle about Governor Abbott busing loads of immigrants to Chicago when they say they're a sanctuary city. Okay, well, you said you, they were... Yeah, they you wanted come. them, now you got them, bitch. Although it would be better if he just deported them. Although I don't know if he legally can. Um, and now he's now they're all upset about that, but they kind of deserve that. What about immigration? Is that a big issue for you? My family came over from the Netherlands, and um, they came over through Ellis Island and homesteaded all around the United States. I think that's perfectly fine. In Minnesota, we have very large groups of company uh, uh, people that have come from Africa. They're coming and they're taking all of our social services and leaving the people who have worked, who are now- How dare you have a problem with illegals taking all your social services? Down on their luck and they don't have the ability to pay their rent, but somebody else who's just come in from over, you know, from their country is now getting their rent paid. Um, a lot of them are great contractors. I mean, they got some great skills. We've had a ton of natural disasters that have, you know, tore down houses, and you, and you go to find a roofer, and that roofer wants to charge you $30,000, and then you have a group of very skilled workers that are willing to come in and do it for the 15 that the insurance would, and they do a better job what Donald Trump has said about some immigrants, about what... So this woman compliments the illegals, okay? Her only issue is that illegals who take up uh, benefits that should go to the citizens, and she's labeled a racist. Immigration is doing to the country, and I'm paraphrasing here, but sort of saying poisoning the well of America in a way, and, and who we are and our national definition. Do you associate yourself with those remarks? As far as I'm concerned, yes, we do have some issues in some of our communities where um, people have come in and um, their uh, way of life is starting to make it seem that the way of life in the United States is not correct and their way of life needs to be put as top priority and so they're causing us to have to change our laws they're causing us to have to change the way that we live to accommodate them rather than it being I'm not saying that they need to assimilate but we need to just be neutral if we have a bathroom you use the bathroom like the rest of the country does you don't how use dare you want everyone to act normal the bathroom how you feel like you should use the bathroom and then leave it so it's unsanitary for the rest of us because how dare you want people to clean up after themselves how dare you not want piss and shit all over the toilet when you go in there what a bigot how you choose to do it and there are certain cultures that just didn't have the facilities the way that we did so they come over and use the facilities like they did in their country and they're shitting all over the place is what this kind woman is saying they're shitting all over the place then it leaves it very unsanitary for the rest of us like like the like the european immigrants you know 150 years ago or whatever yeah right? yeah so it's like you just don't use the sink for a stool trump the other day said that immigration spoiling the blood of america do you agree with that illegal yes definitely in what way 300,000 people a month? I mean, we can't handle that. 
and they're, but they're most of them are going through the immigration courts, which are really bullshit, total fucking bullshit. Tied up right now, right? <laughs> yeah, six years from now, they're supposed exactly. to come back and get exactly. checked. Yeah, come on, that's it's, it's just a farce. And and what do you want to see done about it? Close the borders like yeah. we had four years ago. You know, let, I, them in, let them in the way they're supposed to come in. Four years ago, we were in the so middle. he still is okay with legal immigration, and he's still labeled a bigot. That's amazing. Well, the pandemic, so that was why. Five the, years ago, then fine, whatever. It's it's way way worse under Biden, and there's no doubt about that. Do you think the borders are open? Pretty, Pretty much. much. I mean, I haven't been down there, but you see on TV. Looks like they just come across whenever they yep, want. Correct. When Trump last week said that immigration is spoiling the blood of America, what did that mean to you, and how do you feel about him saying that? I don't know. I think sometimes he he talks when he should listen. I don't. I think he talks a little too much. So. That's fine. They cut him off, but whatever. Anyway, um, here is uh, rabid homosexual David Pakman and and also uh, a seller of fine beverages now David Beverages I believe penis cola and semenade are the flavors here's David talking about welcome the everybody Iowa the first caucus vote of the 20 oh, you know what was great uh, speaking of David Pakman there are a whole bunch of people passing around a video so someone this is fantastic Someone took a video of David when he was li- many. He he's done this many times. One of the videos that he made when he's lying about the economy being good. Someone clipped the video and people are passing it around all over Twitter uh, with captions like um you know, you 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 don't hate these people enough. You know, you you don't hate these people enough. That's fantastic. First of all, that's true. Um, I, I'm always open for a little more hate of David Pakman. I don't think you could ever. It's insatiable. But anyway, and uh, all sorts of people, some lefties, some conservatives sharing the videos where he's sitting there gaslighting about uh, uh, the economy. 24 Republican primary is now in the books. It is officially primary election season and a Florida man with 91 felony counts against him who was also recently determined to be a civilly liable rapist, won the Iowa caucus. I'm ref- Oh, man, just like we're watching the show of the 10 times homosexual bukkake queen bathhouse champion. Oh, man. Referring, of course, to the former president, Donald Trump. We are going to look at the results. We will talk about whether is there any even hypothetical path to anyone other than Trump winning this nomination for the Republican Party? What is the deal with Nikki Haley? What's going on with Ron DeSantis? Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy immediately dropping out. So let's take it in the only way that I believe makes sense, step by step, starting with the results from last night. Donald Trump was polling in the mid 50s, heading into yesterday's Iowa caucus. Donald Trump did win with slightly less support than what was indicated in the polls. Trump with 51% of the vote, all of the other candidates sharing 49% of the vote. And that'll be relevant to my forthcoming analysis 45 seconds from now. Ron DeSantis ultimately ending up in second place, but barely, just barely, 
uh, about two points ahead of Nikki Haley. So again, we zoom it out. You've got Trump 51, DeSantis 21, Nikki Haley 19. You may recall that Vivek Ramaswamy, with complete and total confidence, said he would win Iowa. He came in fourth with 7.7%. Now, to his credit, he was only polling, I think, five. So Vivek Ramaswamy over uh, uh, performing. Ryan Binkley, who I had never heard of until yesterday, actually came in ahead of Asa Hutchinson and Chris Christie. Chris Christie ending up with 35, not 35 percent of the vote, not 3.5 percent of the vote, but 35 votes for Chris Christie, the sanest candidate by far doing absolutely the worst. So let me give you a couple of perspectives that have been floated and and tell you why they, they maybe aren't super hot. First perspective is, listen, this is a bad sign for Trump if the Republicans <laughs> could get their act together. Why? Well, look, Trump only got 51 percent of the vote. only guys only. He only got 51 percent. Add eight to that because of Vivek or I guess what? Six, half. Give, take half. Of, of, I think it'll be most of Vivek's voters. Let's take half. OK, let's be conservative. OK, so what is it? Fifty five percent. Oh, yeah, that's no good. No good at all. That means that 49 percent of the voters wanted someone else, meaning that essentially this is 50 50 between pro Trump and anti Trump. Uh, now, bullshit. Now, that might sound interesting. That might sound accurate. That might sound appealing. But what you have to understand is that if all of these other people get out, a bunch of their support goes to Trump. Let me explain what I mean by that. If you look at DeSantis and Nikki Haley together, they have what we might call 40 percent of the vote. But the problem is, if DeSantis gets out, a bunch of his support goes to Trump. How do we know that? Because that's what voters have said in the polls. They've been asked, OK, DeSantis supporters, who's your second choice? Where do you go if, Trump, if DeSantis is out? They don't go to Nikki. They go to Trump. Similarly, with Nikki Haley, I think it was 60 percent of Nikki Haley supporters said if Haley doesn't win, I'm going Trump. So although in in some sense you look at these numbers and you go half, it's 50 50 half wants Trump, half doesn't they everybody else should get out and unite behind whoever uh, it doesn't work that way, because as these candidates get out, a significant portion of their support actually goes to Donald Trump. Now, second place was also very important for Ron DeSantis because there were rumors floating around that if DeSantis doesn't manage to get second place in Iowa yesterday, and if indeed Nikki Haley gets second place, that that's the end of the line for DeSantis and DeSantis is getting out, especially when you consider DeSantis started at 30 in the polling and has ended up uh, much lower nationally. Nikki Haley started at one nationally and is all the way up to 11 where she is now. If Nikki Haley comes in ahead of DeSantis, the rumor was DeSantis is out. Well, he lives to fight another day. Both Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis acting as if they won uh, last night. They very much did not. One other note about this. Uh, Trump almost certainly will win this primary unless he ends up dead. I mean, quite literally, I can't think of anything that would prevent Trump from being the nominee unless he's not alive. But one important historical note is that Iowa is rarely declarative or predictive of who is the Republican nominee. In 2008, Huckabee, not Sarah Huckabee Sanders, Mike Huckabee uh, won Iowa. He was not the nominee. It was John McCain. 
in 2012, Rick Santorum, a name that many of our young viewers probably don't even recognize. Rick Santorum won the 2012 Iowa caucus. The nominee ultimately was Willard Mitt Romney, former governor of Massachusetts. And in 2016, it was Ted Cruz, even though Trump forgot and claimed that he won Iowa in, in 2016. You'll see that later. Ted Cruz actually won Iowa in 2016. None of these winners were they're sort of losers, but winners. None of those winners ultimately were their party's nominee. So keep that in mind. But the guy with the 91 felony charges winning last night. I'm very. All right. Let's see. Now we have. Uh... Oh, is David doing coffee? Everyone's doing coffee. Everybody's doing coffee. Now David Pakman's doing coffee. Yeah. And then he's putting his kid in the coffee. And I, I'm telling you, that kid does not look like him. Look at this kid. That kid does not look like David Pakman. That's David's uh, beard. Anyway, I don't know what the hell's going on. One day. Why don't we go next? One day we will, f we will have faggot blend coffee. One day. Maybe not. I don't know. Why don't we go next to Ivan? from Frankfurt. Ivan from Frankfurt, welcome to the program. What's on your mind today? Hello, David. Happy Friday. Thank you. So, um, oh, this is a uh, caller bewildered at why his brother is a Trumpist. <laughs> I wasn't too, I went to uh, a bit of a weird conversation. Well, we know who the gay brother is. With my brother. We're both members of the military. We're both from Mexico originally. Okay. I'm talking about the U.S. military, right? Yep. Uh, right now I'm in Germany. He had been in Germany before. Uh, so it was surprising. We usually don't talk about politics because we don't we don't get to see each other that often, right? And Ivan, so, uh, I want to hear... Right, well, look, if that's how you want to roll, then don't talk about politics. The leftists are the ones that try to make you talk about politics. I still, you might be surprised, I still am totally for non-political spaces as long as everyone involved wants to do that. So, so if it's like something like I don't want to see politics in in uh, in like when I'm watching like normie shit, I don't want to see any politics in it. I still I still like to be able to. You need to be able to escape this shit. Now, if I'm watching like I don't watch football anymore, but if like somehow football just injected a bunch of based conservative shit into it, I wouldn't oppose that. I'd laugh because it would piss leftists off. But you know, I. I I think that there should be places where you can escape from politics. Leftists want to make it where you can't escape. And they really did a good job infecting what used to be sacred ground. Sports used to be sacred ground. You could just go, you could watch a sporting event and there would not be, or there'd be very little, if any, politics. And you could just you know, enter a different world for two, three hours or, you know, few or for many hours, you know, depending on how serious you took it. Now that seems to be out the window for the most part. And uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Hopefully it gets back somehow, but it, it doesn't look like it is. The rest of this, but are you on speakerphone? Oh, my oh God, I'm not. Let me, I'm on the, wearing some kind of like ear. Who cares? Oh my God! Can you hear me a little bit better now? Yeah, yeah, it's it's all right. You can continue. So you do, you right. guys don't usually talk about Dude, politics. We could hear what he's saying. It doesn't matter. But no, we don't usually talk at all because we live in 
live in different parts of the world, right? Yeah. So um, politics came out during our last conversation. And uh, for me, it was obvious that he was going to vote for Biden, right? Okay. So, yeah, I'm voting for Biden. We're, uh, we're immigrants. We had it pretty good, to be honest, uh, since we came to the United States. So uh, I was surprised when he said he's voting for Trump. I'm like, oh, hmm. like, I thought he was kidding at first, right? Yeah. We both had the same upbringing. We both the military, but uh, I know he might have some more conservative friends than I do. Okay. So still, I started doing the Socratic method, like, oh, uh, how so? Like, uh, do you think, what do you think if we will be better under Trump? And he said, well, you know, uh, gas prices were better. And I okay, so that's completely true. Mentioned some of the lines that you've used before, like, well. Some of the lines that you used before? Asshole, honest people don't need to use lines. Something's either true or it's not. If you're a normal person and you ask someone, hey, why are you voting for Trump? And they say, well, the gas prices were lower under Trump. Uh, oh, I mean, what, what are you going to respond? You, you, you know, you should, you could, I don't know, this is the thing. I don't, it's not up to me to come up with the rebuttal of that because that's not my problem because I agree with that. So I don't know what the fuck you're going to, if you're in a, if you're trying to be honest, I mean, like, I don't know what honest rebuttal you're going to make there, you know, like, <laughs> that's not my problem. But you're not supposed to use lines. What are you, like a pickup artist? This is like stupid. You're, what? I tried to use lines. What lines? That it's low now? It's lower than it was before when it was like $5 a gallon, but it's still like three twenty, three thirty. Trump had it at about $2. One ninety nine. I don't know. Whatever the lowest was, I forget what the all time lowest under Trump was. Okay, that's what he's talking about. That's it's. And again, I don't know what the fuck's going on. Gross groceries have gone up exponentially over the past week. I don't know if it's just my area. I also was at another store today, and I was like, holy shit! I was at a now. Now, granted, this was not like. This was a this was like a, a, a Rite Aid. I don't know if you have Rite Aid in your area. So, like generally speaking, Rite Aid prices are going to be a little higher than the grocery store, but not at this level. A pack of hot dogs was eight fifty. These so you used to go so like if you go to the grocery store, your hot dogs are three fifty four dollars. Uh, this place, if you go, you know, if you're in a jam, it's it's like snowing around here, so we're kind of in a jam, and um. And uh, so usually it, it would be like five fifty, five ninety nine. Now that's high. Eight fifty. And then I'm looking and everything is like thirty five percent more expensive. Everything. Because I generally keep track of prices. You know, you go into a Wawa or something, you know you're gonna be paying a little more because of convenience, and that's basically like how right it is, but not at this level. Not at this level. Everything and I'm like, what the fuck is going on? What the fuck is going on? So again, maybe it's local. Hopefully it's just local. Hopefully it stops. <laughs> but, um, and then I said the last time I was at Giant, the price of shit was like, it went up like a dollar. Instead of the, the normal, fifth, what I expect when I go in is the normal 15 to 30 cent jump. This time it was a dollar, and in some instances a dollar 50. I don't know what the fuck's going on. That's crazy. Gas, gas prices, oh, the presidents don't have that much to do with gas prices, right? Right. That's a global, global uh, price. The, the, the price is set global. Yeah, energy independence isn't a thing. Donald Trump has no control over it. So, um, and we started 
kind of a, and the conversation started going to a different direction, like in a different tone, not yeah. so respectful. Well, because well, you know why? Do you know why the conversation had a different tone? Because you lied to your brother, and he probably felt insulted by that. Because you're being an asshole. Okay, so yeah. The tone of it when someone on the phone is being a fucking asshole, the tone of the conversation is going to change. Anymore, so like, you know what? We, I don't get to see you that often, and I love you. You know, you love me as well. So let's not engage into, into this, and let's just continue having a good time. Well, that's right. a good idea, actually. Yeah. Well, don't talk if it's going to cause a problem. Don't talk about it. Who cares? Um, so yeah, that was my, my question to you: Is what do you think? Some uh, people that have the same upbringing they at the end they they come up with different uh, so different ideas yeah retard people have different opinions about things especially politics that's the answer that's all that's all it is you know it's really an uncontroversial thing now it's not uncontroversial it's like the end of the world to these people but yeah people have different opinions about politics people pay attention to politics at different levels some people pay close attention some people uh, are more casual, and they're going to walk away and have uh, from that with different opinions about things. This is not controversial; it's not a big deal. But there's a new narrative. At least it's newer over the past five or so years. Uh, maybe it's been for longer, but at least I guess, yeah, like I don't know, 2017, 2018. This this idea. That democracy can't exist unless everyone agrees. First of all, that's an impossible standard. You'll never have everyone agreeing. That's not even how any of this works. You have politics, you have Republicans and Democrats, and they disagree. And so, uh, you, you, and this was like the AI article with Bill Gates, you know, they, they want everyone to obey them. Everyone must agree. So it's an outrage if you have a family member that disagrees on politics. And this is why I liken it to Jehovah's Witnesses. Because in Jehovah's Witnesses, you're not allowed to disagree. If you're like in the JWs, you're not allowed to disagree on anything. And if you do, it's like a big fucking problem. It's the same thing with these lunatics. Well, you know, there um, must be, yes. I'm guessing there must be something different in the upbringings. Now, are you, did you guys, you're not the same, you're not twins, right? You said this is your brother, not your twin brother. Correct. We're like three years apart. Yes. And is he younger or older? He's older. Okay. So for this, now this, I'm not saying this is the answer, but one of the things you have to mm -hmm. consider is he, you were raised by parents who had a three-year-old when you were born. That's different than the parents that raised your brother. Does that make sense? Like, as in, in terms of like a difference? It does. It does. It does. Yeah. And so, uh, you went to school, and you had a brother three years older who was also in school. His experience mm -hmm. is of having a younger brother, right? So, so it's interesting mm -hmm. because the, in a sense, the upbringing. Right. So that's why he wants lower gas prices. That doesn't make any sense. Is the same. But you're both you're one of you is the older brother. One is the younger brother. You're raised by parents where you're raised by parents where you are in the second child position, where your brother mm -hmm. was raised by parents who, who for whom he was the first child. So anyway, the point is even the quote same upbringing. Usually you end up finding that there are a bunch of differences. Now, if you had to speculate, was he around different sorts of people? Is his job different such that it may have made him a Trump supporter where, where you aren't? Have you lived in different places? Over uh, so far, it sounds like the guy wants cheaper gas prices. That's it. That's really. That's, you know, a lot, I'm telling you, 
there is going to be a large portion of people that cast their vote this election uh, who cast it because they want lower grocery and gas prices and that's it that's it that's that's what they're voting for and that's fine that's that's their that's their right and I, and I, I agree with them I would like lower grocery and gas prices too that's it but of course Pacman has to find oh what made him evil what turned your brother into an evildoer an evil person over time we lived in different places yeah I'm, I'm basically following him around like he's on he's been in the pacific and then europe and i've done the same uh kind yep. of tour uh but uh yes i can see how that plays a part um yeah so there i mean there's uh, a bunch of differences he, there for sure yeah the thing is he's he worked in the medical field mm -hmm. and uh usually you know people with uh, higher degrees and everything and i work basically a, a job where like uh, we're both enlisted like, uh, work with people, you know, low, lower enlisted and not that uh, many degrees going around. Mm. So it's very how, um, yes, and, I, and there's a lot of conservatives in my work for, for sure. So I, I'm going against, against the, 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 you know, the current right now. Yeah. But uh, yes, uh, it's, it's weird because I'm usually the one bringing the, I'm trying to, to slip the left wing ideas into my workplace. Right. And it's like, for, for example, sometimes when I'm, I'm in a supervisor position, so I'm like, hey guys, don't worry about this. I know it's scary what you're watching the news, but if anything comes up, we're gonna show them, we're gonna show Russia why we don't get, we don't have healthcare in the US. Like, because the military is the strongest one and they go like. <laughs> what the fuck? Dude, your, your workmates are talking behind your back about how you're a faggot, I guarantee you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> like what? Or like, no, That's we're gonna interesting. show them how, why our grandparents, uh, die without a health care because we have the strongest military like yeah yeah right on brother and they're like hmm I don't, I don't know if i like that part yeah, you may so. be changing some minds or at least getting yeah. people thinking it's yeah that's that's what i tried to do so yes yeah. thank you yeah, yeah. David, all right very good very interesting ivan from frankfurt with the trump voting older brother quite a situation we've got here all right folks so great to be able yeah to talk quite a situation <laughs> ridiculous here we go. So I, I wonder if David is going to reference the fact that his one of his lying videos about the economy is is getting people pissed off. So now again, a new video. Why don't they realize the economy is strong? Because you're lying. It's not strong. It's a disaster. Why don't we go next to Cole from Alaska? Cole from Alaska, welcome to the program. What's on your mind? Hello, it is uh, Cole from Alaska. Yes, welcome. Um, so, so uh, David, um, did so, um, so, so why do you think? Why do you think people think the think the economy is bad right now, despite despite the economy being good? And why do you think? Um, the Democrats have been unable to brag <laughs> about the brutal. economy. <laughs> Two great question. Two reasons oh, I believe right man. now public sentiment about That's the funny. economy doesn't match the statistical reality about the economy. Number one, Republicans have made a concerted effort to insist that the economy is a disaster when it's not. No, the Republicans are not making a concerted effort. People are simply talking about how high grocery prices are and how a lot of the jobs suck 
and that the housing market is insane and the price of energy is insane. That's what they're talking about. It's not Republicans. It's most normal people. And to some degree, the propaganda of Republicans works. So that's one part of the answer, Cole. The second part of the answer is I don't think that the Biden administration and Democrats more broadly have done a good enough job of communicating the state of the economy. And then well, how are they going to do that? Because no matter what they say, it's not going to change the prices at the grocery store. A number three is there is a lag time sometimes between when we see something in indicators and when we see it reflected in polling. And so even though I would assess that it's now been seven, eight months that the economy has been really solid, we only started to see polling move in the last three months. So I do think, Cole, that people are realizing it, but it's on a delay. So I think those are the three critical aspects for answering that question. Yeah, also, also, um, also, you know, um, you, I, I do, I do think, I do think by, by uh, November, I do think Biden will, 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 will probably end up winning this election, partly because of the incumbency, mm -hmm. but also because the economy is um, stable right now. <laughs> and I think um, also- No shot. So there, I think people will care um, about um, other issues by the time yeah, uh, people give a fuck about the economy over mostly anything else. So you're just you're out of your mind. The election rolls around. Yeah, I mean, big picture. Like what? Like what? Abortion? When the economy is as it is today on election days, the incumbent president tends. But it isn't the way that you're claiming, and everyone knows it. Not always. People on your own side were criticizing you for your bullshit take on the economy. To get reelected. So, Cole from Alaska, I agree with you 100%. I really appreciate the call. Why don't we go next to Lara from Arizona? Lara from Arizona, welcome to the program. What's on your mind today? Lara, I can barely hear you. Oh, we have you turned me, all the way oh, up. You're okay. barely can, audible. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. Um, I would like to discuss a solution to your Facebook problem. Well, you know, it's almost solved. We're nine. I, I, you, you can you can almost guarantee it because uh, he's a left winger and he's always going to get protection, of course. And special treatment. So, but it it is enjoyable in the brief periods where David gets a taste of his own medicine. Eighty percent of the way there. Thank, oh. fortunately, you know, by the grace oh, of no, God. I'm, but what I'm was your I'm actually talking about a solution, not just for you, but for everybody. And it's something that people are starting to stand up for again. Unions. You should start a union, a journalism union. Right. And One. then how so I'm not employed by Facebook. I just publish content there. Tell me if I start a journalism union, how does that force Facebook to unshadow ban? OK, it's a long term solution. What it is, is I see this problem with a lot of independent stations, media networks, uh, journalists. I mean, it's not just you. It's a lot of people across the world. 
Right. And the thing is, is on your own, you're not able to stand up to the big guys. Right. I, I see it time and time again. It's not just you. If you guys actually united together, you, Midas Touch, um, Luke Beasley, all, all the other ones. If you guys... All of the rabid homosexuals. ...created a union in which independent journalists could join... <clears throat> but they're not... Midas Touch are not independent journalists. You're out of your mind. ...monthly dues you could pool in for your own legal team. That way ah. you could work And then it is the, the legal team that might be able to help us uh, deal with Facebook in a more direct way. Yes, on your own. That's an own. interesting idea. You, you can't do it on your own. It's too right. costly for one network. But together, if everybody just joined, you would be able to make a platform equal to CNN, Fox, any of them. And I promise that would happen. Unions are a strong solution everybody needs to look at right now. Now, Lara, I'm curious. Imagine that we make this union. Are there any limits to who can join in the sense that if you have one follower on YouTube and you can join, you're going to end up with what hundreds of thousands of people in the union and thus the legal capacity would be very uh, watered down, right? So we, it would probably need to be for creators at or above a certain level. Is that right? I mean, generally speaking, I would imagine you would have to, of course, pay union dues. Yep. Um, so the creator would have to pay. They would have to abide by ethics codes that right. you would set up as a hard part of the union. If they can't stick with those ethical codes, you know, they could have their membership revoked. Right. Um, and presumably know, the fact that dues are part of it would self-select out those who are such small creators that they can't afford the dues. I don't know if that's good or bad, but it just would well, be. Well, I mean, yeah, you, you got to do what you got to do. If yeah. you can build a following, if you can prove your journalistic honesty, I mean, actually, even at that Prove end, your journalistic honesty. You're talking to David Backman. He's one of the most dishonest people on YouTube. You're unlikely to run into too many legal problems at that level. But if you are able to get to the point where you can really launch yourself out there, then... All right, this is a waste of time. Um, Trump... Or no, t oh, top caller returns with an unhinged rant about Judaism. Oh, rants about the Jews. Can't wait. Many of you expressing concerns that one of our longtime regular callers, Whitney or Whitney, as some know her, has not been heard from in a while. And I admit I was also concerned. Oh, I'm uh, sure you were. I don't know if it's been months or close to a year since we last heard from Whitney. But I want to both reassure, but this also may be concerning to folks. She is back. Oh, but, but she has a wrong opinion. Oh, no. She is still focused on Judaism. Oh. And it's all a little bit scary. How so, could you possibly talk about Judaism? Oh, just I, I I'm on gonna, the Internet, no less. Oh, my God. Play the latest voicemail from Whitney. There were so many people concerned. This is sort of like a proof of life video. Some of the things she says here are very aggressive. I just oh, want to warn everybody, okay? No. But Whitney is back. Whitney is okay. So I wanted to reiterate that there is real f***ing Jewish people in oh, the f***ing world. And by real Jewish people, I mean your f***ing reputation. 
people who have like you have mocked for years who look a certain way and they're the people that the Nazis wanna fing kill. I feel the passion. The anti-Semitism <laughs> has grown and it has gotten out of control. I I've never heard this woman before. She's a return caller. I've never heard her before. This is hilarious. The passion, Whitney. If it goes without seeing, you're gonna f***ing hang. Get a f***ing life, motherfucker. Get a real f***ing life. All right, so... Uh, oh, my God. Know, the energy is... Oh, my God. That's like from a movie. Oh, there is a... <laughs> she really doesn't like the juice. <laughs> He's laughing. It's fucking hilarious. <laughs> to some of these voicemails. Oh my god! <laughs> look, she look how he made. Look how he's breaking character. This is supposed to be really serious. Oh, the juice. Oh, and he fucking like because it's funny. You know it's funny. You bitch. You can't even help it. This bitch is hilarious. All right, so uh, as some of you know, there is a performative aspect to some of these voicemails. Um, but if anybody's worried, oh my goodness, how is this a job? Uh, if anybody was worried about Whitney, we now know that you either don't have to worry or I don't know, I don't know, something else. Uh, but always, always great to hear from Whitney. And uh, that's one of her characters. She calls in with a number of different characters. We have a great bonus show for you. I've today. never, I've never, I've never, I've been covering David Pakman since 2016. I've ne am I missing it? Do you remember? Do any of you remember something like this? I think I remember it, but I don't know. I don't remember anything like that. That was phenomenal. The, he claims Trump is swollen in a midnight video threatening revenge on Biden. Uh, we are once again, I, uh, I hate that we're back to violence. I hate that we're back. But we're to not to violence. We haven't been at violence. The weaponization of the political system later in the show. Right. Biden is weaponizing the DOJ and having not only Trump arrested and indicted multiple times, but many of his supporters, thousands. We're going to look at a bunch of really strange videos that Donald Trump published back to back to back to back to back yesterday. But two days ago, Donald Trump published a particularly disturbing video close to midnight Eastern time. And his eye is almost completely swollen shut, as it often is. And in this swollen state, well, it's because you have it paused while he was blinking. Why don't you just play the video? You always say his eyes are swollen shut. They're not. Trump says that revenge on Joe Biden is something that we should expect and that should be coming. That sounds great. Um, how many times does he have to say this before we say, hey, maybe all of this the is times he has to say it all the times. I want to hear it all the times. It's a bad idea. Take a listen to this. Take a look. And he has to be careful. So now look, his eyes are not swollen shut. Happened to him also. Look, how is his eyes swollen shut? They're normal. They're like they always are. So. The next president, whoever that may be, has a statute of limitations that go back six years. That's a long time, Joe. Yeah. You have to be very careful. We have to guard and protect our country. These are overt, plain threats to Joe Biden.
Right, but Joe has done it already. He's arrested him. He's been indicted. Trump is saying that he might do it. That there's like that you could conflate the two is amazing. I so about, saying it is worse than doing it, according to David. What Trump will do if he becomes president, if he doesn't get the immunity he seeks in court. We have to do what's right for our country. You don't indict your political opponent because he opposes the corrupt election, which you know was corrupt. Everybody knows it was corrupt. The American public knows it was corrupt. You That's don't true. indict your political opponent. Now, implicit in all of this, of course, is Trump's assumption, Trump's claim, Trump's assertion that Joe Biden in any way has directed. Well, faggot, it's his Department of Justice. It's Joe Biden's Department of Justice. What are you talking about? The various Joe Biden's the president. Indictments against Donald Trump. And of course, there's no evidence. Of That's that. a total lie. There's reporting even from The New York Times. And then you could even go into the public comments that Joe Biden has made. Did everything right and they indicted me. Uh, right. Um, if I truly believe in law and order. Now, I no, know you don't No, you don't know that the right loves to kowtow. You believe in cock and balls. That's what you believe in, David. To this idea. The right loves to use the phrase law and order, law and auto, sometimes Trump says. Um, I actually support law. And order. No, you don't. And when I say that, I mean it. No, if you don't. If you meant it, you wouldn't have to say that you mean it. Just like when Cenk Uger says he's honest, you don't have to say that you're honest. People will decide whether or not you're honest. And honest people are honest because they don't lie. They don't have to tell you. They don't have to tell you. Well, what they are, people will figure it out. If anybody has any evidence that Joe Biden directed <laughs> what a deliberate gaslight or weaponized the justice system against Donald Trump, I will be the first to deny. No, you will not. No, you will not be. And to call for consequences, whatever the appropriate. No, you would not do that. Appropriate consequences should be. You will gaslight and faggily move the goalposts as you always do. But no matter how many times Donald Trump says it, it doesn't make it true. Now, the subject of well, it, retard. The problem is you're not selling it to the public. So if I were to grant you that, that would be one thing. But the problem that you have is Trump is correct in that the public believes that this is political. That's not good for your side. Presidential immunity is complicated. Uh, as no, it isn't. No, it isn't. It's not complicated at all. Presidents have immunity. And uh, and and that's even if somehow it was illegal for Trump to inquire about the election results in Georgia. That's crazy. Talked about earlier in court yesterday, one of Donald Trump's lawyers argued that if Trump weren't impeached for ordering an assassination of his political rivals, he would be immune criminally. from Again, that. he has to be impeached and convicted, just like every other president, just like Joe Biden would have to be. That's how it works. Simple. That's crazy. It's it's not crazy. It's how it works. Uh, the judges did not seem super swayed. Well, who by fucking it. cares? They're not legitimate. But there are a bunch of different aspects to this. One question is, does the president have immunity from civil suits? for official acts as president? The answer appears to be yes. So you have to break this down in parts. Trump takes an action as president, not criminally prosecuted, 
but someone sues him civilly. He's protected from that. The Supreme Court has made that decision previously. Trump presidents can't be sued for actions taken while president. That's that's the, the, the law as we understand it right now. There is no immunity for acts outside of the official duties. If you as president is like if you look at Clinton v. Jones, Paula Jones from 1997, the Supreme Court ruled a sitting president can be sued in federal court for actions taken before he became president, even while president. So that's another version of this. You, you do an action before you're president. You now are president. You can be sued during that time. Three criminal prosecution while in office. This is where there is current ongoing debate. Can a sitting president be indicted or criminally prosecuted while in office? The Department of Justice has a policy that they don't indict sitting presidents. It's never been tested. It's never been affirmed by the Supreme Court. We are dealing with that right now. Certainly, we have impeachment and removal as a mechanism of holding a president accountable. One of the arguments now being made is immunity is total if you are not impeached and convicted on that impeachment. That has not been tested. That is an assertion that one of Donald Trump's lawyers made yesterday in court, but it has not yet been tested. And then we get to post presidency liability. Once a president leaves office, they are no longer protected by presidential immunity. They can be prosecuted. That one seems abundantly clear. Uh, and, and so far, nobody has successfully challenged it, meaning you used to be president. You no longer are. You do stuff while you are no longer president. You can be indicted for that, uh, whether you can get, you know, a fair jury of your peers and the practical questions of venue. And, and those are all things that are complicated and are being sorted out. But that is our best understanding right now. And Trump's broad claim total immunity, immune at all times, et cetera, goes beyond what the justice system uh, has so far determined. Now, in terms of the threat against Joe Biden, it's shocking to me that there is a single person still willing to vote for this guy. You know, if you really hate Joe Biden that much, if you really hate student loan forgiveness that much and low unemployment and, uh, and growing GDP, if you hate all that stuff so much, I could understand just staying home. But voting for Trump at this stage of the game, when he is not only becoming as dictatorial as we have ever seen, which but, is totally made up, but also seemingly spiraling downward when it comes to his cognitive situation. It's uh, shock totally made up shocking that anybody would vote for the guy, but they will. So we have to vote. All right, let's see. So Matt Walsh made a joke and they're pretending that he's serious. There's something going on. The, the right wing uh, like uh, shows numbers must be hurting a little bit because yeah. they're all seemingly going for like the uh, teenage boy demo. Oh yeah, it's all it's understanding all of it's all just sort of like manosphere uh, stuff. This is all we're all back man. to like GamerGate yep. um, era of uh, concern. Telling a joke about Valentine's Day is GamerGate. Conservative. They, you know, they go through this certain cycle. This is this is their uh, war on Christmas stuff that is um, sort of um, evergreen. They can always go to this. You know, when Matt Walsh is not uh, complaining about um, the ages in which we require 
uh, girls to be married or um, consent, consent, bullshit, uh, or when he's not talking about how some sports are not manly and some are more manly. I forgot and he thinks course, ice hockey's not manly. And of course, then he also thinks that some sports shouldn't have trans athletes because they're too manly and the sport is not manly enough or whatever it is that you know whatever confused uh, garble he has he needs a lot of boundaries set for himself about masculinity i need rules i need rules around christmas i need and rules around dating and valentine without if rules, you've been watching uh, what would happen to him him uh, matt walsh on uh, yeah exactly on the daily wire as long as we have you'll recall that when he started to move into like the what is manly stuff he started to wear um these lumberjack shirts uh that he tries to wear you know i guess maybe his wife finally said like well you look too you've gone too far try and like you know can't you find the metrosexual uh, lumberjack shirt or whatever it is? And so um, here he is, this guy who is super obsessed with masculinity. And performing it. Uh, and attempting to, to perform it. And, attempting is better. And also, like, name it. They're just as, so angry. The guy told a joke. They're so angry. As if he's like some type of masculinity uh, authority. Yeah. He is on the front lines protecting everyone's masculinity, mostly his own. Um, and here is uh, Matt Walsh explaining um, I, what's I, gay. This is, yes. Um, but of course, 97% of us are buying the Valentine's Day gift on the way home from work on February 14th. But buying a Valentine's Day gift for your wife a month early is the gayest thing you could do. Don't do that, because if, you, if, if it's January 3rd and you tell your wife, I got you Valentine's Day gift already, she's gonna say, I, so you're gay. Well, that, that kind of ruins Valentine's Day, doesn't it? So it's funny because being sensitive to your wife's <laughs> desires is gay like well putting thought doesn't care if you get it early or late but it's just like i i came across it i got it early what is that does that make no no gay? no i mean he's saying it's gay to put thought into getting a gift for your wife for valentine's day that's a hundred percent what it is it needs to be on the way home from the daily wire studio exactly stop February by cvs 14th. get her some shitty ass bear with a little heart on it and have it call it a day um it's gay to put thought into gifts for your wife don't you understand this yeah. because to be straight, you have to not really respect her feelings. Um, right. To be straight, in Matt Walsh's eyes, she has to be put in her place. Um, she has to be less than you, right? And you have to treat her with disregard. So let's make it clear, wife, you are not at the top of my mind. I don't put thought into the gifts I'm getting for you. I go to the Walgreens, I get you something shitty, and that makes me stave off gay thoughts. This is um, Matt Walsh's attempt to, I guess, to justify stuff like Steven Crowder, the way he treated his wife on that video, right? It's the same sort of theory. Oh, yeah. The least gay, uh, least yeah, gay man in the, the world. The least gay uh, guys <laughs> possible. Um, it is uh, f fascinating, The both the way that these guys define heterosexuality or masculinity 
or manhood and the obsessive need to prove that they know what it is. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and I'm also uh, thinking about what is, the, what is the gayest thing you could possibly do, which is what he called buying a Valentine's gift. Um, I, I'll be honest, that superlative doesn't enter my mind a lot. The gayest thing anyone could possibly do, I guess maybe it's different for uh, Matt Walsh, constantly thinking of, yeah, being, uh, what do they call it, uxorious? Uh, um, uh, yeah. he, hierarchies. Yeah. Um, yeah, uh, the you know it's gay. Also, if the if the flowers you get her for Valentine's Day are like fresh, um, they gotta be kind of shitty. They gotta be wilted. Yeah, supermarket flowers. Right, right. Make the the yeah, getting your wife the cheapest Valentine's Day gay gift possible uh, means you're straight. I don't make the rules. Matt Walsh does very very uh, aggressively. So I mean, he's got to set those rules because without rules. He'd be fucking a guy. You could go off of the, hey, go off the rails. You never know. It's just amazing. One joke. They flip out. And then apparently Tim Pool was talking about lesbians. They didn't Here like that. Here is Tim Pool. This clip is, um, to be fair, a couple of weeks old. And did we not play this? I don't think we played this. I think I had it in sound polls, but uh, I think I wanted to search more context, but maybe we could just enjoy what Pim Tool clips uh, clipped here. So I, I'm imagining this, I'm wondering, I should say, if this young woman, I mean, she looks like she's in her 20s, has only ever been around sneaky fucker types, male feminists, low T, weak men lacking passion and ambition, men who don't get up, don't exercise, don't improve themselves, and she thought, this is what men are. Interesting. Perhaps one of the big reasons that many women are claiming to be LGBTQ is because they're not feeling strong attraction to males because they're not actually encountering real masculinity for which they would be attracted to. Pause and if you're only, I mean, just think about this now. <laughs> the year is two, 2023. To be fair, it was last year. At the end of last year. December. Well, yeah. And this dude is questioning now um, if... Uh, being gay is just a function of there not being enough like uh, manly men, uh, young men around. Yeah, I mean, this is the thing is is like it's just misogyny all of this stuff because oh, he's basically misogyny basically saying that real masculinity would be so overpowering and irresistible to women, regardless of some women. It depends what they think about their sexuality that naturally there would not be lesbians if they were around the strong alpha males like tim does he also think well he didn't say he himself was one that there wouldn't be gay men if there were women who were uh, no like because femininity is subservient to masculinity and the strength of femininity would not be something that would draw men to them but they're because not it, it makes but, more sense but according like gay to men. him like he's saying that no i know all the men are gay they're probably gonna say tim's a homosexual that's generally what they do and low t and not you know masculine so he's a closeted homosexual but aren't looking Fed. feminine enough that's and exactly it wait so but what what so what i are is everybody gay in this scenario yeah, well, like i don't thing. understand like, how that, this works this masculinity panic because i like uh, like arguing okay people are uh, does he think lesbians just existed like recently or does he always think that their men have not been masculine enough and where are these lesbians but how do g men become gay are they not around but women who are feminine enough? that's the point though it's the same reason why the right is so obsessed with trans girls trans women in sports which is because like they 
they can't understand they have a misogynistic ideal of gender and a hierarchical view of gender also known as the completely factually correct view of gender they the non-fucking retarded view of gender cannot understand and refuse to contend with the fact that there are trans women born in a male body that transition to being female. Yeah, and but so see, again, that's completely made up. The problem is that's completely made up and is as real as Snuffleupagus. They're so deeply, like, miso their, their misogyny uh, meter break. <clears throat> no, it's that they're not fucking retards. They're not drooling retards so so thoroughly Only a drooling retard believes that a woman can become a man or that a man could become a woman preposterous when they encounter that and that's why none of those freaks are obsessed with trans men whatsoever because it makes total sense that it you would does not make any sense you want to become a man because we are the superior gender uh, okay, let's keep right? going. I want to hear this. And she thought, this is what men are. Interesting. It's Perhaps one of the big reasons what that many women are claiming to be LGBTQ is because they're not feeling strong attraction to males because they're not actually encountering real masculinity for which they would be attracted to. And if you're only surrounded by a bunch of whiny, low-T feminist males who are weak and out of shape and uh, just go the, we should be egalitarian and split the male. And then ma many of these women are just like, wow, I mean, I'm equally attracted to both, I suppose. But then they meet a big ripped Chad bro who's like, I'll pay the bill, throws the card down. And she's like, Ooh, swoon, perhaps. So I, I, I'm a What the f Is this guy an adult? Uh, retard, that's literally what the woman says in the video. I remember, I remember the, the TikTok. It was going around on Twitter. It was this, like, retard who finally came across an actual man and was blown away and was like, oh, I don't know if I want to be around feminists anymore. He's literally describing what's in the video. Like, this is just unbelievable. Well, actually, body. Then take it up with the whore that talked about it. Even this stuff. Yeah. This is like, is he just, did someone just reject him? The, what a really He's covering a video where the woman said exactly what he just said. Sounds like is um, that someone just rejected him. And he's like, it, it, like this, you, you must be gay. Where he didn't say anything that he, what are you talking about? The world, are women started by only effeminate sort of metrosexual men like the girl in the video it happens all the time where where does that happen like in I, I, many places i mean i guess you know because uh we love our gay friends women do you know what states have the highest populations of gay people of course you got new york and california but they're not talking about gay people so florida and texas mm. okay yeah, yeah there's gay people who, who argued there were not gay people in florida and texas well it's i thought those were very masculine weird. It's, yeah. it's weird it's the pandemic of of trying to turn all of these women into lesbians i guess yeah yeah it's fascinating uh, midwest queer i am not gay because women are too woke i'm gay because i want to uh, f guys <laughs> You know what also isn't like traditional masculine apathy says it's obvious Tim Pool has not seen an actual vagina in years. Yeah. yeah. No, it's like you referred to it once as yeah, I'm pretty sure he has a girlfriend. I don't care, but it, it, it's, uh, you know, rich guys generally can pull tail.
a compensatory uh, uh, hat. Isn't or he banging that one chick, and then they were like, uh, remember the whole thing Adam Krigler was talking about, how like he had the girlfriend, and then the other girl was like massaging his feet and shit. And it's like, whatever, who cares? Headpiece. Yep. Um, that's not tr- tr- uh, typically associated with confident, high-T masculinity, throwing down your gold card at the sushi spot. Maybe women are just... Charlie Sherrod says, uh, Tim Pool speaking from his experience of hanging around with a bunch of masculine males who pays his bills when they go out, I can only assume. Hey, uh, put down my card. Again, that's in the video that the woman said happened. What is it? Like a, like a, like a five, four-year-old. The power of that action. Well, then that woman's a four-year-old. Turns you back straight. But it is like he he does he do, the reason he does this sort of stuff, which is like looking at teenagers and young adults uh, expressing themselves on social media, and let's talk about the Marvel movies. Is he, he's he's clearly aimed at a young audience, and it's creepy you think to me. You, yeah, it is creep. That's the thing is that I. Oh, now I, he's a pedophile. There's really two answers to this, right? He's a homosexual and a pedophile. One answer is that he has the mentality of a 12-year-old boy. Um, the other answer, which I think is actually more likely based upon what I know of, of you know, I knew someone who knew him from... Oh, I'm pre- sure you did, Sam. I'm sure you did. When he was working at, uh, you know, one of these media companies. Right. Who visited him back when he was up in, like, New Jersey or wherever it was, or Maryland or wherever that was. And uh, Tim specifically said to him, like, it's great. I don't have to read. And I, I'm making all this money. But he has to read. What do you mean he doesn't have to read? He has to read all the time. He reads all the time. What are you talking about? And Why would this, he say he doesn't have to read? That doesn't even make sense. Seems like a concerted effort. You know, this is his, like, version of OnlyFans. And, 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 and to be fair, I don't know the full range of content how that is it only fans will produce on only fans but he is looking for a market and that is 12 year old boys how and, is he directing anything to 12 year old boys this is like ridiculous and trying to confirm you have such an easy insult with tim pool you just go after his music because it's total aids razor fist had a great close to a video today uh, it made me laugh out loud. And uh, going after 12-year-olds, it doesn't even make sense. Like, you know, what 12-year-old boys struggle it's with. monetize their masculinity crisis. Yeah, and it's like, you know, guys, Bugattis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, sushi exactly. with the boys yeah. and poker. And when's he going to start smoking a cigar? I mean, I guess, it, you know, on some level, like everything I'm saying just you seems can't so... can't smoke cigars? Oh, obvious. When you look at, like, he's got, you know, whatever it is, the samurai sword and the, the weapon behind it. Like, this is honestly... You can't have a samurai sword? Like, when I, you know, during Hanukkah, when I want to pick out a present for my 10 year old son i just look at the stuff and i go like what you know what's like what's like the boyest like cool thing like oh this car Bugattis. <laughs> like i'll get him the bugatti uh, model or like here's a um you know i got him a jackknife and yeah. or it's a um you know it's like a 
it's, it's, it's a scope you can see in the dark with. Nice. You know, like all of this stuff, like, or lasers, you know, just like what a 10 year old boy would. And I think that's probably what Tim Pool's business plan is. And occasionally, you know, he, he, he tries to pretend like he's an adult and talk about politics. It's fascinating. It's just completely delusional. Yeah, like skateboard Wonka. Exactly. But the creepy part about it is, and that ends our phone call portion, the creepy part about it is, is that you're waking up every day and you're saying, what can I produce to attract young boys? Yep. But he's not doing that. I, I don't like Tim Pool uh, at all, but uh, that's not what he's doing. And that is... Yeah, I, it's, the creepy that's something part, I want to do. It's odd. The, the creepy part about it is it's one thing to say, like, I know I'm going to. I would love for them to get sued by Tim. Pool. That would be fantastic. Like, here's a, uh, a rock. The thing that, you know, I've written fart on and somebody will get a kick out of it. Like, honestly, like my, my son or, you know, here's uh, cat pajamas or whatever it is. It's one thing to sort of like produce a product, but when you have to be that product, that's super creepy to me. But I don't know, I guess it's a living, uh, despite the fact that it's having such a horrible impact on well, people. We can save women from becoming LGBT by offering them more sushi with the boys. More sushi with the boys. And I guess maybe it keeps you out of like um, uh, the, um, what is it called? The uh, online manuscripts or uh, treaties of uh, people who uh, want to commit some type of violent act. Maybe you feel like you're dialing it back a little bit. All I'm doing is just like making bigots, just, not so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, selling misogyny. Yeah, to I'm just selling misogyny, but not necessarily making it something you need to act upon. It's just. What a lady's glasses wearing faggot. Oh, man, that's a hell of a thing. That's just, uh, what a despicable piece of shit Sam Cedar is. Okay, let's get to this breaking news. This was uh, sent in on uh, Sunday by Gun Fox. Let's have a look here. And let me refresh this here because I think there's another one. Speaking of Tim Pool coming in. With car makers in a state of shock over Tesla beating BYD prices, EU investigators will visit China's EV giants as part of an anti-subsidy probe. China might have problems with its economy, but as an exporter of affordable electric vehicles, it's on a tear. Now investigators from the EU Commission will visit Chinese EV makers as part of a probe into whether they have an unfair advantage thanks to government subsidies. In the coming weeks, the EU investigators will visit BYD Greeley, uh, 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 according to Reuters. Their visits will help determine whether the EU imposes higher tariffs to protect European car makers. BYD recently overtook, e excuse me, Elon Musk Tesla as the global leader in sales of electric vehicles, backed by Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway. The car maker keeps its low cost partly by owning the entire supply chain of EV batteries significant since a battery accounts for 40% of an electric vehicle's price. Holy shit. What do you have to replace the battery? That's fucking crazy. But as the existence of the EU's anti-subsidy investigation suggests, many worry there's more than supply chain efficiencies behind the low prices of Chinese EVs. The visit promises to be central to the EU probe. 
The price is kept artificially low by huge state subsidies. This is distorting our market, says EU uh, Commission President Ursula von der Leyen. And as well, we do not accept the distortion from inside uh, our market. We do not accept this from the outside. Earlier this month, Beijing is what appeared in what appeared to be a tit-for-tat move, launched an anti-dumping probe into brandy imported from the EU, sending shares of Francis Remy Cantreau and Bernard Ricard tumbling. The move, which might be the first of many, appeared to be aimed at France, which has pushed for an EV investigation. An Alliance trade report last year said China's EV makers pose a significant threat to Europe's car makers, particularly the automotive-dependent economies of Germany, Slovakia, and the Czech Republic. The, the Czech Republic. <clears throat> in the EU, Chinese-made EVs typically sell for 20% less than those made in the bloc, and their share of the EV market, which has grown to 8%, could reach 15% by 2025. No one can match BYD on price, period, said the CEO of, a, of Dune Insights. Boardrooms in America, Europe, Korea, and Japan are in a state of shock. Tesla CEO Elon Musk has gone from laughing about the quality of BYD cars in 2011 and suggesting recently that Chinese companies will emerge as dominant players in the global automotive industry. In the EU, Chinese EV makers face 10% tariffs versus 27.5% in the U.S. That's encouraged them to target Europe as their home market gets increasingly crowded although they're also growing in Southeast Asia, Mexico, Australia, and elsewhere. Indeed, China has recently overtaken Japan as the world's largest car exporter. Well, this month's BYD first charted cargo ship, dubbed the BYD Explorer No. 1, Explorer No. 1, embarked on its maiden voyage, capable of carrying 7,000 cars. Its destination is predictably Europe. Well, hopefully they don't run into any pirates. got to watch out for the fucking pirates. All right, very good. Uh, let's get to the next one here. This is from Ash B. It says, love you, HB. Thank you, Ash B. Appreciate that. This is Tim Pool. Tim Pool was not very happy with his guests, apparently, in this clip. This is Anomaly sharing this clip on Twitter. Let's see what... Uh, let's see. Shots fired here from Anomaly. He says, Tim Pool has a psychotic breakdown when Luke calmly states facts and says he would prefer Trump acknowledge COVID vaccine stuff as opposed to the current rhetoric, and Tim starts screaming at everyone like a demon. Tim Pool is such an evil, horrific gremlin. All right, let's have a look here. Everything else is gone. I mean, that, I, I, yeah. that one was like, just, just and I, it's not I, the I first still time. think I, I, we need an acknowledgement from, from, from Donald about what happened to Operation Warp Speed. There's been a lot of Americans that, that have been injured. One of them was here at the I'm panel. so sick of talking about we, this. We have, I'm okay, just, I'm so, so, so first of all, fuck you. This should be talked about all the time. It's a huge fucking problem. It's getting worse. And to, to try to brush it off, oh, we can't talk about it. Fuck you. Fuck you. By the way, Tim Pool said there were no vaccine side effects. So I said before, what what made me turn on Tim Pool was his 2020 election coverage and his vaccine coverage were utterly beyond, like, so terrible. It was just insane. And so now it, it, and look, it's one thing if Tim was like, you know, I was wrong about the vaccine. Sorry about that. Okay, no problem. But now he's going to be like, oh, I don't want to talk about it. I'm so tired of talking about it. 
Well, you know what, bitch? You know who's not tired of talking about it? All of the people whose families were, were vaccine injured or who had deaths. You know who else is not tired of talking about it? The people who currently have vaccine injuries, okay? So go fuck yourself. This should be talked about, and I'm glad Luke... I tell you, Luke bringing it up on stream, because, you know, that's one of the things you're not allowed to talk about on the Tim Pool Show is the vaccine. So good for Luke. Warp speed. There's been a lot of Americans that, that have been injured. One of them was here at the I'm tunnel. so sick of talking about we, this. We, have, we, just, have, so, we haven't had it. I'm just it's still a major issue because let's just say he, he comes into office. Uh, the CIA, Peter Daszak, Echo Health Alliance, all they have to do is restart and do whatever they did again be, be, because there, I'm, there, I'm, isn't, there isn't a, a conversation about, hey, I learned my lesson. Hey, there's some mistakes. Trump derangement. I should have done something better. It's Absolutely. not remotely Trump derangement syndrome. You're being a bitch. Not. Absolutely not. When still he's telling people to, to get boosted just a few freaking months the, the, ago. The policies and, and it's funny when I see journal like these these centrist type journalists who don't like Donald Trump actually arguing with with people over this. And they're, they're putting things like, man, I really don't like Trump. But Operation Warp Speed was therapeutics and vaccines by choice. It was never forcing yeah. people to get medical treatments. And I, when I, OK, right. But so here's the thing. It wasn't Trump was never for the mandates. That's fantastic. Um, I don't think Trump intended for Operation Warp Speed to be a disaster. The people that he put in place to do Operation Warp Speed lied. I don't, for example, I don't think Trump knew that Pfizer was hiding their trial data. I don't think Trump knew that. And so I, I think it's fine if... It, like, I don't, like, for example, speaking of Anomaly, because he, he posted the, the clip here, I think he takes it too far in his criticism of Trump. I think he's right about Operation Warp Speed and the vaccine was a disaster. But I don't, you know, he, he like, acts like Trump, uh, you know, somehow, like, intended all this. And it's like, I, I think he takes it too far. Okay. Um, but he should acknowledge that, that what's going on with, the the vaccine injuries and it's a it's a cloud over his head um it's better to not talk about it uh, uh, rather than if you're going to say like tell people to get boosted that's even worse so i think luke brings up a valid point here and uh and i hope people don't stop talking about this because this is one of the most important issues that has happened and i think trump can trump look people have made peace with trump's bad takes on uh on the vaccine and I think that if Trump just did something very simple, just an acknowledgement that, oh, yeah, people are being hurt, just be like, you know, this is not what we intended. You can throw Pfizer completely under the bus. You had them, you, you had them do a job and they failed. I, I think that, you know, certainly you're partially responsible, but they're mainly responsible. And again, they, they lied to everybody. They hid the trial data. And like I don't know, does he know this? Is anyone around him telling the telling him this? They hid the trial data. The trial data was a disaster. It showed how dangerous the vaccine was. They lied to everyone and hid it. That is an that is a absolute opening for Trump to fucking destroy Pfizer if he wants to take it. He has to be aware of it. I don't know if he's aware of it. Someone hopefully will tell him. And there you go. There there's your pivot. There's your pivot. And then if you somehow, for example, like Ken Paxton apparently has this lawsuit against Pfizer and people like Ken Paxton. Ken Paxton over the past year has gained a lot of credibility because 
uh, he's going after Pfizer, one of the few people going after Pfizer. Hopefully something comes of that. Trump would absolutely boost his clout if he went after Pfizer. So anyway, we'll see. I don't think he has to because I think, like I said, everyone's kind of made their peace with, with Trump. Either it's a deal breaker for you and you're not going to vote for him or it's not a deal breaker for you and you're going to vote for him. And that's up to you. I, each person each person can decide. I've seen people say it's a deal breaker. That's fine. It's, it's your decision. Um, but what is total bullshit is the idea that we're just going to ignore all this or that if you bring it up, it's Trump derangement syndrome. No. If you say, oh, Donald Trump wanted to kill people and he was part of the hiding of the trial data, well, that's bullshit. That would be bullshit. That would be Trump derangement syndrome. But I don't think Luke is the last person that's going to be uh, Trump deranged. Maybe not the last person, but he's not a Trump derangement person. That happened, he came out and said, they shouldn't be doing this. And now years later, I'm, I'm, I'm just like, dude, it's four years later. Okay, oh, I, I don't give it. a fuck if it's 40 years later. This is what happened with COVID and the vaccine is one of the worst crimes against humanity in the history of at least our modern age. So the idea, yo, to say to forget about it and move on, oh my God, can you become more of a piece of shit, Tim? Can you become more of a piece of shit? Holy shit, man. Unbelievable. We, we should never forget how bad those things were, but it's weird to me that we look at these blue state governors who literally murdered people in New York and it's like, but Donald Trump, it funded also, scientific can research. Can I just say something too? Rugs, though, though, can I just say rugs, it, goes back, it goes back to the concept of revolution. Look, I understand people have to provide for their families. And so I'm not trying to sound like a cold hearted bitch with what I'm about to say, but everybody has choices. Everybody has free will. And I'm really sick and tired of listening to people say things like, oh, I would have lost my job or, oh, well, you know, I would have been fired. You either stand for, you either stand for something or you fall for everything. And if more people in this country would have stood up and taken to the streets and fought back against these tyrannical lockdowns. President Trump never forced the vaccine on anyone. President Trump never forced extended lockdowns. President Trump never forced people to wear masks. But Trump people told people, told, people allowed Trump their children to Thomas be forcefully Macy, vaccinated. Who was against lockdowns. Trump attacked Sweden, who decided not to lock down. That's, That's true. I, I, I have no rebuttal to this. Uh, I, I wish he hadn't have done it. I don't take it the, the, as far as people like Anomaly do, but it is, you know, each person has, each person has to weigh these things and decide for themselves. I don't think Trump had any ill intent. I think Trump was, was met with a, an insane scenario. I think one of the key, hopefully, one of the key learning experiences that Trump had in his first term is that you're surrounded by snakes or at least you were, and all these people lied to you. So, for example, remember those pieces of shit that came out with that hysterical um, uh, projection? They were like, oh, five billion people are going to die. So these people, they're presenting Trump with this very grim data, and I think Trump believed them. And, you know, look, in hindsight, should he have? No. Am I going to kill him for, like... Is it reasonable to expect Trump to immediately be able to tell, well, these people are obviously lying and this is this is all manufactured and blah, blah, blah. I, I don't know. I mean, I would have liked to see him sideline Fauci. He couldn't have fired Fauci. That's a bunch of bullshit. But he should have sidelined Fauci. There's definitely things that he should have done. 
is it reasonable to just expect him to just know that these people are presenting bullshit data? I, I just, I think that's a bit far-fetched. I think that's a bit far-fetched. Um, I don't like, like the, the, the Kemp criticism, and I don't like Kemp at all. I didn't like the Kemp criticism because when he gave him, when he gave the criticism, it was after he was calling for the America to be open, which I liked because if you recall, there was the two weeks to slow the spread. He shouldn't have done that, obviously. Um, but then he was calling for the the, uh, the openings for Easter, right? He was like, "We need to be open for Easter," and the media was giving him hell. So it didn't make sense to me that he criticized uh, a camp after that. So I didn't like that he did that. I don't think it's the end of the world, but you know, it's fine to bring it up. But anyway. You gotta, you gotta talk about the vaccine injuries. I'm not saying you have to blame Trump for them. I'm saying that there's no, no, there's gonna be no moving on. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Like I said, I think Trump put in Operation Warp Speed. I don't think they did what he thought they were gonna do, and they, they, they lied to everybody and they hid the trial da- data. So, is Trump partially responsible? Sure. Did he deliberately lie to try to hurt people? I don't think he did personally. I don't think he did personally. So I'm voting for him, you know, and uh, I, I think it's a complicated situation. What I'd love to see is more debates like this. But, you know, as you're going to see, Tim's going to shut this down. It's a fact. I still this want is, an is... acknowledgement of it. And because we don't have an anno- acknowledgement of okay, it, okay. because because Trump still believes that the, okay. the vaccine no, saved okay, millions okay. Of, no, hundreds of millions of lives. Let me take it. The into scenario no, 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 could, I'm, could, I'm, could again th- unfold. OK, I'll tell you I'll tell you why I'm done with this, because the. Anti- yeah, so. Tim, no one cares if you're done with this. No one cares if you're done with this. Okay, most people aren't done with it, and the problem that you're going to have is that the amount of people who are not done with it—that list is still growing. There are people still dying, still suffering injuries, and so every time that happens, is another person who becomes aware, and another person that becomes angry. And you know what's going to really piss people off when you tell them move on after they've not been given any sort of restitution, any sort of justice, you're going to just tell them to move on? Fuck that noise. Fuck that noise. The Trump people say Trump did the exact same thing Ron DeSantis did, but Trump was wrong when he did. And then the Tez people are like, DeSantis did the same thing that Trump did, but Tez was right when he... I'm like, dude. Well, no, all the governors, except for, I think, Nome, made some mistakes. Yeah, DeSantis in the very... I think for like a weekend... DeSantis went a little ridiculous. I think they closed the beaches and there was a whole thing for like, I think like the first week. Most of the governors for like the first week, except for I think um, Christy Noem, did something. So yeah, the key though is that they pivoted, okay? So I don't like how I think the DeSantis and Trump campaigns are dishonest when they attack each other on COVID. I don't like how they attack each other on COVID. DeSantis, the key thing about DeSantis, he pivoted. You know, now he made a mistake too with the vaccine. He facilitated the vaccine. That was terrible, okay? But what happened when he found out that the vaccine was no good? He pivoted and he hired the best fucking hire, arguably, I mean, his absolute best hire, one of the best hires of all time. He hired Joseph Ladapo. And then they figured out that the vaccine was no good. And now what are they doing? They're, they're speaking against it. Okay. So you could, to, to me, because a lot of these people that are going hard at Trump are DeSantis people. But if you're going to go hard at Trump, 
and act like he committed an unforgivable COVID sin, then you have to have that same standard for Ron DeSantis. Because if it's unforgivable for Donald Trump to put Operation Warp Speed in place, then it's unforgivable for Ron DeSantis to facilitate the vaccine. Because he did it. He facilitated that vaccine very effectively. Now, did Ron DeSantis know that that vaccine was going to kill a bunch of people? No, he didn't. He assumed everyone did their fucking job. Just like Trump assumed everyone did their fucking job. And and, And they were lied to. By who? Fucking Pfizer. And the FDA and the Fauci's. These people lied. They lied to DeSantis. They lied to all the, all, they, they did not tell them. No one knew until, what was it, the judge? There, by a miracle, I don't know how this judge, I, I hope he has good security. This fucking patriot judge, Pfizer's like, oh no, we want to, we have to keep our trial data hidden for 75 years. And the judge was like, no, you're going to release it 500 pages at a time. And, and they did. And it's a, it's a fucking disaster. It's a disaster. So that right there, if people, because I know this is politics and it's political and people want to avoid fallout and stuff. Well, there you go. Set your sights on Pfizer. It's a, it's, it's not just a narrative. It's true. They lied. They lied to Trump. They lied to DeSantis. There you go. There you go. Put, your, put the focus on Pfizer. Now, will they? I don't know. We're going to see. But that's an easy out, I think, in my opinion. So just just acknowledge, yeah, this was wrong. Because I've not seen DeSantis say, hey, it was wrong for me to facilitate the vaccine either. Like I said, I think the only person that can talk mad shit about COVID policy is Christy Nome. Because I don't think she did anything. Unless if you live in South Dakota and there's something you're aware of, let me know. But I'm pretty sure she was the only governor that has like like a fucking phenomenal track record. DeSantis had a bumpy beginning, but then became awesome. And Trump obviously had a bumpy beginning. And then, and it seems like people forget, you remember, so after Easter, and he had the stumble with criticizing Kemp, I didn't like that. After that, you realize during COVID that Trump's rallies were like the only events that were happening. The only events that were happening, and they, he, he got all this pressure. They're like, oh, how can you have these events? And he had them anyway. That was very important that people saw, because if you remember the hysteria, the hysteria was so crazy. That, oh, you're going to die if you go to a, an event or whatever. He, ha- he kept having these events. They kept trying to tell him to shut them down. And he kept having them. And the more he, he had them, the more people saw, yeah, you're not going to die if you go to this event everything's fine like things are getting back to normal so and I, and I credit him with that and I think that was very important that you had the president having public large public gatherings even though everybody in the media was screaming at him to stop it now of course they wanted him not to do it because they didn't want him to campaign because part of this was a gay op unfortunately part of it was a gay op to try to win an election so look a lot of this a lot of this is complicated I don't fault people for being angry I, and especially if you had a family member that was that was injured, I, I, I'm not going to tell you how to feel about that. And if you, it's a deal breaker for you, I'm not going to, hey, that's your decision. I'm not, I don't tell people what to do. This is something that needs to be discussed. Uh, I hope Trump and DeSantis handle it well. But again, my key thing here, people telling you to move on, fuck that noise. That's bullshit. I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all.
in the beginning of COVID and the lockdowns, Donald Trump said 15 days to slow the spread. And we were all, not everybody, but a lot of people were like, okay, well, we don't know what's going on. And now that we have That's hindsight, true. you have people being like, Ron was correct. No, Trump was correct. No, Ron. Dude. Well, yeah, Ron went along with 15 days to slow the spread, too. Okay, so that's fine. Don't think we need to adjudicate four. But you're shifting what you're shift. You're pivoting from what uh, uh, Luke is talking about. Luke's talking about vaccine injuries. That's what he's talking about. Yeah. What happened four years ago, now that we have hindsight and we can talk about it today. But <laughs> this, this, this is not fair to go and, after the And now what's going to happen is. If you now criticize Trump on this, why are you going to talk about it? Everyone's going to just keep going back to four years. Yeah. Four years ago, four years ago, four years ago. I'm asking, I'm asking, what happens next year? Can we get can we get an AG yeah. that actually looks into the creation, the funding, all that, all and prosecute? Can we arrest that? Matters? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I I am a little concerned. You 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 can't let this go. You've got to prosecute the. If Trump gets into office, you got to prosecute people, Fauci, whoever the fuck. You absolutely have to. All can we I, please yes, arrest Fauci. We that can't. matters. All I'm trying to say is that. You know, people have their opinions, very strong opinions about COVID. I'm, you know, the biggest Trump supporter there is, and I never took the vaccine, never got boosted, never will. I'm, an, I'm a proud anti-vaxxer. But I Trump just did want, get boosted. Right? I just want to see more Consult personal. I'm losing my fucking mind. I feel mind. like I'm moderating you guys a zero shut the debate. fuck up. Yeah, dude. Okay. Now, I don't know why Tim Pool freaks out here. This is really, I think that, uh, I think Laura was being pretty reasonable here. Um, I think she's basically talking about how, you know, Trump had his opinion about the vaccine. She's a she's a very big Trump supporter. She has the opposite opinion of Trump about the vaccine. I think that's very good. Luke brings up the fact that was Trump boosted? I don't remember. I, I remember he got it. At I don't know. Whatever. But that's the other thing. I don't like get. You know, that, I don't think you should. But uh, whatever. I don't really think this was uh, warranted to scream at everyone to shut the fuck up. But, you know, what do I know? Let's go back here. Boosted, never will. I'm, an, I'm a proud anti-vaxxer. But I Trump did want... get boosted. Oh, maybe because she said I'm a proud anti-vaxxer and they were on YouTube. <laughs> right? I just want to see The monetization's going right out the window because you're still not allowed to talk about vaccine stuff on YouTube. So I'm losing my fucking mind. I feel mind. like I'm moderating you guys a zero hedge the debate. Fuck up. Yeah, dude. Shut this the is fuck what I felt up. like yeah. at the zero hedge debate, dude, by the way. Holy fucking shit. Let's just not we talk get over it. each other. I have had this debate yeah. 7,000 times. You've hey, not yeah. had this debate at all. You don't talk about this on YouTube, Tim. You don't talk this is you don't talk about the in fact, not only do you not talk about the vaccine, you lied and said there were no vaccine side effects, which is like David Pakman level bullshit. That's like wild. Or, or, or you, you, you give the uh, broken iPhone analogy. Oh, if you have a, if you, if you, if you, basically it's like, it's okay to crack a few eggs, making an omelet or whatever, except the eggs are people, you know, people, children, whatever. That if you, uh, if, if you release a million iPhones and then a certain percentage are broken, it's going to seem like a lot. Just, dude, terrible. I don't know. Just crazy, crazy absolutely crazy and so this is a similar thing that he did with the election where he claimed that he talked about the arizona audit five times and uh i've i've not seen you know if anyone has those videos let me know 
but I am not aware that he talked about the Arizona audit five times. I, I, I don't believe that is the case. So now he's pretending that he has thoroughly debated the vaccine. That's not true. And I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm losing my fucking mind. Do I am so over people being like, Trump was bad because Trump did a thing. Oh, that we I agree did, we, with you. We, we did not know what was happening four years ago. And now we are four years on with mass illegal immigration, 10,000 people per day. And you're talking yeah. about a vaccine program for four years ago. Uh, um, this vaccine, uh, it, depending on it, it's very difficult to tell because they're covering it up. So what the actual number of deaths is, I have no idea. Worldwide, it could be up to 17 million. The mortality rate of countries, especially the heavily vaxxed uh, countries, is through the roof. By the way, see, this is, this is the, the difference. And I don't even know this guy. This guy, Tony Hinchcliffe, he's like a comedian. I don't even know a lot about him. But just to kind of like compare the difference between an honest person and a dishonest person, Tim is a dishonest person, okay? Tony Hinchcliffe, I don't know a lot about him. And maybe he's dishonest in other ways that I'm not aware of. But he's an honest person as, as far as what I've seen. So what, what does Tony uh, do? He goes on the Joe Rogan show. And they're having most of the podcasts, which is regular conversation about different things in comedy and blah, blah, blah. But he talks to him about Canada, and this is also happening in New Zealand and Australia and other countries. He's, he's like, have you seen the, the mortality rate in Canada skyrocket at a level that's unprecedented? And Rogan is like 5,000 times better than Tim Paul. And he understands about the vaccine. People can certainly criticize Joe Rogan for certain things. He's gotten better, and he's fantastic on COVID and the vaccine. Uh, he, you know, he had on McCullough, he had on Malone, he had on RFK. I've never seen McCullough on the Tim Pool show. I don't know if he would ever have him on. He'd probably have him on. You're not allowed to talk about the vaccine. You have to talk about the, whatever Tim tells you. But anyway, and they have a conversation. This is not, this is just like a guy who, who is a comedian having a conversation with Joe Rogan, uh, uh, an honest conversation about how the vaccine is killing people. This is a huge story. I hope people do not allow anyone to cover it up. And I have no respect for anyone that suggests that people should stop talking about the biggest crime against humanity. Well, actually, depending on... I don't know what is the biggest crime against humanity. Is it COVID? Is it the vaccine? Do you put them both under the same umbrella? I don't know. But uh, never forget. Never forget. Okay. I'm not, I'm not, here com- we go again. The, no, the no. comments were made a couple of weeks ago by, uh, by Donald Trump. about this Donald Trump so came out and said it should be your choice. Yes, that's my point. We're done. He said you should get Do you guys think that the reason why yes. we talk okay. about... Okay, let, okay. All right, let's, let's solve this. I'm not talk to a doctor. Talk to a doctor. Okay, so yeah, well, there you go. <clears throat> yeah, I think, um, yeah, I think Anomaly's pretty much correct here. I, I, I uh, yeah, I, I think, uh, I think, uh, I think Anomaly called it correctly. I don't agree with everything uh, Anomaly says. I think he does good work. I think he's lo- he goes too far with Trump, but that's it's fine. You know, you don't have to vote for him. It's up to you. But uh, I think I think his assessment at Tim Pool here is uh, it's pretty spot on. So there you go. Yeah, I hope more people go on the Tim Pool show and bring up the vaccine just to see what he does because he's freaking out. It's pretty fucking hilarious. That was pretty hilarious. And, you know, Laura has a tendency to, like, she's she's a yapper. But I'll say in that whole thing with a lot of people talking, she was pretty reasonable. She was kind of, she was pretty reasonable in that clip. She was pretty reasonable in that clip. So, all right. 
Okay, very good. All right, that was breaking news from the internet from Ashby. Appreciate that. If you have an article that you want uh, read on stream, 10 and up, details in the description on Rumble. So now, here is the homosexual prostitute from Miami Vice who's talking about... Now, now again, you just see how these narratives form. The title is very misleading. The title is, Trump claims presidential immunity to murder. Trump did not claim presidential immunity to murder. That's not what he... He didn't claim that. His lawyer was asked a question by a, a Democrat judge who was obviously given an errand, and she gives this ridiculous hypothetical, and she demands only a yes or no answer, that, oh, what if, he, what if SEAL Team 6 started killing people, and blah, 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 it's all this ridiculous bullshit. And, of course, they wanted a media narrative because they're trying to pretend that Donald Trump is Hitler and he's going to kill everybody. And all right, guys. Kyle eats it up. Let's do it. So uh, the other day, Trump's lawyer made an argument. This was, this was amazing. This was amazing. This should have been, like, the biggest news in the country because we're out in la-la land with uh, some of the legal theories that are being floated. Um, Trump's uh, attorney made an argument that, no, you don't understand. He has presidential immunity. So all these things are useless. All these 91 criminal charges. He was the president. He has presidential immunity. Uh, now, when pinned by one of the judges, he conceded, well, he doesn't really have full presidential immunity, like he can get away with anything. But in order to get him on anything, you would need to um, impeach him through the House, convict him on that impeachment in the Senate, and then if that thing raises to the level of a criminal charge, then you can try him criminally after the fact. When he's exactly. Yeah, that's how it works. That's how it works for Joe Biden. That, that's how it works for Bathhouse Barry. That's how it works for the Bushes, for the kid fucker Bill Clinton. That's how it works. A longer president. So totally changed his position. The original position was he has total immunity. Then it became, well, not really. There's some instances where you can charge him. But he effectively made up, you know, the, the standards where... It's not made up. It's literally how it works. If you meet these things, then you could charge him. Okay? Which is correct. Everybody was mocking it and having no, a... Everybody was not mocking it. Retards were mocking it. Corporate media retards were mocking it. People that understand how it works were not mocking it. Field day with it because the judge ripped this, this guy to shreds. The judge is a political activist and a retard. Pointed out that he didn't have a consistent standard. Pointed out he changed it. That's not true at all. And then also pointing out what the logical implications of that approach to this would be, right? So Trump is asked, this, this clip blows up, and then Trump is asked here um, if he agrees with his lawyer that he can't be prosecuted, even in the, mo the most extreme situations. Here's Trump's answer. Do you agree with your lawyers what they said on Tuesday, that you should not be prosecuted or could not be prosecuted if you ordered SEAL Team 6 to kill a political officer? Well, you're talking about a totally different case, the immunity. I say this, on immunity, very simple, if a president of the United States does not have immunity, he'll be totally ineffective because he won't be able to do anything because it will mean he'll be prosecuted, strongly prosecuted perhaps, uh, as soon as he leaves office by, his, by the opposing party. So in other words, yeah. I, but I he's completely correct. The question was, do you agree with what your lawyers argued that you could not be prosecuted if ordered SEAL Team 6 to kill your political opponent? And Trump's answer is... So this, you mean like how Obama had an American citizen drone strike when he was president? President doesn't have immunity. He'll be totally ineffective. So in other words, Which yes. is true. Yes. 
Okay, let's stop for just a First of all, Donald Trump doesn't kill his political opponents. Joe Biden, you could argue, kills some of his political opponents' voters. Okay, and it's just the way they keep talking about it makes me think that they're going to start doing more of that. Back in here. Here's how dumb Donald Trump is. He's making this argument to save his ass from criminal charges, right? But this guy, every other sentence, talks about how I'm going to go after Joe Biden. I'm going to go after the Democrats and the deep state that are wrongly coming after me. But you just said a president has complete and total immunity from anything. So in theory, Joe Biden could order SEAL Team 6 to assassinate you, and then Joe Biden can come out and say, I resign the presidency. And since there wasn't an impeachment through the House and a conviction on that impeachment in the nope. Senate, there's nothing anybody could do. Nope. We could have emails or, let's be serious, Joe Biden doesn't use email. We could have phone calls. We could have audio recordings of Biden saying, yes, SEAL Team 6, go murder Donald Trump, put a bullet in between his eyes. And then they do it, and there's nothing that can be done. There's nope. nothing that can be done because the president needs to have total immunity. Guys, the question was very direct. The question is... The question was a gotcha for a media headline that has nothing to do with anything going on. Donald Trump does not kill his political opponents. He's never ordered SEAL Team 6 to murder in a, politi a political opponent. Uh, but if you want to actually compare it to something that actually happened, you can compare it to when bathhouse Barry Obama had a drone strike kill an American citizen. Are you allowed to even order things that are completely and utterly and obviously illegal and unethical and immoral and all that stuff? Are you allowed to do that and still have immunity as president? And his answer is yes. What a dumbass. What a dumbass. So Joe Biden can order the assassination of Donald Trump resign see now now look what's going on see i'm telling you they are setting something up if the supreme court does not does not rule the way they demand they're setting it up where they're going to do whatever the fuck they want they're going to do crazy shit so he doesn't get impeached through the house or the senate and then there's nothing they can do hey he got he found a loophole he got away with murder out in plain oh, sight oh it's two citizens that's right it was the terry and his son the son was not a terrorist as far as i'm aware what a clown. What a clown. Tr Trump is incapable of thinking about things in even a slightly objective fashion. Like, any reasonable person would think, well, hold on, what's the standard I'm setting up? How would that then apply to Biden? How would that then apply to Democrats who I don't like? It just doesn't even occur to him. It doesn't even occur to him. And also, let's be clear, this is very, it's also a total, total, total admission of committing many, many crimes. Because effectively, the argument is... How is correctly assessing the concept of immunity and admission to many crimes that's retarded as well yeah i know i did a lot of things that were illegal so disagreeing over immunity is criminal now this is like what destiny does that if you disagree with them on politics he calls you a traitor which i mean ultimately makes you a criminal but i just think i literally cannot be prosecuted since i was president and so i have total presidential immunity no matter what like, okay, well, thank you for sort of implying that you know you did things that were illegal. But he didn't do that. Oh, my God. He's claiming presidential immunity to do things as extreme as flat-out murder of his political opponents. No, he's not. Of course, his actual position is, if Biden does that, or if Biden does something that's one one-hundredth of that. So if Biden does that, he would have to be impeached and convicted, just like every other president. If Biden uh, 
prods for an investigation into my wrongdoing, that is unfair and that we should throw the book at him and we should come after him and we should take him down and he has no presidential immunity, but I have... That's not, he didn't argue that. He didn't argue that at all. All the presidential immunity... He would book. have to be impeached and convicted. Well, no matter what I say. It's just, I don't... He just made that up. He's the favorite to be the next president of the United States again. Mm. He's the favorite. I hope you lose sleep over it. He's the favorite. Yes, that's correct. Because people aren't buying your fucking bullshit. I don't know how we got to this place. Because you lie. You're liars. And you're such bad liars that it's pissing people off. And then on top of the nonstop lies, the economy sucks. So on top of having to deal with all of your faggoty-ass lies, people also have to deal with the fact that groceries are insane and gas prices are high. So now you're pissing people off. And that's, that's why that they don't like you. And so they're voting for Trump. That's it. Nothing. Even some of the people that usually vote Democrat are voting for Trump. Yeah, you got, you're in a pickle. You're in a pickle. So what we're really waiting to see is what the fuck are you going to do? How crazy are you going to be? How bad are you going to hurt people? That's what we're waiting to see. Nothing makes sense anymore. Logic doesn't matter. Reason doesn't matter. Here's where, this is where we are. This is a psychotic thing to say. And it's no, it's just that you're pretending that, uh, that you're not lying. Barely news. It barely makes news. Why it was the media narrative for like the whole week. What do you mean it didn't make the news? It was the whole thing. We're so used to him saying psychotic things every day of the week. So presidential immunity is not psychotic. Nothing, right? Oh my God. All right, there you have it. There you have it. That's all I got for you guys. Good acting job, faggot. All right, let's move on here. We got Judge Cannon protects Trump by screwing over Jack Smith. Oh, I'll take it. I said this before. I'll take things rigged in our favor. And when I say rigged, I don't mean just rigged. I mean like rigged where the other side is like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? Like that kind of rigged. Like that kind of rigged. I'll take things being that kind of rigged in our favor for at least the next five years. At least. Then after five years, maybe, maybe I'll change my mind. <clears throat> so... This is really just like standard rulings, this judge. I mean, I think this judge, her AIDS quotient is lower than Chutkin, but I'm not sold on her yet. We'll see what she does. But she just, you know, she if she rules in any way in favor of Trump, they freak out. And that's basically what's happening here. Late last week, Judge Eileen Cannon once again ruled against special prosecutor Jack Smith. Which she is totally allowed to do. She's completely allowed to do that. She's the judge. She can rule against him if she wants to. In her ongoing efforts to continue to coddle and protect Donald Trump. Here's what happened. Jack Smith wanted Judge Cannon to force Donald Trump to declare what kind of defense he was going to use. Gee, totally reasonable. Uh, uh, forcing the defendant to reveal his defense. That's totally reasonable. Unbelievable. At trial. The trial, by the way, still technically on the docket for May. So we're four months away from the start of that trial. So Jack Smith said, listen, judge, if he's going to use an advice of counsel defense, basically blaming his lawyers, then I have to have access. And but legally he doesn't, though. He doesn't. He's just being a sneaky bitch. I'm allowed to have access. No, to the no, 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 no. She will tell you, you fucking whore, whether or not you're allowed to have access. Because you got to ask her. If you were allowed, you would just be able to have access. But you have to ask the judge. And she said no. And that's it. 
communications between him and his lawyers. And as part of our trial prep, which is the phase that we are in right now, I need those documents. So you have to ask him, you have to force. No, 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 she doesn't have to do that. She will decide. You can ask her to do it. It's fine to ask her, but she said no. Him to declare if that's the kind of defense he's going to use, or if he's not, I don't need it. We'll move on. And judge Cannon issued an order telling Jack Smith, I'm dismissing your motion. Good. She dismissed it without prejudice, so he can, of course, file it again if he wants to. But she's basically telling him, hey, whoa, 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 slow your roll there, buddy. (laughs) We've got so long before the trial that uh, Trump doesn't need to tell you right now what he's going to do. You know, you don't need that stuff right now, no. So you can't have it. And I'm not going to make him tell you what kind of defense he's going to use. So not only does this put the prosecution at a severe disadvantage, good, but it also makes it clear that Judge Cannon says the trial's too far away. Well, if you've ever prepared for a trial, or in my case, helped lawyers prepare for trials, the cat's calling you an asshole. I can hear it. Uh, four months is not a long time. Like four months is basically tomorrow in the legal world. Trust me, those who know, like you know, but. She's signaling to Jack Smith that, hey, you're going to have plenty of time because I got no intention of doing this in May. And she has also made it very clear in other motions that she has uh, uh, ruled upon that she doesn't want to do it in May. Now, as I said, technically, it's still on the docket for May. That has not yet changed, but it's going to. And that's what she's telling us with this ruling. She's going to continue to protect Donald Trump. She's going to push it as far down the road as humanly possible. That would be great. And it's all to protect Donald Trump and to screw over the prosecutors. That's what you deserve, 100%. That is what she has done every step of the Uh, way. We'll see. That is what she continues to do. I wish that was true. I wish this was true. It is beyond pastime for uh, Jack Smith to go ahead and file a motion with the appellate court to get her off the case. She is not being fair. She is not being impartial. Every time... Oh, is it not fair, bald fuckface? Oh, it's not fair. Oh, yes. She gets the opportunity to do the right (laughs) thing. She consistently does the wrong thing. Oh, yes. Just so she can protect Trump. Mm, Ring of fire. That's what you get. That's fantastic. Fox host says Taylor Swift is a CIA psyop being used to help Democrats. Um, yeah, no, I think that's, uh, yeah, I, I think that's true. A host on Fox News last right. week, actually yeah. one of their more popular hosts, Jesse Waters, openly suggested that somebody at the White House got, he said, got to Taylor Swift to get her to partner with the group Vote. Yeah, they're, they're absolutely astroturfing her into all of these football games. Org to encourage young people to register to vote. Specifically, Jesse Waters said, I wonder who got to her from the White House or wherever. Who makes that initial handshake? Implying, of course, that there is something nefarious going on between the Democrats and the White House. Yes, something nefarious is going on. Even normies are like, why are they showing her so much? Wherever, as he says. And the most popular pop star on the planet, Taylor Swift. Because obviously, right? A, a person 
encouraging people to just register to vote, not even telling them how to vote, just go register to vote. Clearly that is an op. Well, after Jesse Waters put this out into the ether, again, this all happened like within the last five days, conspiracy theories exploded and expanded upon Jesse Waters. Good idea saying that Taylor Swift was somehow a CIA psyop. Would not surprise me at all. Designed to help Democrats win. I mean, the CIA, apparently, I was reading about how, like, they, it, not always, but there have been periods of time where they will, like, put certain music out. Um, so that would not, that would not surprise me. In the 2024 election, because, again... She's just encouraging people to register to vote. And whenever she goes out and makes public statements about people registering to vote, it does, of course, overwhelm the system because tens of thousands of people go and register to vote. So, of course, Republicans would believe that that is some kind of conspiracy theory because God forbid more people register to vote in this country and that we actually get a more participatory democratic system. But it all started with Jesse Waters and his idiotic statement, somehow implying that Taylor Swift had been recruited by the government to help the Democrats. Okay. This, so that this is almost guaranteed that that is the case. This is the level of stupid. We are. I bet you this turns out to be true. I bet you this turns out to be true. Dealing with. This is the type of idiotic, brain-dead propaganda He's coming... He's going too hard at it. I bet you that that's exactly what's going on. ...from Fox News on a daily basis. I remember, you know, when I started working here at Ring of Fire, the year 2004, we obviously did lots of segments on Fox News because they were pushing, you know, obvious right-wing talking points, and we would call them out for it all the time. I would love for Fox News to go back to what it was in 2004. No way. Right, just spreading, you know right-wing talking points as opposed to what they are today, which is let's just go full Alex Jones. Well, which is what the that's network a great way to go is becoming good. That's I mean, fantastic to see debunking talking points all day long is an easy task, but when you actually have to get to the point where we are now with Fox, where you're having to address their conspiracy theories, that's just a whole new level of stupid that I really hate that I even have to waste my time on, but they are the most watched do something else then cable news network in the country. So we have to talk about the idiotic things that they say. It got so bad last week (laughs) that you had Pentagon spokesperson, Sabrina Singh had to come out and issue a statement to Politico saying, as for this conspiracy theory, we're going to shake it off. But that does highlight that we still need Congress to approve our supplemental budget request as swiftly as possible so we can be out of the woods with potential fiscal concerns. So a couple Taylor Swift puns in there. But the, the, the Pentagon itself had to like come out and actively address these new right-wing conspiracy theories that Taylor Swift is a PSYOP. 100% PSYOP, 100%. Designed to get people to register. 100%. Because that's just- And to take the vaccine how dumb we have become as a country. Yeah, no, that's, uh, I'm, that's absolutely what's happening. All right, Black Knight Leader says, uh, I think I found two Antifa infiltrators. The first pretends to support DeSantis and the other Trump. 
Yeah, I've seen like vitriol from some of these DeSantis shills that's like, that remind me of leftists. Silky Johnson says, HB, when Hogan was back in WWE wrestling, he did a program with Shawn Michaels, and Michaels was supposed to go over 2-1. Hogan didn't want to do the job, so in the match, Michaels oversewed every move Hogan did to him, like flying out of the ring. Really? I'll have to look for that match. That sounds hilarious. That sounds absolutely hilarious. Black Knight Leader says, I could be wrong about mostly peaceful Latinas pretending to be Trump supporters, but I think they cause too much infighting with good faith people. We can't afford infighting with good faith people. Yeah, I'm not too familiar with them. I am not too familiar with them, so I can't really say. Um, there's a lot of battles happening right now. There's a lot of commentator battles happening. There's a big comic book battle happening, the Comicsgate. There's a, there's a big battle happening between uh, the Crucible and uh, a bunch of women, and it's just all, everyone's like going to war. It's entertaining. It's entertaining. Um, Silky Johnson says, I've been thinking of what the commies are going to do on election night since they're so insane. I expect people to be killed in uh, bombings and, and fires at the ballots at the ballot counting places, and they'll scream, since all ballots burn, Joe Biden wins by default. Yeah, I wouldn't put any of that past them. I wouldn't put any of that past them. Hopefully people are diligent. They have a lot of security because, yeah, they're going to do anything. Big Chris says, okay, I'm not called Big Chris because I look like Big Pun. I'm 6'6", 300 pounds. I also learned how to write by going to writers groups. Those are filled with liberal women. Those chicks threw it at me because I wasn't a soy bitch. Emma gets wet by Matt, I bet you. Yeah, I mean, it, it was really an uncontroversial video where you had a woman who was surrounded and she lived in a liberal area. She's been surrounded by liberal men. And for the first time in her life, she was with a actual man. And she she was talking about how like shocked she was that how she just completely fell for it because her emotions did not match her training. Her training was to not like uh, masculine men. And so, she, and also she, after one date, was so smitten that she was like, I don't really think I want to do this feminist thing anymore. And, so, and good, good for her. Hopefully she escapes. And, you know, whoever this guy is, I wish you the best. But that's really all it was about. And, uh, yeah really fascinating um Silky Johnson says you're right about Tim Pool HB he needs someone to tell him no Patrice O'Neill said it best about Seth MacFarlane he like Tim needs a Barbera to slap him when he does something stupid because Barbera slapped Hannah when he said he was bigger than Yogi really I didn't know that that's interesting yeah you gotta have somebody especially if people blow up or if people start making a lot of money you got to have people around you to tell you no. And it's obvious when some of these people who are really successful don't have people around them to tell them no because they make major missteps. They make major missteps. And, uh, yeah, Tim Pool is one of them. He's, he huffs farts at a level that is like, phew, it's, uh, it's extraordinary. Yeah, I'm telling you, Razor Fist had a hilarious close to a video today. <laughs> It was related to Tim Pool. Made me laugh out loud. I don't know what's going on with the changing it from 
And look, you can do what you want. I'm not the channel police. I like Razor Fist. If you have your reason, you have your reason. But I just want to go on record. I much prefer God fucking speed rather than God speed. You know, like I said, do what you want. But God fucking speed is the absolute best. And uh, hopefully he goes back to that. But anyway, do what you want. Um, Silky Johnson says, oh, I read that one. Okay, let me, uh, I think there was a, let me go to Rumble here. This was something about Italians. One moment. All right, let's see here. WBG90 says, HB, it is time for you to embrace your WAP roots and be Catholic. We are hated by commies. We have the most base service and we are hated by Globo homos. And we fixed our pedo issue. I will say that it does seem like if you wanted to commit the most rebellion, um, you would be a um, uh, Latin mass Catholic, right? The, the Latin mass, I don't even know what the fuck a Latin mass is, but those are the Catholics that the FBI infiltrated. So apparently they must be the most based. Are they the most based? I don't know. Um, but yeah, it, it, that would be that would be it. Now I don't know, like, are there Catholics that don't believe in the Pope, or you, it doesn't even be, be, be it doesn't even have to be that. You just at least you're acknowledging that this Pope is a commie and is obviously illegitimate. Like this current Pope is obviously illegitimate. Um, I mean, look, do what you want. It's your religion. I'm not, you know, if you still want to view him as the, but this, this Pope is, a, the Pope's a commie. I don't know what that means. I don't know. Is Maybe that's part of the prophecy that, you know, the end times are coming when the Pope's a commie, something like that. That would make sense. But, uh, but yeah, it seems like based Catholics are like, that's like the, the most rebellion you could, in, of course, they don't like all, any of the Christians, really, unless they'll tolerate you if you're doing like the pro LGBT stuff. Um, but if you're, if you're, um, cause I don't think Anderson was, was a Catholic. They don't like Anderson either. I don't know if he's even still doing, uh, sermons or church or whatever. And they took that guy's bank account too. That's crazy. Absolutely crazy. You know, he's, he's uh, fiery, you know, he's probably seems like, you know, he might be mean, but you know, look, if you, if you don't want a mean pastor, then you can find a different pastor. I don't, I don't. You know, it's funny that I would watch Pastor Anderson in, uh, years ago and be like, man, that guy's really angry. What the hell? Now I'm like, oh, I totally get it. Because if you look at when he's at his angriest, he's talking about LGBT bullies. He was just, you know, a decade ahead of everybody. And uh, I get it now. I totally get it. But, you know, and that's the thing. Like, uh, leftists, I don't know if you realize, like, you're, you're making people like Pastor Anderson come off as reasonable. That's what you're doing. That's what, because no matter who you point to, no matter who the leftists point to as a bad person, they're worse than that person. They're worse. They're way worse. So, um, you know, Pastor Manning, another one of these hyperbolic pastors, and he said some shit that's totally out there. He's a pleasure compared to leftists. A pleasure. Manning, Pastor Manning is phenomenal. You know, he, uh, he, had, a, he had a hyperbolic sign. This was years ago. He was in Harlem. He had this hyperbolic sign, and uh, they bullied him. Now he didn't let them. He they, let me phrase that. They tried to bully him. He didn't. He wasn't tolerant in that shit, though. He he. There's a video of him. Like he's. Um, he, a lot of these are hard to find now on YouTube. You got to go to the Internet Archive. 
And uh, he argues with them, and he doesn't take down the sign. He was something about homosexuals. I think he was like quoting a scripture about homosexuals. And they told him to take the sign down, and he wouldn't take it down. See, good. That's good. Stand up to them. Don't fucking cuck to the bullies. Anyway, it's all very interesting. Okay. All right. Oh, I think there was an entropy. One second. Let me check here. Um... Narsty Boy says, David Pakman touched my butthole. That sounds about right. That sounds about right. I'm sorry that happened to you. Um, but that sounds, that's probably, uh, that's probably the most true news of the day. That sounds exactly like something David Pakman would do. Cooper Sees the Truth says, Bagels, talking to Bagels Fagman, uh, who, uh, he had a caller label him Bagels Fagman. That was, uh, that, was, that was from a video that David put out there of a person that left a message on his machine. That was a classic. Bagels, that's quite the standard you're using for Joe and going by your standard. None of the people you call dictators like Putin have ever persecuted opponents because they didn't personally persecute it. It was just the agencies they control while totally having no influence over them. Yeah, like, I guess it would be like if I argued that, that like... Um, someone organically on their own, having nothing to do with Putin, chopped up that woman and put her in a suitcase, they would never accept that argument. Or, you know, oh, like that I would seriously argue, oh, a tragic accident where Putin's political opponents happened to fall out of a window. Oh, totally organically. Amazing. Joe Biden can talk no shit about Putin. I don't know who's worse. If you ask me who's worse, Putin or Biden, that's, I don't know. I don't know. They're, I think they're both bad. I think they're both bad. <clears throat> and I will, of course, hold out always the possibility that a lot of the Putin stuff is CIA propaganda. That's possible. That's possible. 2Supernova1 says, Oy vey, I'm losing my shekel goyim. That's a quote from Tim Pool. Yeah, I think, I think... I th yeah, because she said she was anti-vax and uh, he got pissed off. You know what else she said? Uh, uh, th it wasn't in that clip that uh, made it, it, Tim uncomfortable. He didn't freak out, though. She has a nickname for DeSantis. She said, I call him fag. Um, and But it's, a, it's, a, it's like something, something absent governor, like forever absent governor. I don't know, whatever it was. And, uh, and, 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 of course, anyone who says fag or faggot on the Tim Pool show, I'm, I'm endorsing that. I think Loomer's a little bit kooky. I thought the uh, putting the Jewish star and, uh, on you and handcuffing you to yourself to Twitter was a little bit clown show. I will say she should not be censored at all. She should absolutely be able to speak. Um, probably is a pass, but, you know, you never know. But, uh, but... Um, but I like that. I like that. That has my endorsement. Oates says, hey, man, what's the title of the Razor Fist video? It was, it's about the um, Iowa caucus. It's like Iowa caucus is in the title. He released it today. Great ending. Absolutely great ending. <laughs> I guess he saw the Tim Pool music video. My God in heaven. My God in heaven. Yeah, it's just uh, it's a hell of a thing. But anyway, there you go. All right. That is the end of the stream. Next stream is uh, Thursday, 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Thank you for all the people that sent Super Chats and uh, Streamlabs and Breaking News. Sincerely appreciate your support. You can get an archive on Rumble, rumble.com slash user. 
slash hard news network or on podbean hardnewsnetwork.podbean.com or on twitter uh, at live hnn you can also download uh, my guide what a liar would say it's a uh, guide on uh, how to tell if someone's lying to you and all the different propaganda tactics at least some of them that the corporate media uses it'll be a multi-volume work and also you can download the book written by my left-wing homosexual brother the soft gentleman called what a bigot would say that's a guide on how to be a virtuous uh, liberal cobra said um watch for referees to favor kansas city for the next two games it won't surprise me if they end up winning the championship with the help of our overlords yeah so i i don't watch sports anymore i do see people talk about sports on twitter and uh, i've seen a lot of people multiple times like flipping out over the level of calls that the kansas city chiefs get now i can't confirm it because i haven't seen the games and i don't have an interest in like figuring it out because i'm just done with sports at this point uh i wish i wasn't i really wish just one just like how about hockey how about just hockey get rid of the gay stuff you know hockey was in the in in the process of getting rid of all the gay shit and then they cucked at the last minute i was rooting i was like come on you're getting rid of all the gay stuff you're the first and again ufc doesn't do this shit they're like the only ones but as far as the four major sports i'm like come on just one give me one sport now now oh well what are you gonna do still have the homo shit and it's just uh it's all it all sucks but anyway uh yeah i would not be surprised if they uh give it to the chiefs for one big uh pfizer commercial that would not surprise me at all so we'll have to see and it's a shame it's a shame when they rig sports because uh you know they could they have a good team their quarterback i know who their quarterback is Mahomes, and he's a good quarterback. He's like a very, he's like a once-in-a-generation talent. And then you don't need the referees. It sucks when the referees rig it. It's a shame, but it's what they do. And even if they're not rigging it on behalf of the regime or Pfizer, sometimes they rig it. You know, years ago, there were like mobsters and the whole thing with the, the Donahue and the mob and uh, the kings and lakers and all that. It's just the whole thing was, uh, it's, a, it's sad. It's a, it's a, it's a it's a shame. All right. Very good. All right. So, um, yeah, next stream is Thursday, 6.30 Eastern. I appreciate the support wherever you're watching on the stream or on the archive. I am the Hard Bastard. Thank you for watching.